Sleepy town settled for the night Where every lawn is tailored just right And it's about time that the back porch light comes on Hey, Witchay. Hey, Witchay. What day is it? I don't know. What? What? What planet are we on? <laughs> what? 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 Good morning, dude. I'm tired. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Well, you you had like a whole other leg of the trip. I had like a side quest. I at least got to like relax for a couple days. You did have a side quest. I feel like I'm lagging. Um. I don't know if you're lagging. It just looks like you're like trying to do other things while having a conversation. No. Do you want to call me back? This better not be how season two fucking starts. Oh, if if we're having lag problems, we might as well just like not even try today. <laughs> and the show's done. All right, that's it, guys. We're packing up. Had a good run. I think it's better now. You can. You don't see. There was like probably a four second lag. I would say something, and then you're like whatever yeah the same with you i was like are you doing something over there like what are you doing over there? no no not at all it's just all right it's just lag okay cool good morning good morning oh my god should we should we do that again hey which hey hey which hey i'm christina i'm justina welcome season two welcome season two of magnolia street episode one yeah we are exhausted yeah, we are exhausted. Uh, today's episode, we actually, we're not going to talk about anything in particular as far as practical magic goes, but we do have a big adventure we want to share with you guys, which we've been talking this up like all year long, right? We have a little practical magic in this. Oh, yeah, a little sliver of it, Yay. right? Yeah, yeah. You have to listen to the whole thing to get to like, to get to that little nugget, but we promise this episode is going to be very eventful because we're going to be recapping our Salem trip and our meetup and yeah. all the fun things we did. And Christina yeah. has been there before. So take I your drama mean because you might get a little dizzy because <laughs> there's so much that we did. Yeah. I can't wait to hear this from your perspective because you had never been there before. So I would, I really want to hear what it was like from your eyes, from like a, 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 a newcomer to Salem. Like, mm -hmm. I want to hear like what it was like for you to experience all that for the first time. Dude, I think you and I going back in September when we did our plaid dog adventure, we got to go to Salem to take some of our promotional pictures was such a treat. And mm -hmm. it was like a calming thing to have in the back of my mind, knowing that like Salem's not that go, go, go that full of people all the time and it was such right. a like a little spoil you know I felt very it was like a VIP I'm like I got this yeah. whole place to myself and it was so beautiful that all the flowers were still blooming but you could kind of feel a little chill in the air and we had our uh different outfits we were changing in and out of for a practical magic feel and I just felt so fucking witchy so mm -hmm. I had that already so I kind of felt like I had a one-up on everybody else who was there I was like I've been here before <laughs> but I hadn't experienced the uh, circus that is Salem in October however uh -huh. like going into it if I know that's what I need to expect fine just like a hot sauce right if you know it's gonna be hot it's a little easier to handle 
I like that analogy. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it is quite the circus, all of the Halloween happenings and all the things that are going on there for October. It does get nuts, but it's not unma unmanageable if you know how to navigate it, right? And like, mm -hmm. Avi and I have been there quite a few times, so we kind of know like when the good times to really do certain things are to like mm -hmm. avoid the big crowds. So it was kind of nice to like have that leg up and then bring you guys along for that ride so you can have a more pleasant experience and not get overwhelmed with the, like the size of the crowds for your first experience because mm -hmm. some people go there with this anticipation like i'm going to do all these things and like i'm just going to be able to walk into any store whenever i want there's going to be lines yeah not just the events not just like the haunted houses or the museums or whatever restaurants are going to have lines yes. and shop storefronts have lines yes and just expect to wait and yeah. going with a group was great because one or two of us would wait in line. The other one would go like fuck off and look around a store and then we'd yeah. switch. And, you know, I don't think we waited in line more than a half hour for right. anywhere. I know right. there were some places we, I think we stopped at the burger place, which we'll get to that had like a two and a half hour wait. We're like, nah, <laughs> we know better than that. Yeah. No also, also you do have to take into consideration some places in Salem are 100% tourist traps. Mm. So we try to avoid those places at all costs. Mm. Like that burger place that we were trying to get into, that was like, that's a big tourist trap. So right. we're like, we went right across the street and got into O'Neill's a half hour. No problem. No problem. Yeah. So like, it all depends on like, you know, where you go, what time you go, what day you go. Yeah. And, you know, trying to strategize your visits so that you're hitting certain things that you know are going to be super swamped on the weekends. Hit those earlier on in your trip if you're going to be there during the week, you know? Yeah. Also, so. that little cafe that we were going to go to right after the Nathaniel Hawthorne house, we were standing in line for a while. And we we're like, let's go try that other place, the place right on the water. And yeah. it was barely 10, 15 minutes and we were in. It was great. Right. Yeah, yeah, you got to be willing to kind of adapt, I guess, mm -hmm. to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. If one place ain't moving, try another spot. You never know. And I didn't feel like anybody was mean in line. Like nobody was like trying to cut or nobody was like, we've been waiting here for, you know. Yeah. Everybody else knows what's <laughs> what they're there for. What to right. expect. I mean, you do get some of those people. Unfortunately, those people do exist. Like we went that the morning we went to bring you to the rental car, me and Avi went to the Starbucks. One of their espresso machines went down. So they were only working on one espresso machine for like a group of like a whole group oh. of people. And there was a guy in front of us and he was getting annoyed because his thing wasn't coming out. And they were like, we told you that, you know, we had one espresso machine go down. If you wanted anything that involves espresso, unfortunately, you're going to have to wait, sir. Like, what the fuck? Like, then don't order something with oh. espresso in it or go down the street to, to the mom and pop coffee shop. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So those yeah. people do exist, unfortunately. But they're, you know, few and far between. So just go to Salem in October with the understanding that there's going to be lines mm -hmm. and there's going to be inconveniences mm -hmm. and just be ready to roll with the punches. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And yeah. so leading up to that week, watching the weather, there was like a chance of we were going to get rained out that whole weekend. I think Wednesday, Thursday were nice. And then there was a big chance of rain Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. And I was like, shit. So I packed, yeah. you know, a poncho and an umbrella and just like, just be prepared. Cause new England, if you don't like the weather, right. Wait five minutes and it'll change. But yeah. we had the most beautiful autumn weather the entire time. We really lucked out. We really did. How we be doing that? The stars are just on our side. I, don't I know. <laughs> But yeah, it was supposed to rain. Like on our, we would have been rained out on that booze cruise if it did rain. Oh we were, my God, could you That imagine? weekend was the booze cruise. All right? those people on that first floor trying to like just hunker in. Oh, that gives uh, me shivers. Gross. <laughs> I don't like that. 
Yeah. Stinky, smelly it's people. All wet and smelly. Yeah, mm-hmm. would have been disgusting. Yeah. Um, if it rained too hard, I think they probably would have canceled it, and we would have gotten our ticket money back. But um, could you yeah. imagine? And like the water during a storm, like everybody kind of being ill and like drinking at the same time, there was going to be a mess. Um, at one point or another in that event. Yeah. yeah yeah that would have been gross i'm glad though it all panned out it all worked out mm-hmm. it was beautiful weather and it was just amazing and i it can't was. wait to recount the entire experience me and christina went through our camera rolls and kind of tried to like pinpoint piece, piece the week the back together, together. <laughs> yeah. yeah um so where should we start where do you want to start with this i uh i left on wednesday morning mm-hmm. got flew charlotte to boston you guys picked me up. Boston was way better getting in and out of than fucking Newark. Oh my God. So yeah. I just hung out at the airport. I got in early. You guys were driving up from New Jersey. Yeah. You snagged me. We got in the car yeah. and we drove to Salem. And I said, have y'all ever heard the song Hocus Pocus by Focus? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I'm like, no. what? <laughs> Let's if put it on right heard now. this song, go, go check it out. It really has everything. All right, that's going to be on our next our next WMSR oh, episode. Oh Lord, Hocus Pocus uh, by Focus yeah, by Focus. So we checked into our hotel. Um, that wasn't in Salem. That was like a what twenty something minute drive out. Mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a little traffic that day getting into town. Yeah, I think we're driving in t- just too late at that point because we what time did we go into town like three four o'clock? Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, it was later on in the day for sure. Um, so we checked into our hotel. We drove into downtown Salem, parked on Washington Street, over by, I guess, the Asian restaurants down, like, further down by the Derby a little bit. Passage to India. Yeah. It's right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then we walked across the street. We walked to the end uh, where Derby meets Washington. So Mm -hmm. Christina, I was just showing her, like, peeking down Derby. And, like, that's that's where I was talking about that it it was kind of, like, reminds me of a real-life Diagon Alley. And we didn't even end up walking down there until later. Right. We kind of just peeked peeked over there, but we were all hungry. Yes. So we we walked across the street to the corner. I think that's Essex and Washington, where the Bewitched statue resides. We took a couple. We took a boomerang there. And And listen, y'all. Yeah. This is Wednesday. There was nobody there. There's it lines was, was out the ass Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for that statue. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. If you want to experience Salem in October with nobody around, go in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, we were able to just pop right up, take a few boomerangs, take some pictures with the Bewitch statue, and then we walked down um, to o- O'Neill's, which is like a cute little Irish pub. And we got some, what do we get? We I got like a bacon wrap and a little little crock of um, some beef stew yeah. that was cooked with beer. And it was really fucking good. I had the what chowder and the wrap. And it was like just enough food. I only ate half of it. And I ate the yeah. other half, I think, in the car on the way home that night. Because <laughs> they left it in the car. But it was yeah. so quaint and cozy. Like it's a kind of a larger pub. But there's a little fireplace. And the booths are really like yeah. intimate. It's really nice. It's low lit, so it doesn't. It definitely has that like cozy, like pub kind of vibe. Mm. So it was nice, relaxing to have our first meal there. I was done with my my food, and I was like, the wait, the waitress comes over, 
And she's like, you done with that? I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Because, like, you know, I was like, we're on vacation. I don't know. I don't want to be hunkering down. On, I don't want to be, like, piling up on the leftovers because we, we only had, like, a small fridge in our hotel yeah. that could only hold so much. By the end of our trip, this fridge was stacked. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. It was stacked. So I was like, nah, I'm done. And Christina's like, give me that. And she's like, <laughs> she takes all my, like, leftovers off my plate. She's like, you're going to want this later. Meanwhile, she's eating it on the, like, on the ride home, on the ride back to the hotel. Yeah. And, like, everybody there so pleasant like you'll go into touristy restaurants now and then and they're just over it because they're just Mm -hmm. over the rush over the people over the demand but everybody at o'neill's super nice yeah yeah Yeah. and mind you like what we went on the 11th so this is kind of on the earlier side of october i'm sure by the end of october there's gonna be completely over it yeah (laughs) right right it gets really nuts towards the end of october um but yeah they were very pleasant i had my uh first down east cider with the sugar pumpkin rim of the trip at, at this bar so i was really excited to get my sugar rim there and then i think we walked down derby at this point because uh, okay. I want to show you like all like the cool shops and stuff. And then we perused some of the shops on Front Street. There was that shop Nocturne that I was telling you about where I got your Death Watch Beetle last year. Mm-hmm. And- all the shops are so beautiful, but they're, they kind of all started blending together. Right. Like I don't remember yeah. any of the names. Yeah. None yeah. of them. I guess I remember them because like I've been there so many times. Mm-hmm. So I like I know which ones are which. But yeah, they are all kind of like, you know on a little string along with each other so yeah i can mm-hmm. see how that would get confusing i love um, perusing though couldn't really buy anything but i did right just yeah. wanted to buy all of it and it was heartbreaking so i was hard. like can't bring you home i'm sorry it's so hard to to like decide what you want to buy because everything is awesome remember when we went in that one little shop next to nocturne and they had like all those little packets of seeds and we were laughing because it was like it was the moon flower or moonflower seeds and we just did our moonflower episode mm-hmm. right before that right yeah but they were selling them for like eight dollars a pack they were and i was like no that's a little steep for seeds they were expensive for seeds yeah um but the the packaging was really cute so i'm pretty sure cute. you're paying for the, like the artwork on the packaging and then remember they had like the wormwood and the mugwort seeds and we're like that's not the same thing <laughs> yeah because it was listed on the same packet like they yeah. were supposed to be the same thing do your research we should have put our card in there and be like listen to episode whatever yeah so then when we were in nocturne we got a very surprising text message from my parents because my parents you know they were coming on this trip i was under the impression that they were going to be there the next day mm-hmm. i remember my mom like the week before she like called me in a tizzy like some kerfuffle yeah something with the hotel like she paid for wednesday to sunday but uh she forgot to change her reservation because she only wanted to go thursday to sunday and then my dad ultimately didn't want to do wednesday to sunday so it was a whole confusing debacle they weren't gonna go wednesday but she would have lost that money so then i guess they decided on a whim i guess let's just go we're gonna we're gonna be spending the money anyway might as well go the extra day yeah obviously like huh your parents are here yeah i'm like what so so they were at the hotel though they did not come into downtown salem they were like you kids have fun we're just Mm -hmm. gonna go hunker down at the hotel and just it would have taken them a long time probably to get into town too because it was a a little later in the evening yeah definitely but i'm glad i'm glad that we kind of had that night to ourselves without the rest of the family Mm kind of just get acquainted with salem show you around a little bit more um so at that point we were on front street so we walked 
down a little more past the old burying point showed you the uh, old cemetery mm -hmm. the oldest cemetery in salem mm -hmm. unfortunately it, it was locked they used to have that cemetery open like all the time but since they refurbished the grounds i guess put down fresh sod and made passageways i guess refaced some of the gravestones and mm -hmm. they're trying to protect it a little more did yeah and you know they just want to preserve it because it's so such an old cemetery and then we walked past that into the stone bench memorial where you know they pay tribute to all of the fallen victims of the salem witch trials mm -hmm. and then we went walked back down derby in that memorial where all the benches are we learned later the back wall that has it fell over right at some point it's a beautiful natural stone wall all the way around but at the back facing the bur bur old burial grounds a large chunk of the wall had fallen over and they had since rebuilt that portion of the wall on the opposite side of the sidewalk facing the memorial benches yeah. now right so that yeah. what was it john hathorne is in the or not john yeah john hathorne is yeah. in the old bearing point so he his grave can see into those memorial benches now so he would always have to see what he you know did. the what he did so yeah. i was like oh girl <laughs> spiteful yeah yeah and we went on a tour a little bit later on which we're going to talk about but our tour guide took us past the stone bench memorial and he right. was also talking about the trees right how the every tree that stood in that uh bench area i guess represented one of the judges on right. the trial mm -hmm. and so they would always have to look at the um what they did yeah right yeah yep really yeah, so then yeah. when we do, we went back down Derby to the 3D Halloween Museum. That yeah. was trippy as shit, wasn't it? Yeah. It yeah. just sucks because they give you the 3D glasses and everything's painted with black light paint in a certain way that mm -hmm. it just is like kind of dizzying and trippy, but you cannot record it on your yeah. phone because like you need both uh, both sides of the eyes and it's not even yeah. like you can hold your phone up to the glasses to get the effect which is kind of cool because it's like you have to be there yeah experience that weirdness it's something that a cell phone cannot capture so you actually do have to experience that that's a mm -hmm. good point did i i told you right the first time we went in that museum the last time i think we visited salem i actually got nauseous going through that yeah. And yeah. I don't know if it's because it like maybe it was too early in the day. I hadn't eaten anything yet. I get so bad like motion sickness. Like even mm. in the car, if I'm reading and like I hadn't eaten anything yet, I will I need I'm like, I need to take a minute. I cannot <laughs> feel that's why like when uh we're supposed to be doing like tasks for plaid dog, I told you, right? And <laughs> my auto messages somehow got messed up they couldn't send anything in the instagram so mike mike was like texting me earlier that morning he's like all right can you can you send out these messages manually i'm like right. i'm gonna be on the road mike i don't know how much i could do yeah. and i'm trying to do it from the car and i'm like i feel like i'm about to throw up because like the car is moving and it's early and i hadn't eaten yet and i'm like mm -hmm. i have to get these messages out but like i was getting so nauseous i was like i need i need to like put that down for a second <laughs> so yeah yeah i get very motion sickness the first time i did the 3d halloween museum I had to take the glasses off and just walk through because I was like, this is making me really want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, it is nice that they're, you, they don't hook behind your ears. You just have to yeah. hold them up. Yeah. So you, yeah, a few times you do have to take your glasses away because it's just yeah. the floor is painted in a certain way that the 3D-ness is not just when you look down, like it's kind of in the Everywhere. distance. So it, it just 
is a weird vertigo effect. Definitely. Yeah. So, but it's a cool experience. Definitely go through it. It's a lot of fun. They have a lot of paraphernalia or memorabilia, mm -hmm. old Halloween movies, a lot of Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. They yeah. have a Bora exhibit, which is the face of Salem. If you guys have been to Salem, you've seen, you've heard Bora. <laughs> Not just seen her, you could hear her from a mile away. She's got a very distinct voice. They had like Beetlejuice stuff. Beetlejuice, yeah. A lot of cute little like photo op things of like Halloween front doors and yeah, I love the whole boat thing too. They have like that yeah, you're like boat. this is a real boat, a boat, on a, <laughs> boat. a boat in here. How do <laughs> get that in here? Yeah. The 3D Halloween Museum is really cute. Um, it, it's fun especially if you have like little kids. They would love <clears throat> stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so after that, we did the we went into the wand shop, which mm -hmm. is a couple doors down and this shop is really cool because it's kind of like modeled after like the harry potter wand store mm -hmm. in act the actual diagon alley really cool stuff in there i just want to buy everything <laughs> i do like the aesthetic of all the boxes because it is set up exactly like the harry potter thing and like the mm -hmm. scene the he pulls it's so satisfying to watch him like pull a box out from the middle of a stack yeah and I wonder I'm wondering if it's the same game we didn't buy anything in there but I'm wondering if you go in and the the not concierge like the storefront guy like <laughs> yeah you pick a wand or he picks one for you but they were yeah. very beautifully all of them were really beautifully made and he was saying I was trying to overhear what he was saying. He said that people who come in, I guess there's natural wood wands and then there's like plasticky wands. And a lot of people can't tell the difference in the weight. They think that one is, you know, the other depending mm. on the weight, but they're never right. I did not overhear that conversation. Yeah. You got those spidey sense ears. Just... <laughs> a Gemini who loves gossip. <laughs> Christina's like, what? 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 Oh, give me the tea. Give me the tea on the wands. Yeah. Um, but they're all, yeah, very beautiful stuff in there. Have you ever been to the one, the Harry Potter world in Universal in Orlando? No, I have. When I went to Universal, I was like 14. This was ages ago, and Harry Potter okay. was not even a thing yet. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, if we ever go to Orlando together, we need to go to Harry Potter world it's, Ooh, it's you know it's hokey it's cute it's like you know a little cheese for little kids but there's stuff there for adults if you love the harry potter series you're gonna love harry potter world it's just such a magical place it just gives you all the feels i think it's so clever that they have like certain areas where you do something specific with yes. your wand and then this thing happens that's so magical for a kid yeah. right yeah. i wish that something like that existed when i was a kid yeah but for sure. This little wand shop in Salem, this Harry Potter wand shop in Salem is kind of like a little, like a small little version of the Harry Potter world in Orlando. It's yeah. just like a nice little, little morsel. And that store actually gets a long line in front of it if you go on like a weekend. So we're mm -hmm. lucky that we caught it at nighttime mm -hmm. on a, in the middle of the week. So it was nice and quiet and we were able to kind of peruse and not really have to like bump into too many people. Yeah. So definitely hit that store at night in the middle of the week if you're there because it mm -hmm. does get crowded on the weekends then like right next door was the ouija board museum mm -hmm. that museum cracks me up because you actually have to walk through a harry potter merchandise store all the way to the back of the store to get to that museum right yeah i yeah, forgot right? about that Mm -hmm. So weird. The last time me and Avi were there, we wanted to go into that museum, but it was like a $30 ticket. And I think it's it was because, 
yeah, I think they, they hiked the prices up because we were there on a weekend. It was on a Sunday. We were about to leave. We were trying to like do last minute stuff mm -hmm. and it was like super crowded also to get in there. So mm -hmm. I think we opted not to do it. So we're like, we'll, we'll do it next time. Yeah. But it was nice and quiet this time. We went at night, right? There was nobody in the museum part while we were in there. Nobody there. Did you want to go through some of those cool plaques on the wall that we yeah. took some of those pictures of? Well, my first picture in my role was of the... Ouija board from Danzig from the Misfits. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I gotta take a picture of this because it's um hand numbered and signed. So it's uh -huh. fucking dope. So that was <laughs> my first picture on there. I think William Fold, F U L D is the next one I have on there. And it says uh he was 1870 to 1927. And it says the fold name is synonymous with the Ouija board. The fold family were responsible for manufacturing the board for over 70 years before eventually selling the rights to Parker Brothers. The name is still occasionally printed on the boards this day. Get this. This was this is kind of fucking creepy. You or Avi told me this. The Ouija board told William Fold to build a new factory for production of this game. He fell from the roof of one of the buildings and later died from his injuries. As he laid on his deathbed, he made his children promise never to sell Ouija. And what did they fucking do? They fucking sold Ouija. That is so <laughs> scary. He, The board told him to build the new factory and yeah. then he jumps off the roof. Well, he didn't jump, he fell. So it wasn't okay. like, he didn't, he, he wasn't okay. planning to kill himself, but like it was, it, I think it was an accident, but still like, the board led him to his ultimate fate. Isn't that kind of ironic? Yeah. yeah. Ironic. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? Did the guy who built the built the Titanic, did he die on the Titanic? Or did I he survive? I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, there was some millionaire or billionaire that was actually on the Titanic. Mm. I don't remember who it was though. Alright, so the herd case. So Kansas City, 1935. The Ouija board told Nellie Hurd that her 77-year-old husband, Herbert, was cheating on her with the wife of a neighbor and had buried $15,000 somewhere in the backyard. The ramblings of the Ouija board were too much for Nellie and soon enough she was under its spell. She believed every word it said. At night, she would sneak in and knock Herbert out by striking him on the head with the butt of a pistol. To get him to confess, she would whip him with a knotted rope and stab him with a knife. Sometimes, she even burned his feet with a hot poker. Sadly, the beatings continued for years until one night he managed to free himself from his bonds. He took that pistol, shot his wife three times, and made Nellie a spirit herself. The police arrested Herbert in his underwear, and after a few days of sorting out and corroborating Herbert's story, he was released and the murder charges against him were dropped. Thank goodness. Right? Can you imagine if he was like charged, com convicted, and thrown into prison? Oh my goodness. But, that, but firstly, that was a that wasn't a one-time thing Nellie was doing, it sounds she, like. She was doing this on the regular, like this was part of her daily routine. <laughs> that poor man. Oh, yeah. oh that's so sad. Poor and this God. plaque was underneath like a specific board. I wonder if that's the one that she was using. Yeah, I guess it was under that one, right? That That looks like a detective or something like with the yeah. evidence. Yeah. yeah, so that's the that's the information, and this picture was right above it. So I guess that's the board that was uh, tied to the case. So crazy, right? So there's a a plaque right under that, that's titled "Daddy Must Die," and it's spelled it's in quotation marks, like spelled out, like D A D D Y, like with the dashes. Yeah. So that's clearly what the Ouija board is spelling out. So this is the case of the murder of Ernest Turley. 
15-year-old Maddie Turley and her mother Dorothea used the Ouija board one night in 1933, after the board spelled out, Daddy Must Die. Dorothea told her daughter that the board cannot be denied and ordered Maddie to shoot her father with a <gasps> shotgun. What the fuck? I think crazy people are just using this board as an excuse to kill people. I feel That's like there's like, like an insurance thing happening or like a life insurance thing and the yeah. mom's like, I know how to get this done. I know how to, let's blame it on a, on a, on an inanimate object. Mm -hmm. So the, uh, Dorothea told her daughter that the board can't be denied. She, she, okay, so ordered Maddie to shoot her father with a shotgun. He died in the hospital from his wounds. Maddie was sent to reform school until she was 18, but there are no <gasps> records of her after that. Oh my god. Yeah, Dorothea was eventually charged with murder, accused of pushing the planchette to spell out the deadly message and coaxing her daughter to kill. Yeah, that makes more sense. Wow. The Turley case became known as the first ever murder by Ouija board. This room did give me the heebie-jeebies for sure. Avi said, he gave us a little trivia, that there is a Ouija board in there, this, the Stranger Things Ouija board. And it was sent to this museum because of the following. Stranger Things have happened. This board was donated. The previous owner of this board had such a bad experience with it that they spent $15 to $20 to mail it away. They did not put a return address on the package, but included a handwritten note inside that read. If you find this board, please forward it to TBHS. And that's the location that we were at, right? Yeah. Um, trust me, you don't want it. Even though we don't know the exact trouble with the board, we do know that it was, quote, bad, and they were worried about the board finding its way back to them. What makes this donation interesting is some people who watched the Stranger Things show didn't realize that the wall in her house, Winona Ryder's, the mom's house, was actually a talking board. Even though there wasn't a planchette, the light bulbs were working to spell out the message. Another interesting concept is that people's perception about how old something must be in order to be haunted changes. Generally, people believe that something needs to be pretty old in order to be haunted and maybe not as new as a board made in 2017. Yeah. That's supposedly the most haunted board in there. Right. Yeah. So they do, they have the actual Stranger Things Ouija board in there. And it is kind of weird to see something so new. You mm -hmm. know, right? Because like, yeah, like it says, we, we we tie haunted things to older things, but I guess anything could be haunted, right? Yep. Oh, and here is the actual, if you go to this museum, the actual letter that was sent with the Stranger Things Ouija board is actually in a frame right next to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're like, trust me, you don't want it. And uh, TBHS stands for the Talking Board Historical Society. So if you guys have a, a weird Ouija board, a haunted Ouija board, and you want to send it to this museum, I guess you could send that to P.O. Box 2 Pinehurst MA 01866. That's the address on this letter. <laughs> so me and Christina took a couple pictures with the the skeleton they have like a this last article is titled answered a call to die and uh, this is a Bridgeport woman's explanation for suicide she was a spiritualist and she said she was wanted quote on the other side so mrs. Sarah E Griffin took strychnine told her husband and then she died <laughs> oh. This was from the Boston Daily Globe, and this was published May 18, 1900. And this is an article describing the suicide of a Connecticut woman in 1900. This is the earliest account of a suicide believed to be caused by a Ouija board. Dang. Um, there's a quote here that says, The Ouija board was one of her favorite companions. She became so absorbed in the mysteries of the cult. So this is from Bridgeport, Connecticut, 
May 17th, it says, Driven to desperation by her inability to fathom the mysteries of the Ouija board, the acknowledged leader of the local community of spiritualists, Mrs. Sarah Elizabeth Griffin, last night absorbed a pro prodigious quantity of strychnine, 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 and passed into the spirit world. God commanded me to die, she said to her aged husband after she had taken the poison. She had carried the poison to bed with her, and when all was still, swallowed the fatal potion. She was subject to horrible dreams, and when her husband was aroused by her moans, <laughs> like Jesus, he at first thought nothing of it as she frequently had the nightmare. Then he heard her voice summoning him. When he reached her side, she extended her hand and said, Papa, forgive me, but it was to be. They came tonight and told me I should not delay. This night they wanted me. I have done it and will soon be with them. Oh, how glad I am that I have been called. They kept calling and calling, saying, Tonight, tonight. They were relentless and said it, it was decreed that I should leave at once, so I have merely obeyed the summons. But you will not be alone long, dear, for I shall come for you soon. Yes, sooner than you realize. That is so fucking eerie. So these were her last words. Before a physician arrived, the woman was dead. Until recently, Mrs. Griffin was a prominent Methodist church worker, but of late has given all her time to the study of spiritualism. Yeesh. The Ouija board was one of her favorite companions. She became so absorbed in the mysteries of the cult that her brain weakened, and on Tuesday night, it completely collapsed. The imaginary summons entered her head, and she brooded on it until it taunted her into obeying it. Her ancestors were of old revolutionary stock and at one time occupied a high position in this state. There was a little bit about the movie Witchboard. Mm. Did you ever mm -hmm. see that movie? I haven't. There were a lot of movies. They had like a glass case of yeah. DVDs, old movies that had to do with Ouija boards. I don't know if, if any of this is spooky, but th there's, a, there's a plaque on the wall, a Lifetime Achievement Award presented to Kevin Tenney, the writer and director of the, writer and director of the film Witchboard. The, I guess the end of this says, Kevin, the, the writer and director of who this was presented to, uh, it says, Kevin for creating the world of Witchboard, codifying the rules by which we play Ouija. Inspiring collectors and historians and frightening decades of sleepovers, we present you with this Lifetime Achievement Award. Without Witchboard, the Talking Board Historical Society would not exist. Really? So I guess he's the one for this film who kind of like... Put it back made, in the mainstream. And also, I guess, again. made the rules like of how we usually play at sleepovers today. Weird. Yeah. What the hell? Or like how we did as kids. Yeah, mm -hmm. this was presented to him at the Michigan Paracon in 2021. So I guess that's like a paranormal convention. That's so funny. Yeah. And then after that museum, we went to, we went into Crowhaven Corner <gasps> because this is, I think the most visited witch shop in Salem. And this is at the very end of Derby Street. Yeah, you um, guys were like, if we're gonna go, we need to go now. Cause there's no yeah. line. Yeah, because usually on the weekends, there's a long line to get in there. So we went in there, and this cute little witchy girl with well, orange first, hair. We walked, we were walking down the street, and we passed a little alleyway. That's right. All purple and little neon lights and lasers and smoke and, like, the like the quintessential Halloween alley. So we stood there, like, take, took a couple pictures. I'm pretty and sure it, we even whispered to each other. We're like, I want to go in there. Yeah, I want to go in there. Locked. It had, like, an old wrought iron date. Yeah. And above it, it said the Crowhaven Corner. 
magical yeah. gifts in the garden. We were like, let's, we'll just stop in the store. We'll see what's going yeah. on. And the woman in the store right away was like, hey, do you want to do the witch walk, right? Yeah, the witch walk tour. Yeah, we're like, okay, so what does that entail? She's like, well, before you go on a, a tour through the streets of Salem, uh, you guys are going to do a little ritual, group ritual in our magical garden right next door. And me and Christina just looked at each other and we're like, sold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We get to do witchcraft together and we... I think we texted or before this trip even happened. I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we could do, we've never done magic together besides our Beltane yeah. spell, but we've yeah. never done anything together in person. And I was like, yeah, it's do it. we're doing this. Salem, October. We looked at each other and like, yes. Absolutely. So we signed up and, you know, that's a, another case. Like if you ask the universe for something you shall receive, because literally like two minutes before we walked into that store, we we're like, I want to go down that alley. What's down there. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we just walked in there and she was like, yeah, you get to do a, a group ritual in our little magical garden. And it was and like right now, yeah. right? It was, yeah. it was like now. And I think the next one was at nine or something. This was at yeah. seven o'clock. Right. So yeah, we jumped on that tour. Yeah, right away. We we perused the shop a little bit and then we went outside, I guess, to wait for our tour to meet up. And then our tour guide was a very interesting character. Flea. Flea. <laughs> Christina's calling him Flea. From uh, Red Hot, Red Chili, Hot Peppers. Chili Peppers. Yeah, he did look like Flea a little bit. He had um, endless dad jokes. His dad jokes were just, he was just spit firing them. Oh my God. So funny. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he was the the our tour guide for for mm -hmm. this tour as well as i guess the conductor of this ritual he brought us into the garden next to crowhaven corner i've never been down that alleyway so it was really cool to finally go down there mm -hmm. um so we go down the alleyway you have to walk under all these arches of like these beautiful flowers and these like i guess these night blooming uh, blo uh flowers and plants and along the wall of the crowhaven corner i guess the siding of the house there's like not taxidermy, but like, you know, like stuff, dragon heads. heads. Yeah. Dragon heads and stuff. So those were really fun to to look at. Did those mm -hmm. blow smoke? I don't remember if those had smoke coming out of them. I don't know if they it came out of their mouths, but that definitely smoke machines were on a high. Yeah. Yeah. Down there. This but it was all was purple. And then, you know, it was kind of a big group. And it, yeah. the little alley led back to kind of a more open space. And he instructed us to go back there there was a table with candles on it and that was going to be a ritual table and everybody was supposed to gather around the table mm -hmm. and we waited there and he started this he started explaining i really enjoyed this this event was more for people who had never been in like a ritual before or didn't really know what witches were what pagans were and he really did a good job explaining a more realistic history of what it what it was how it started what it is now for right. those people who were kind of a little skeptical and you could see like a couple of the dudes that had come with their girlfriends kind of like yeah. eh, i don't know about this yeah, but yeah. the cutest little freaking thing was this little tiny girl she was probably four yeah four or five yeah, in this ritual space with her mom and dad and she was so stinking cute. So everybody was gathered around and he began by telling us a little bit of the history and explaining how to safely conduct a ritual. And the first thing was to invite the elements in and call the corners. And so we did north, south, east, and west. And this little tiny little girl, you know, she had her hands up calling in so earth, cute. air, water, and fire. It was so sweet. So we called it in. And then what was the first thing we did? I don't was remember the like thing? the order. I don't remember the order of what we did, but... We also did a bay leaf ritual where he like passed the bay leaf around to everybody. 
kind of um, explain a little bit more about like what the bay leaf is good for, what it's, you know, repelling negative energies. And... You and I looked at each other like this is going to be a big fire. I know because <laughs> right up. we've talked about this before, how me and Avi have almost set our house on fire doing a bay leaf burning ritual inside. So what he had us do was he passed these bay leaves around and I don't remember if we, we didn't write anything on them. I think we just whispered our we intentions whispered. into the bay leaf, right? Yeah, first we, we like not turn them on, like uh, ignited them with our breath. Yeah. We blew into oh, them like a balloon. He's like, blow these right. up like a balloon. Get your energy in there. Yeah. And then he said, this is like, this is your secret wish. This is your secret manifestation. It's kind of like a birthday candle. You don't tell anybody your wish. And so Justine and I are looking at each other and we're like, we're whispering away. And he's like, what are you guys doing over there? Writing a novel? <laughs> and then yeah. he gathered them all and lit them on uh, on fire. Yeah, he put them in like a little, I guess, a fireproof um, mortar. Mm -hmm. What's the what's the the bowl, the vessels, the mortar, right? Mortar, yeah, the mortar. I the think pestle, pestle the... like the penis. Pestle. The pe okay, got it, got yeah. it. All right. So yeah, he put them in a little bowl, and he lit that bitch on fire, and I guess sent all of our wishes and dreams out into the ether mm -hmm. for the, uh, the universe to do its thing and start manifesting all those beautiful wishes yeah. and dreams. And then he passed around a, a, a bowl of, or like a little basket Udo full bags. of sachets filled with, I guess, a crystal. Um, And he said that, I forget her name. Is it Lorelai, the love witch who yeah. owns Crow Haven Corner now? He yeah. said they, they were all blessed by her. And she like put a little extra magic into them just for that little ritual that we were doing that night. Mm -hmm. And so we all, you know, picked up a little sachet bag. I accidentally picked up two. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put one back. Yeah, you were like, oops, I accidentally grabbed two. He was like, no, no, no. Yeah. That was meant to happen. That was for it's somebody like, who couldn't be here tonight. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So actually still, I have that little sachet ready to give to my friend Sabrina who couldn't be there. And she and he was like, oh, how fitting that her name is Sabrina too. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then at the very end, we were invited to grab another uh, crystal from like a communal bowl. And the ones yeah. we picked out, like you could, you couldn't really see what you were picking. It but was I'm dark. So in love with the ones that I got. I have to look yeah. up what they are. Also, they're I don't have them because I got so many souvenirs. A, they wouldn't fit my bag, and B, there was stuff over three ounces, so I shipped them home. Oh, okay. Uh, like two days ago from UPS, and the UPS. Find, this is a whole different story. Oh, geez. Crazy trying to find a UPS in Western Mass. Oh, geez. But they're on the way. They're coming Friday. Okay. Oh, but they're beautiful. I love. I really love mine. So I got to figure out what they are. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know what mine are either. I did you open the ones in the sachet bags? I did, yep. Yeah. yeah. I think my I think mine might be like some kind of smoky quartz, but it also has the like little sheen that like a moonstone kind of has too. Okay. So I'm not sure. I'll have to also try to identify those. And then we did we raised some energy, right? We we banged on some drums and some tambourines. And shakers. And that bakers. was cool. I love raising energy because you feel yeah so like it's like a visceral a tingly feeling thing. you've been there before you can feel it in your bones uh-huh you know you're yeah. just tapping back into that the ancient passion i guess it's, it's a primal right primal. Like, perfect like word primal yes. feeling and the little girl was so cute because she wanted she like right went right for the tambourine yeah and, uh, and he kept going like we're gonna do it i promise i know <laughs> it's exciting <laughs> and then he he said something about stevie nicks he's like all right everybody ready ready to channel St uh our inner stevie nicks or something yeah. like that because like everybody was uh 
banging on the tambourines. Mm -hmm. And then just like we opened the circle, we closed the circle, right? We paid, uh, we went in the opposite direction now to close the circle, uh, paying uh, tribute to all the elements once again. Yes. And then we closed the circle. And then but after... we weren't done. Yeah, we weren't done. After this, we walked out of the alley, back out into the main street on Derby. And now he was going to take us on the witch walk, which was going to, I guess, certain spots around this Derby Square that had some kind of tie to the Salem witch trials. And I feel like we went all over the place. We walked a lot and yeah. he talked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We stopped at what they thought was Bridget Bishop's apple orchard yeah they thought they think uh we also stopped back at the memorial benches uh, where else we did we go stopped at the bewitched statue because he remember he was telling us that story about how when he first came to salem he like wasn't really into the whole he's like why is the bewitched statue here she's not a, like a real witch or whatever like mm. but then he kind of told the story of like how the tv show bewitched i guess made it okay for real witches to start coming to start um Flocking, being out in the open a little more walking there yeah. yeah um and then Lori cabot was the first witch of salem i believe what maybe the 60s or the 70s i forget i i videotaped all of his uh spiel so i can go back and, and listen to it patreon because, like you know yeah we could put these over on patreon but like you you take in so much information on these tours and mm -hmm. like there's so much energy going on around you like you don't get to take it all in yeah I feel like until you look back on it in retrospect, kind of like we're doing now. Yeah. So, you know, I forget a lot of the little details, but I it remember him kind of saying like the bewitched statue. Initially, he wasn't like really a fan of why the statue was there. But then ultimately he realized that because of the show Bewitched and I guess the producers of that show looking for somewhere to film, that kind of made it okay for witches to start to make this their town again because yeah. of the the horror the horrific past mm -hmm. of salem due to the witch trials because it was just a dark time mm -hmm. you know yep so i guess that just turned things around for for the city and now look at it it's it's witch city it literally is witch city yes yeah so, it's amazing yeah so um, his tour was great lots of great information um, he was hysterical. Look him up on Instagram. He goes by the name The Green Man of Salem. But yeah, very informative. He had a lot of great dad jokes and his Tell him was... tell tell everybody the go to dad joke that he had about the pirates that you oh. just kept regurgitating all fucking week. Yeah, yeah. So he said, What's a what's a pirate's favorite letter? And naturally you wanna say R, right? <sighs> Mm -hmm. He's like, no, it's the C or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah, you think it's the R, but you know it's the C. Yeah. And then and then he's like, what's a, pir a pirate's favorite letter? And you're like, C. And he's like, it's not C. It's actually, I don't remember. Was X it marks I? the spot. X marks the spot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he kept just, he was spitfiring those dad jokes. Yeah. He went through like so. the whole alphabet. He he was unstoppable. Flea. Yeah. I think we were kind of getting, we were tired, but mm -hmm. it was about 8.30, maybe 9 o'clock. Yeah, but we definitely wanted to get our drink on so we closed the night out at the derby at the end that's of right yeah, yeah i had me a nice little butter beer mm -hmm. you guys had what you guys have do you remember what you had that night did you and avi get the same i had thing? a bourbon mixed right. drink of some kind right it was good and then also i got some deviled eggs you did <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I know that's so random to get out of bo- at a sports deviled bar. eggs. But... I love me some deviled eggs. Actually, yeah. I think I might make some today. Ooh, That'd be really tasty. So devilish. Um, yeah. There was trivia. Remember there was trivia going on yeah. while we were there? I we got any of them right. We didn't get any of them right. Actually, the hematose. Hematologist? Yeah, hematology. 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 That was the only one I got right. There was another one about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We both we we both were like Stevie Nicks, and it was actually Madonna, right? Yeah, it was like who was twice um, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Female female artist for best rock and roll. I don't know. I didn't think Madonna was rock, but maybe. I don't remember the question, but we were both like Stevie, and it was we were so wrong. I think that would have been too easy. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. So we closed out the night there. Went back to the hotel, went to sleep. Thursday. We started bright and early the next yeah. day. But I think we were, that day was a little slower getting out just because like one bathroom, first of all, yeah. between yes. three people, not everybody's belly is ready to go in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we were all just trying to make sure we didn't have to go when we were in town. Yeah. But also your parents were going to go with us that day. They were going to follow us in. So we were trying to make sure that we were, they were on kind of a schedule with us too yeah and ready to go when we were ready yeah, yeah. this was probably the most frustrating thing for me yeah trying to wrangle family and mm-hmm. also i had additional family coming in later that night mm-hmm. so you know just trying to kind of make sure everybody knows where they're going mm-hmm. knows where they're going so it was just a little frustrating for me at some points during this trip trying to just make sure everybody's on the same page and yes. everybody knows what the fuck they're doing knows where to go everything mm-hmm. so we actually yes we met my parents at their hotel because their hotel was only like a six minute drive from ours and theirs was closer on the way to salem so it actually kind of worked out that we were able to get them on the way and then mm-hmm. go into town i think that day we both took our separate cars right. to see? I yeah parked remember. next to each other yeah this day this was a uh, thursday and friday were the longest days ever they were right? long. they were they long were very- um we started m- almost every day off with a little Starbucks. Yeah, we parked in the Starbucks breakfast. parking lot. Got um, nice- we wanted something we could walk with. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't need a sit-down thing. Started something at the Starbucks great. and walked over to the mall. Because uh, we, we all had to go to the bathroom again. Oh, that's We went right. and used the bathroom. And I left some of our business cards in there. And you were like, in the women's bathroom? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's marketing. And Which, by the way, before you go on, I have to say that this is ironic that i was yelling at you for putting cards in a women's bathroom because later on at comes full circle it comes full circle and we will get to that because <laughs> that just still blows my mind how that yeah all yeah so got to the bathroom went walking through one of the shops in the mall really cool it was lined with tarot card prints like a big like big like poster size all the tarot yeah. cards up one side and down the other did did a little looking, little shopping, and then right next door was the Monster Museum. Yeah, so we went to, um, I think it's called the International Monster Museum, and again, we talk about them all the time in this podcast. Grim Life Collective was there. They did a whole video inside this museum, and that's where I actually learned about this because we we've been to Salem before, but this was this is a relatively new attraction, mm. only within the past like. I guess year or so last year was the first time we went to it and when we went the first time we actually met the owner and he actually oh. met he's met the grim life he was oh. there when the grim life visited so we got to talk to him a little bit last year which was really cool so you basically met grim life collective basically one yeah. uh i actually met them twice through uh somebody else 
So one degree of separation. One degree of separation. That's right. Yeah. So we went through this monster museum. That was a lot of fun. We kind of dragged my dad through it because it just seemed like he didn't want to do any of this stuff. Yeah. I love your dad. <laughs> but like, awesome. you know, I feel like once Mark got there and like he him. Up. Yeah, he definitely perked up. Like I said, I told you, did I tell you that would happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we did the Monster Museum, which is really cool. It had like the animatronic. They weren't all. They Most of them were like statuary things like or models, yeah. you know, life-size, life-size, quote-unquote, cryptids, old Hollywood uh, monsters. But every now and then there was an animatronic one that would pop off all of a sudden. And it got, I think one got me for sure. Yeah. Um, One got your mom. Yeah. And Avi, the one, it's in one of your videos, but the one that's like shaking and Avi's just standing there, like looking up at it and it's like touching his head. It's like smacked him in the face like twice. And he's just <laughs> so standing funny. like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. Yeah. He's such a good um, sport. Yeah. Yeah, he is. We took a picture with the big, tall Jack Skellington in the lobby there with mm -hmm. all of our lanterns. Mm hmm spooky picture up on my Instagram. We walked around Derby, did a little more shopping because mind you, this is Thursday. This is still a work day for most people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people who I guess are locals to Salem or can't get there on a work day usually go on the weekends. So it's nice and light on a Thursday morning. So we yeah. did most of our shopping so we didn't have to wait as long in lines to get into yeah. a lot of the stores. And one of the stores that usually always has a really long line in front of it is that Coven's, Coven's Cottage mm -hmm. on Derby. And that's the, uh, the Viking kind of shop, the Norse mythology yeah, shop. Yeah, you can't take photos in that shop they don't let you have your phones out didn't you say avi got yelled at for having his phone out in there he was just texting somebody and they they were like no cameras out or no phones out and not at all the shop so yeah put it away. you can't even text somebody in there you got to put your phone all the way away or they mm -hmm. will yell at you mm -hmm. yeah they want to keep the mystique mm -hmm. yeah yeah that makes and sense you, what did you buy there i actually bought a wooden it looked like a stool so you can actually have it propped up or i didn't know this but when i went to to go cash out the uh the clerk took the legs off for me he's like you can actually take the legs off of this if you want to pack it flat i'm like oh that's awesome yeah i could even put a little uh sawtooth thing on the back and hang it up on my wall if i mm -hmm. want to but it's a wooden wheel it's the wheel of the year and it's got all of the uh sabots on there mm -hmm. and i've always wanted one of those and i've just been looking for the right one and i saw it and i was like it was 70 dollars, so it was not cheap but it's beautiful i was like i'm here i need to get this now or i'm not gonna get it because like yeah. it's one of those things you want to grab it when you see it you mm -hmm. know i didn't see any others mm -hmm. i didn't see any other wheel of the year plaques like that right on our on our trip and the legs they're only like four inches high so it, it gave it a little lift so if you wanted on your altar to have a little elevation and yeah. you know be able to put stuff under it you could yeah. but to have it be able to be able to put it on your wall and like turn it so the the proper yes. sabbat is at the top is kind of cool yeah i love that and i've been wanting one of those for the longest time and i was like this is my chance i'm in yeah. salem what better place to get it than here so i got it and it's a yeah. small business like you know you're helping out the small businesses there but we had a goal we needed to we need to get to one specific store because we were going the next day to an alice hoffman quote unquote book signing right. she jumped on hillary burton's book tour anyway yeah. um i brought my old book that i had had since i first that was my very first copy i ever bought but right. i had always wanted a new copy and justina wanted a copy so we well, headed over to the wicked good books 
I was going to pack my copy. I have a copy. And then I forgot because I was trying to pack so many other things. And on the drive up, I was like, fuck, I did not pack my book to get signed. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, well, let's just go to Wicked Good Books. I know they have Alice's books because I saw them all there last year. Because she did a signing last year that I missed by like a day. Mm -hmm. Missed that. Missed that. Um, so I was like, all right, well, Wicked Good Books must have more of those, you know, more of the books. So we go to Wicked Good Books. We're looking all over the store for them. Couldn't find anything. And then I think you spotted there were only three copies left of Practical Magic. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. And these were already signed because I guess these were the leftover ones from last year because she mm -hmm. had pre-signed all of them. Um, there were only three left. So I grabbed one, you grabbed one. And then the last one on the shelf, I stuck one of our business cards in. So whoever found it would, you know, get our business card. Yeah. And then my mom was like, I need one too, because she didn't have a book to get signed. So she actually picked up the one that I put our business card in for somebody else to find. <laughs> so we all got the Practical Magic book. It was already signed by Alice, mm -hmm. but I figured it'd be cool to get it personalized if we, when we meet her. Yeah, later. of course. Yeah. I knew I wanted an extra one because I had the old one. I had one on my Kindle and I could swear I bought a, a normal hard uh, softback copy can't find it anywhere so i know i wanted one to be able to read and like write in because my old one is so sentimental now that it is falling apart yeah so i can't even read it in like read a ziploc bag <laughs> you just keep it you just frame it and put it in a glass case at this point i think what i want to do is get a shadow box like a big oh. one that our season one shirt will fit in i'll put the book in there um any little knickknacks from our trip i'll put in there i love that i'll just keep filling it up yeah, preserve that thing before it turns to dust. <laughs> it's going to be maybe money someday. And then what did we do? We went to the tea shop. Yes. Deal Marcus and Company Tea Merchants, which I've seen this on the Instagram, but like I never knew this where this shop was. Mm -hmm. And Those then girls we just, there like, were so nice. Oh, they were very, very helpful. Like they were, they, you can tell when somebody literally like or legitimately loves their job. Yeah. This place was so beautiful and like yeah. it had like a nautical kind of aesthetic to it because the tea trade, you know, and ships yeah. and all that stuff. So they sold yeah. um, lots of tea stuff. They had a big wall behind the cash register that had canisters, like probably over a hundred or more canisters of different teas. Yes. And they were really welcoming and say, hey, if you want to smell, smell any of them, let us know. And they would give you a little sample to smell in a little baggie and then you got to keep it. Yeah. Which was really nice. So you yeah, can really yeah. go in there and be like, I want to smell this one, this one, and this one. And they give it to you for free. And it probably makes two cups, you know, the the amount that they give you in that little baggie. Yeah. Um, I got Egyptian mint. Do you remember what, what what ones you got? I was really drawn to the butterscotch. Ooh, yeah. So they let me smell the butterscotch. And when she was pouring into the bag, the little sample, she was like, this actually has bits of butterscotch in it. Oh. Like, like little butterscotch chunks crumblies? Mor morsels crumblies yeah so i was like sold just so i ended up getting the sample and then when we went back like the last day because remember we were like let's come back we'll just kind of like scope out what we kind of want and then mm -hmm. when we get our souvenirs on the last day we'll come back and yeah. scoop everything up so i actually ended up getting a whole little um pouch of the butterscotch tea oh my god and avi had his eye set on that bohemian candle yeah i had my eye set on the candles too they had Amazing. wax melts also Mm -hmm. So I got the wax melt instead because it was a little smaller, easier to pack. Yeah. A little cheaper too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But and your dad. <laughs> he's so funny. He's like such like a history buff. Uh -huh. Like he just likes 
historical treasures, I guess. Like, so there's a town called Clinton in New Jersey that we often frequent and they have a tea shop or not a tea shop, but they have like a, you know, like a little houseware shop that we go into sometimes when we're there and they have old teas. And one of the teas that he bought from there was the tea from the Boston Tea Party. Mm. like a loose tea. Mm -hmm. So when we went to this mercantile tea shop in Salem, they actually make the Boston tea by the brick. Mm -hmm. So he saw that and he was like, should I get it? Should I not get it? Like, is and it, there were two different okay? sizes. Yeah. So he got the big he, one. He ended up getting a big brick of Boston tea. And this tea, which one of the merchants told him when, you know, the girl at the counter told him when they dumped the tea into the harbor during the Boston Tea Party, they actually threw in bricks of tea. It wasn't not loose, loose tea. leaf. That it I was, did not know that. I didn't know that either. They bricks of tea. So my dad was like, okay, I gotta get one now. That's awesome. <laughs> so he got a huge ass brick of the Boston Tea Party did tea. Give, it was in your car when I last saw you. Did you give it to him? Um, I actually have their stuff here because they left a couple things in our car. So next time I see, I haven't seen them since we got back from the trip. Oh, okay. I'll give it to them the next time. They also have some t-shirts here that I got to yeah. give them. Your mom got something too. I don't know what she got, but she paid in cash. And because she got paid in cash, they had to, got to ring the bell cash register. I thought, and she got to hit the button to pop uh -huh. the cash register out and it hit like a bell or something like that. And she was yeah. loving it. And then they also showed her like a secret little door Did, it used to be a bank or something a bank yeah can we like talk about the banks for a second why are there so many banks in salem i've never noticed this before but like yeah i guess salem had used to have a lot of banks and a lot of these old banks have since closed down and now they have been repurposed into stores like mm -hmm. just random stores <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah their oh. vault though their little vault was set up they opened the door so we could all see and there was like a uh, pirate skeleton in there and there was jewels and booty everywhere yeah. and it was really cute really it was cute. cute yeah yeah so we took some pictures of the little pirate skeleton inside the vault door and yeah we got our samples my dad got his brick of tea mm -hmm. i was like i'm coming back for that candle Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had it set in our minds that we were going to come back at some point yes. to do a little more shopping there because it was just such a really, it was a really cool store. This next place that we went to was my favorite store. Really? Yeah. So cool. And we had to stand in line a little bit for this one. Yeah. Because they were still one. trying to keep to their maximum occupancy. Nobody was really wearing masks or anything. I don't think that was the issue, but they could easily be overcrowded and then people are knocking into each other knocking yes. into their stuff so um yeah. we waited in line for a little bit and this was called emporium 32 yeah. yeah yeah um every time we go to salem i try to get like they have little uh um i guess those little pewter pins pewter pins or, or like, like enamel you know, pins enamel yeah like yeah. enamel pins so every time i go there i try to get a pin from there because the pins here are very unique and they're just, so cool. I love them. So we spent a little time in here and a lot of the artwork in there is really awesome too. Avi got an absinthe poster. Yeah, I got one too. You got the same one? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And then I got a little Plague Doctor enamel pin. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if my parents got anything from there. Maybe some postcards or something. I don't remember. But yeah. I remember they had the whole wall of Dapper Dan stuff. Dapper Dan. Yeah. Oh, Dapper Dan, man. That. 
they had a little section of vintage glassware. Oh my God, it's so beautiful. These like martini mm. glasses and highball glasses. And then did you see all the absinthe um, yes. canisters up top that, you know, with the yeah. drippers? But then they had a little corner of like men, men's skincare Hats. stuff, like oh, right. beard and mustache wax and, you know, <laughs> the Dapper Dan hair stuff and toothpaste and safety razors. It was really, really cool vintagey yeah. stuff. Yeah, they also had another corner had all like the men's hats. Yes, yeah. 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 It had women's hats too, but there were like vests, um, brooches. There were there were a lot of uh, botanical prints, like scientific botanical prints for about $8. And I was going to get two of them, yeah. but ultimately decided I wasn't going to because I didn't know how I was going to get them home. Right. Um, but yeah, I think they were about eight. And when I was with my mom on this side quest, we stopped in another store saw the same prints for six dollars and i was oh, like shit. well shit <laughs> did you get one i did not get one no oh. didn't spend any money on that side quest thank god i'm gonna <laughs> be in debt from salem i cannot i can't i was looking at my uh credit card statement i like to pay cash when i can mm -hmm. on like most purchases but i knew i was gonna need cash for like you know eating and mm -hmm. going to Tips. the bars for drinks and yep. like i was trying to save my cash for that stuff so like I was racking up quite a little bill on my credit card for like souvenirs and purchases, like, yeah. you know, stuff for, for me I and souvenirs too. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, I looked at my credit card statement. I had only actually spent $279 in That's not like, bad at all, which is not bad. I thought for sure I racked up like a $700. No, it really wasn't that bad. I'm hoping it's the same for me. I know that I use, I did use cash. I use my card a couple times, but most of the time I was just Venmoing you or Avi. I was like, yeah, right. take care of it. Let me know the bill. Yeah. A lot of like the restaurants and the drinks and stuff. I was also like, you know, Venmos were flying back and forth all weekend. So convenient. It was, I didn't want to deal with any cash. Best thing ever. Yeah. Um, But I'm glad I had cash on hand in case I needed needed stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. so that but those absinthe posters, when we, when Avi and I went up to pay for our individual ones, the guy behind the counter was like, we just got these back in. Oh, that's right. And Avi looks at me all weekend. He was like, how you be doing that? Because <laughs> it was a weekend of like really amazing synchronicities, a lot of firsts uh -huh. that you guys hadn't been able to do before, or we just kind of lucked out on, you know, it yeah. was, it was the same type deal. Like when we went to Salem the first time for our photo shoot and to record, like we had a lot of weird synchronistic stuff happen on that trip as well. So I don't know if it's just like our energy in, Sa in the Salem area energy. It's just like the universe has conspired to um, give us like the best luck yeah i don't think it's just salem i think you and i make magic together you know and then when we're to when we are physically together it's, it's just, just like, amplified you know and we see it more because we're working with each other's energy yeah yeah it's an explosion of rocket sauce rocket sauce sure. we'll talk about our energies shortly right yeah okay. yes i completely forgot about i don't even know did i put that on here the house witch store I don't know if I put I don't know what day that was. Your parents were remember. there. Yeah. I think it it might've been this day. Cause I don't think your aunt and uncle were there yet. Oh, it might've been Friday. I think you might, and think you might be right. Cause remember we went back, me and Avi actually went back on the Sunday cause we had an appointment. Right. So it could have been this day. I, I think really don't was. think your aunt and uncle were there yet. Yeah. I don't think they were. I think we were still waiting for them. Yeah. So I'm not sure where we want to add this in, but we walked, ended up walking down Essex at some point, right? Yeah. Cause we want, we went to the black craft cult store and again, another old bank. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And this is the, the store with the big witch on the ceiling, and they have those beautiful black and white checkered floors, and they have Edgar Allan Poe statues, and the huge mirror you can get a like, mm-hmm. nice little photo op in. And I don't remember this from last time, but they had a lot of baby wear there, because you were going, you were shopping for a baby gift, right? I did. I didn't end up buying anything. I was trying to call uh, my cousin to see, like, is this okay? Because the one I had had, like, the upside down pentagram with the goat head in it I was like this might be too much but underneath it said like stay true to yourself or something like that so I had like two baby things in my hand but he wasn't picking up I was like I don't want to buy this and waste the money I'll try to find something else but yeah they had like a baby section and they had a pet section I didn't see the pet section it was right in the middle they had little pet outfits oh that's it was so adorable I was gonna ask is your cousin are they like into the witchy kind of stuff or would they have been um, weirded out if you gave that to them no i don't think they'd freak out i think they want because when we had last talked he said i can't wait for baby to have like the band onesies like the cool black in the acdc led zeppelin onesies uh-huh. i was like i got you i got you okay. this ba- this guy's gonna be baby's <laughs> gonna be awesome okay but there you know you push that line of <laughs> satan <laughs> you, <laughs> you know i don't want to freak out the family right, um, right, right. but i loved I don't know. Maybe I'm just like scooting the line. I loved all the Satan stuff. Yeah. I got one or two patches. Um, I wanted to get this little enamel pin. I just thought it was so freaking cool. I'm I'm kind of like leaning that way a little bit. <laughs> so Salem changed me. Self-proclaimed Satanist. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we headed to the witch house, which we had driven past a couple times. Even in September, we passed it. The black, yeah. the big blast black house where everybody takes pictures. Not a lot of people were in front this time, were they? No, because it was a Thursday mm-hmm. afternoon. So it was still a work day at this point, um, mm-hmm. which is why I kind of wanted to do all this stuff. Then on the weekend, it's swamped. Yes. And like you saw, when we rolled into town on like Friday, it was Friday Saturday morning, there was already a line down the block to take yeah. a picture at these places. Mm-hmm. Same with the Robes Mansion. Yes. So if you want to get a picture in front of any of these places, you got to kind of do that on a weekday, on an off-peak time. And you said for both Witch House and Robes Mansion, you can get in uh, tours within the building, um, right? Witch House, I believe so, but they were already sold out with tours by the time we even got there. And we were trying to look online for tours to go through there. And, like, their website honestly sucks. They need somebody else running their website because it's, it's just, impossible like, to get it's t- impossible to get tickets. I don't know how people – I don't know how they were sold out because they don't freaking sell tickets online. Yeah, so, I don't know. And if they could, I couldn't find them. So, Although, you know. I guess so. Yeah, we did go into Witch House. The, I think the very first year me and Avi went, we managed to get in there for like a spooky mm. a ghost tales by the candlelight kind Ooh, of tour. I love that. It was very, Was very it spooky. real candles? I don't remember. It okay. was, it was seems like, like a know, hazard. Glowing lanterns or mm-hmm. something like it, you know, it was mm-hmm. low lit, but I don't remember if they were actually candles lit in there. But it was really cool in there. Very spooky, you know, old, old house. And that was the last time we were ever in there. Yeah. And I don't know how we got tickets because can't now. <laughs> and you said the witch house is the last remaining structure directly linked with the 1962 63. 1962, 1692. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the home of Judge Jonathan Corwin. And mm. I believe that he was getting testimonies from the accused, mm. quote, which is. 
Um, I don't know if they were doing the testimonies in that house, but that's where he resided. The um, house that is right next to the memorial benches. Yeah. Do you remember what that is called? The ones right next door the to the memorial benches. I don't remember what that one is called. It is now Old Burying Point Welcoming Center. But the house next to that, um, I took some pictures because when we went in that welcome center, I took pictures right, of what those in. other buildings were called. Avi and I were standing outside it and he had used his phone to scan and listen to an audio like tour uh -huh. thing. And okay. it was saying that the foundation of that house is also directly linked to that year. Um, the structure has on it has since been redone refurbished but the, okay. the stone um support underneath is original which is cool and he and i were like peeking through this glass we were trying to like look inside like what the hell's in there because we didn't know if you had to like pay and we were just kind of like peeking in uh -huh. and then we walked around and it was wide open you could just walk yeah. right in i guess that's the welcome center i don't know if that is that the Pikmin house? Oh, it might be. We talk about this a little later on because we actually went into that welcome center, I think, when Mark and Gina were with us. I think that was the next day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we got some photos in front of the witch house and then we walked down to Rope's Mansion, which is Allison's house in Hocus Pocus. And I think they only use the exterior shot of that house in the movie. Um, I don't think anything was filmed inside that house and I've actually never even been inside the Ropes Mansion. I don't know if they do tours inside there. I know sometimes it's lit up really cool like red lights and stuff from the inside so you can it looks cool from when you're looking at it from the street but I don't know if they do tours inside the house but you can walk behind the house and tour the very beautiful gardens there which is what I think we when we were taking pictures out front there were people walking out. Were there? Yeah, I think one or two people had been like, oh, excuse me, coming out. Okay. I think so. But All yeah, right. the gardens behind the house are so pretty. Yeah, so we took some photos of the gardens, which were beautiful, and everything was still in bloom, which was lovely. So mm -hmm. get some, some beautiful floral shots. Mm -hmm. um, I think that house is linked with the Peabody Essex, Essex Museum. So if there are tours inside that house, you might have to purchase them from the Peabody Essex I guess gotcha. the website. Um, but I've never been in that house. But there's stories about that house. Do you remember when we went to the Gallows Hill stage, that like really creepy show inside the mm. Gallows Hill stage show? The one where I hurt my eye? Yeah. What? I don't know the story though. They were telling a story about a little girl that used to live there. And she was like, one day she was playing too close to the fire and it caught her dress on fire and like the whole or at least her dress like went up in flames and yeah. now and nobody heard her and she's supposedly like a ghost that now i guess haunts those halls so yeah <laughs> and there were a couple more i guess spooky stories from about or about that house but i don't remember so after we took some photos in front of the ropes mansion we walked back down derby toward the hawthorne hotel because right next to that is the Italian restaurant Bella Verona, which we had reservations at for 4 p.m. And that does sound like an early dinner because 4 o'clock for dinner is pretty early. But but we had to be somewhere. Yeah, right? and we were Maybe. waiting a little bit for the rest of your family to, to oh, kind of show up. That's right. And we, start, we had a little wine and they give us some bread and by... I don't know, quarter five, we were like, mm, we might want to put our order in because we had to get out of there yeah. by 5.45, 6 yeah, o'clock. Yes. We had about a 45-minute drive to Somerville, which is where the armory, I think it's called Arts at the Armory. 
um, that's where we were headed because we had tickets to see Alice Hoffman and Hillary Burton speak on their panel. And I really had no idea how this event was going to be set up, but I was under the impression that it was going to be like an actual book signing. Like I knew they were going to talk about their book. And then I thought that they were going to like have a meet and greet after where Same. anybody who purchased the tickets can get their book signed and get to chat with Alice a little bit. But it was no such thing of the that sort. That was not how it was. That was not how it worked Okay, at but all. before we even get there, like, okay, so your mom went with us. Yeah. Her mom drove graciously. I'm in the back trying to navigate for you guys. She's not looking at the GPS oh because God. it was not set in the perspective. It was set in the bird's eye view. Mm-hmm. That's kind of confusing to some it people. It was hard to follow. read. And yeah. Massachusetts, your streets are fucked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it says, go left, but the left isn't really a left. It's kind of like a diagonal between two other streets. And like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I'm just going to sit back. Like at one point I whipped off my seatbelt and I was like, D look, go here. (laughs) And she's like, you guys were like, calm down. I just sat back there and I shut the fuck up. And she's like, okay, where do I go now? I'm like, I'm not, I, I quit. <laughs> no, you got really now. You got really pissed after you told us to go straight through like a weird turn and there was a cop right next to us. And we're like, so we're that, I get a ticket out of state. That lane like merged up into the right. So that's yeah. why I was like, never mind. Cause it wasn't, you weren't going like where the cop was going. It kind of went to the right a little bit and I, I could see on my phone, but your GPS in front of you was not, it was not oh. in an orientation that was helpful. That's it sucked. Sure. It really, yeah, I was, was like, nobody's listening to me. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm like, we just don't want to get a ticket out of state. Cause that freaking sucks. So we just yeah. turned into like, I don't know, like a Walgreens par- or CVS parking lot and just did a, like a loop around and then went out the street that way. But, but we got there. Well, we, yeah. we were trying to park at the armory. No spots. But there was no parking and somebody and there was a sign like go park on second and green or something. That shit was like far. That, that was and fucking we, far. We were doing that. So we found a parking lot across from the Dunkin' Donuts. And Dee's like, I swear to God, if I get towed or if we get closed in here, I'm going to be so pissed. But we yeah. didn't. It was fine. We had it was two fine. blocks to walk or something like that. But yeah. like we didn't know what this neighborhood was like. Right. Walking at night. So. Right. We, we don't got there. We got in. Um, it was. They didn't even check my ticket. Yeah. Yeah, they they asked what your name was though, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, my name was on the list, so mm-hmm. I had our you know our three tickets there. So and then remember when we walked inside, he tried giving us Hillary's book, and I was like, oh no, we're here for Alice. And he's and like, oh, I don't see that. He's like, I don't think so. And I was like, no, that I think so. I definitely purchased Alice tickets, but like it didn't matter because it was the same panel anyway. It just depending on who you who you signed up for, that's whose books you got and we could have signed up for both but i remember like when we were having this discussion back when we purchased the tickets we were like okay well we really really don't have the money for to see both of them because i was under the impression that it was going to be an alice panel Mm -hmm. and then she was going to go off stage and then it was going to be a hillary panel and like i thought we were just purchasing tickets to see one of them but it was the price was for the book the price was for the book yeah Yeah. so we saw both they both did a panel on stage it was really cool because they interviewed each other kind of about their own books so we walk walk in and it's it's a large space it all it had all seating and then when you walked in the stage was on the right with two chairs um but there was also like a balcony area which we ended up walking up and sitting in 
And we got actually really good seats. We walked to the far end and we sat along the wall and we had a straight shot right to the stage. Um, so we were upstairs and then sat there for a little bit. I think I recorded some of the interview, so I can also put that on Patreon. So we sat there and Hillary is super nice. She's very down to earth. It's kind of cool that to know that there are witches in Hollywood. Like pra- even if it's not like a ritualistic witch, it's somebody who is cognizant of the energies that are tied to tradition or the earth or, you know, her book is called grimoire girl and it's not really a novel it's things that have happened in her life or how she tailors her life and chronicles her special the little synchronicities or the special things she does yeah Yeah, and she was telling some spooky spooky stories about like some of the old houses that she lived in Mm -hmm. and also like flea market finds and how her and alice collect old pictures of random people that they don't know because like it's sad that the people dispose of those things of their like supposed loved ones or ancestors and those things just find a way back out into the public forum or i guess the collective yeah which is weird because you do that same thing and we talked about that on our exorcisms episode but also hillary and alice had never met in person yeah which i was like i was nudging you i was like oh my god it's the same relationship it's the same thing they had never met they were internet buddies yeah yeah and so Hillary did a lot of the talking. Alice seemed to be a little, not shy, but more reserved. It was Hillary's book tour and Alice kind of hopped on board, but they were just talking how magic influenced their life and the big deal that practical magic has become. And, and somewhere along the way, um, I don't know if it was like the narr- not narrator, the man who introduced everything said that they had pre-signed the books. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, mm, mm, I'm not, not gonna sure them. if they're going to be sticking around after if that's the case. Yeah. 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 And they did not. They did I was not. Super, I was super disappointed. At the right. very end, they said, if anybody has questions, you can come forward. And of course, Justina and I, we're both shy. Like, we don't, I don't like people looking at me when I'm asking questions. Oh, I don't um, like public speaking at all. Not at all. So there were quite a few girls in line. And then the guy was like, okay, we're going to stop the line there. And by that point, I was like, all right, dang, I should have hopped in line and just asked. You t- taken off because I had my Magnolia Street shirt on. I had a shirt underneath. I was like, I should take my shirt off go up and ask her how does she feel about there being a podcast based on practical magic yeah of course it's like hindsight like woulda shoulda coulda didn't do it so all the questions get asked by the last question i kind of nudged you i was like hey let's go downstairs before everybody starts funneling out maybe we can catch them maybe they'll stick around give hugs whatever they didn't do that they fucked off they (laughs) left so fast yeah there was a big line for people to buy additional books if they wanted to and yeah. I took some of the business cards. I was like, I'm going to put these cards right by the books. And you said some people took them, Some right? people, Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. So Christina means our business cards. Okay. Not yeah. their business cards. We yeah. had our business cards, our podcast business cards with us. And Christina put a few by the book table where I guess where they were selling additional books and you walked away. You walked away and I was still standing by the table because I was like, I kind of want Hillary's book. I really wanted her book. I had every intention of buying her book when I went there. I just wasn't sure if they were like allowing you to buy the other book if you didn't purchase it when you got the ticket. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I was like, am I allowed to get the other book? Am I not? But like, yeah, they had a, they had plenty of books for everybody to buy if they didn't initially buy it with the ticket. So I actually got Hillary's book. I can't wait to read it. Pre- they were all pre-signed. So we got their pre-signed books. I'm just really just really salty that we didn't get to fucking meet them i know so yeah i'm sitting i'm standing by the table 
and a couple girls see the business cards and like, "Ooh, what's this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's it's a podcast." And their their eyes like lit up. They're like, "Oh my god, I love podcasts." And I was like, "It's a practical magic podcast." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god, thank you so much." And That's so funny. they left. So like, I don't know if, you know, they're li- if, if they're listening. Hey guys, mm-hmm. it was cool to see you at the uh, not signing at the panel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so then I got back in line and then um I bought Hillary's book. I was trying to like skirt around and see who is holding Alice's book and I tried going up to a couple people and some people were people look at you real weird when you're handing them a business card that's a fact I'm not trying to sell you anything I just know that you're a practical match or Alice Hoffman fan you might be interested in this I'm not trying to sell you anything but some of the people I went up to just gave me the fucking weirdest look because they were obviously there for Hillary yeah and you and I talked about you can tell you can tell who loves practical magic because if you go up and ask somebody hey do you like practical magic and they say i think i've seen that yeah they're not for you no but if you go up and they're like i love that movie it's my favorite and that's your person right yep you either love it or you don't there's no in between there's no i seen it once and i kind of like it no no if that's the type of person you are you need to sit down actually watch the goddamn movie <laughs> and then we'll talk so yeah, yeah we were kind of using that method like going up to people who had the alice book in their hand because you know alice was promoting the invisible hour which is her new book she also had copies of practical magic for sale there the new oh. one that came out like the gold and black um cover mm. edition um beautiful beautiful uh cover of of that edition we were kind of like i was kind of scoping out like who had the alice books who had the hillary books i know like you said a lot of the people were there for hillary because it was her book tour and i know a lot of her fans most of that audience was probably her fans just going up to some of the people that also had alice's book in their hands and just trying to kind of figure out who was like the real practical Mm -hmm. magic fans and just giving those people the card remember that one group we went up to and we're like hey you guys like practical magic and the one girl was like i didn't read it yet and i was like oh okay thank you for your time and i turned around (laughs) yeah there was one girl when you were standing in line i was trying to shuffle out of one of the aisles and I noticed one of the girls in front of me had Alice's book. I was like, do you like Practical Magic? And she did say, yes, I actually really love that movie. I was like, do I have a podcast for you? <laughs> but there was one one or two young ladies that were really accepting. So that was, that was nice. Right. But everybody else was kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, kind of lame. So you guys got your books. Did your mom buy one too? No, I think I was like... I was like, I'll let you read mine when I'm done if you want to. She's like, all right. Mm -hmm. Um, But her, yeah, all three of our tickets came with Alice's Invisible Hour book. So she had, she got that one. But it was 45 minutes away, which which was like kind of a bummer to not even get to be like, you have a whole podcast neighborhood who loves you. You know, not even give her a card, not even get anything signed. Just nothing. It was kind of, kind of sad. But what you said, it's not the right time. We're not supposed to meet her yet. Yeah, we'll have our time. We'll have our time. Just wait. So then we were getting ready to go. We kind of saw some people hanging outside by the side door. And we were like, is she coming out? Is this right. her car? We stood there for a minute, talked to one girl who had Alice's book, gave her a card. And then went back to Salem, right? Yeah. That was it. Well, well, we weren't just giving our business cards. We were also, we had the little flyers for our meet and greet event on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were also trying to give those to some people and some people were like, oh, this sounds really cool. And like, we were like, where are you guys from? Some people were like, oh, we're from Salem. So they mm-hmm. lived in Salem. So the probability of them popping in, you know, maybe they, maybe they're, you know, looking for something to do on a Friday night. Right. Maybe they want to pop in for a drink. Cool. So we just, you know, gave 
people our uh, event card and our business card. Just trying to get the word out to whoever wants to join our friggin' neighborhood. And if yeah. you do, you're awesome. If yeah. not, sorry, you missed the boat. Yeah, you missed the boat, uh, but maybe you'll come around one day. Yeah. So yeah. then we drove back and met the family at the Derby. Yep. Close um, were- night two out at the Derby again, right? Yeah. Everybody's getting, you had a salad and getting some snacks. I was like, it's so late. Like it was late. My body I, clock was all messed up. I was like, I can't eat yeah, this late, but I had a drink. I was like, yeah, I'll have a drink. I'm, I'm sad. That's I just, yeah. I, yeah this with it, a was, drink. it was very sad. We came back from that event kind of disappointed because like, deflated. you know, you go, you go with the intention of like meeting somebody you really admire and then like, they're kind of like, all right, thanks for coming by. And then mm-hmm. they just leave. Mm-hmm. It was kind of okay. sad. Yeah. But yeah, we'll meet her eventually one day. Yeah, maybe that just wasn't our time and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but we were so... kind of feeling like kind of ick. Like our mm. stomachs were full of so much, I think, mm-hmm. and we're kind of tired. So by the time we went back to the hotel, Justina and I turned into straight up old ladies. Eh, right? <laughs> yeah, you made us some tea and uh, we got our cozy socks on. And I, I tried going to the bathroom because... I think all weekend, all of us were kind of having stomach issues. Mm-hmm. I guess just it's like the travel belly, the travel belly. Exactly. That's why, like, when we went back to the Derby that night, I was like, I need a salad. I need to get some greens in me because yes. I am not regular right now. And I yes. need to be because it's not going to be pretty in a couple days if like two days pass. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. you're going to be miserable. So I had a big old chicken grilled chicken salad when we went back to the Derby before we mm-hmm. went back to the hotel. And then we had our tea. I tried going to the bathroom and then laid in bed and started thumbing through some of uh, Hillary's book. Well, we were having our, a little bit of our tea and it was like two queens or two double beds or something. And yeah. Justina's on the side next to the night table. And then I'm directly on the side in the, in the next bed. And we're sitting there up to our up to our little waists and our blankets and having our tea. I was like, this is... I feel like this is how on Jet and Aunt Franny end their nights, <laughs> just in their separate beds with tea, reading, and it That's, was like a nice happy thought. Is that how they ended their night when they went to the Holiday Inn when they split town after a <laughs> after the, the shit holiday, hit the fan? The Hyatt House. The Hyatt House after they left the girls to clean up their own mess. Yeah, yeah, they went to some Holiday Inn and did exactly that. Yeah. But um, this was the NyQuil night, wasn't it? Oh my god, that's right. We drugged ourselves to get a little shot eye. Get a little shot eye. It's a little treat. A I think at, when we treat. were sitting at the Derby, right, when I was like eating my grilled chicken salad, I was yeah. like, I think I want to go to that Walgreens next to our hotel tonight to get some NyQuil because I couldn't sleep the night before. You said some kind of sleep aid like melatonin or something. I was like, I got NyQuil. <laughs> I wanted something because I was like the night before I couldn't freaking sleep. I think I woke up at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then I was up until 5 a.m. tossing and turning. It was, mm. again, so freaking hot in there. I don't know who's it turning the thermostat up. Seven degrees. It was hot when I woke up. And I wasn't even bundled up like I was the, the last time. So I was like, I need to drug myself to sleep. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I remember this happened the last time, too. When me and Avi rolled into Salem the night before, we checked into our, our hotel. And I was just, like, buzzing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know, it's just it's the so energy, the colors, energy. the stuff, it's your brain is loaded Overload. up. Overloaded, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, by the time we got back to the hotel, even though we had like a busy-ass day of travel that first night, I was just like, I couldn't sleep. So this night, when we got back to the hotel, I was like, all right, give me that NyQuil because... <laughs> yeah. And I was, I slept like a dead person. It was great. That's awesome. So, and thank but you in the that. morning, though, we were both kind of a little groggy. Because we, yeah. we went to bed kind of late, you know. Did you take both of the NyQuil's? 
Did you take Hell both? Yeah, of them? you didn't take I, both of the Nyquils. I'm glad I only. I'm a lightweight girl. I'm glad I only took one. If I took two, I would have been sleeping until two o'clock the next day. Because <laughs> I was yeah. so groggy when I woke up that next morning. Mm. You're, when, you're not a big we, person. No. And then once we got to Starbucks the next morning, that Friday morning, I got a bagel. And I usually don't eat in the morning, but I was like, if I don't get something in my stomach. I'm going to be sick on this NyQuil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, once I got, once I had some, you know, carbs in my system, I perked yeah. up a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And I woke up, so. Yeah. All right. I think at this time, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to dive into the rest of the weekend. Buckle up. We'll be right back. Hey, little witches. The scene is here. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you would know how much we love using the Practical Magic Inner Witch Oracle Deck by Grounded by the Moon. And now we want to share the magic of Grounded by the Moon with you, our listeners. Joseph Benitez Egerton, the creator behind Grounded by the Moon, would like to offer this very special 10% off discount to all who wish to experience the magic of his Practical Magic-themed tarot and oracle decks. But that's not all. He also creates other divination tools like tarot workbooks, deck bags and altar cloths, pendulum kits, oil blends, cleansing sprays, smoke wands, teas, and ritual kits. And let's not forget about his custom handcrafted all-natural soy candles, where every candle is hand-poured and personally infused and charged under the light of the moon. They even come with a crystal. And did we mention all of the ingredients in the candles are ethically sourced? All of Joseph's offerings are just so magical. So go visit groundedbythemoon.com and use the coupon code MAGNOLIAMAGIC for 10% off your entire order at checkout. That's M-A-G-N-O-L-I-A-M-A-G-I-C. So get your discount today. You're listening to Magnolia Street Podcast. Yeah, so that Friday, the next day, we picked your parents up. They drove with us that day because parking one car, finding one parking space was for sure easier than finding two. Yeah. Got more Starbucks. Um, And then the first thing we did, we had reservations. You didn't have to pay for Old Bearing Point, right? But you had to reserve your spot because I think they only let so many people in at once. Yep. Because you said that it used to be kind of muddy and dirty and people could just walk wherever they want around the headstones. But now there's specific gravel trails that you have to keep to. Yes. Yeah. They have the grass now strung off. So like you can't walk to a grave that's kind of like out of reach from the path. Mm -hmm. You kind of got to just kind of look at it from a distance. But luckily all I guess the main player characters that are it that are buried there they're kind of like along the path so you can get pictures of those gravestones a little easier like John Hathorn he's like right on the edge of the pathway so you can get a picture of his grave a little easier you can tell how tall I guess a person is by the foot markers and I never knew like they used back in the day not only did you have a headstone you also had a footstone mm-hmm. which Avi pointed out because we were looking at yeah. his headstone his name is written on one side. So you think that's where his head would be. But it wasn't until the end because right. then there was a John Hathorne little footstone. Yeah. And we were looking and definitely some are smaller, shorter than other people. It was cool right. to see. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like laying in bed in the ground. Like it's like a headboard and a footboard. Yes, of a bed, exactly. Right? Yep. Very weird. Um, but yeah, so that's how they used to bury people back in the day. And then me and my mom were looking for Captain Turner, 
who was the guy, the family that built the um, House of Seven Gables, where I guess Nathaniel Hawthorne wrote his book about. Okay. I don't think Nathaniel Hawthorne ever lived in that House of Seven Gables. I think he just wrote about it. The Turner family is the one that built that house, and he, uh, that Captain Turner is actually buried in that Did you old find him? cemetery. Uh, cemetery, yeah. So when we were looking at the map at the front of the um, cemetery, it tells you where all the people of um historical importance were buried mm -hmm. so me and my mom were trying to find it based on what that map told us mm -hmm. so we're looking and we're looking we're not finding anything finally we're the looking guy and looking. Looking. <laughs> finally the guy comes over i guess the guy who works at the cemetery and he's like um it looks like you guys are looking for someone specific can i help you find somebody and we're like actually yeah a captain turner where is he buried because uh, uh we can't find him we looked through this whole aisle and he's like are you guys trying to follow the map at the entrance and we're like yeah he's like yeah that map's a hot mess it's been <laughs> it hasn't been updated for a hundred years oh no so he's like actually Tur uh, captain turner is not even over here he's on the other side and he's not he doesn't have a headstone because he he's built in the crypt the maus the um raised mausoleum and the whole family is in the one tomb Okay. So, I was yeah. uh, going to the bathroom at that point. I had yeah. dismissed myself. I was oh, like, yeah. I go to the bathroom. You completely disappeared at that point. And I didn't even notice because me and my mom were still like lollygagging, looking for people. And mm -hmm. like, I didn't even notice that my cousins had arrived at that point. So yeah, we finished up there. We went out back out front to meet up with you guys. Then my cousins wanted Starbucks where we just came from. So everybody ended up backtracking to where we started. Yeah, this was kind of a kerfuffle because it's this like was your dad and me and your buck. Yeah, we were like, okay, we'll kind of show them where it is. And then you guys went another direction. I was like, all right, now go find you. But you were like right across the street. So we took a beat, gathered ourselves again. And then I think the three of us, you, Avi and myself went to the Pirate Museum. Yes. I love the nautical history. I wanted to go to all the pirate museums and then we didn't even get to go to the nautical museum. Like the right. way, you know, but this fucking pirate museum was weird as shit. It was so weird. It was weird as shit. And they're employing children. That boy, Ethan. He was like 16, he was probably. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Wearing his new balances. <laughs> so we got to tour the with the wax figures and hear some of the tales. Didn't he say like one of the pirates got hung or he he got executed because he was a shit pirate or he was just like a bad pirate oh bad yeah, excuse he, of a pirate he yeah poor excuse of a pirate he didn't do any yeah. really piracy but he talked his name up at some point and then yeah. they hung him there was a lot of funny stories in that museum yeah. and then you were buying something for someone yeah and avi had either walked out or he was looking for you and there was some dude some older man waiting for his tour who just had the gift of gab that day he was trying to tell avi about like that's how women are you look for them and they're never where you think i don't know what the fuck he said because i was looking for avi and i was like should i get this for my friend vin the one that donated to our campaign because yeah. he he had actually when he when i told him we were going to salem he was like get me something really cool and witchy i'll pay you for it yeah so i was like looking for something for him and he's like all about the pirates he loves his pirate stuff so i was like i came across this cool oil painting with a pirate ship and a little pumpkin on it mm -hmm. so i was like oh that's cute so i was i was like should we get this for vin and avi was like yeah sure that's fine whatever so then the guy that nosy ass guy he was like 
that's husband speak for I really don't care. And I was yeah. like, okay, I didn't wanna, ask you, sir. You mind your own business? <laughs> mind your own damn business. Stay in your lane, old man. Yeah, yeah. So then I paid, I checked out, I got my purchase, and then Avi came back in or something. I don't remember what he said the next time, but basically he chimed in again and he was like, that's husband speak for I'm leaving or like, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, all right, you have a nice day. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, shut the fuck up. Whew. Shut the fuck up. Thank you. Goodbye. Um. So yeah, we met back up with your family outside that museum and wanted, to, we walked back down to the haunted house alley on Derby Street, showed them the benches, the memorial benches. They took, yeah. some, they did the whole walk. They walked around it. Yeah. Um, and at one point it was really funny. So, so I was walking with my cousin Gina and, you know, I was telling her a little bit about the bench memorial. And she was like, yeah, I heard like some guy got stoned or something. I was like, yeah, Giles Corey, I'll show you where his bench is. So I walked her all the way back to the Giles Corey's bench. And we're, you know, talking and I'm like telling them the story. And I'm like, yeah. And then he he wouldn't tell them. So he just kept asking for more weight. And he's the only person in the witch trials that got stoned to death. And like, I'm telling her the whole story of Giles Corey, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this man standing right next to us. And he, you know, he was kind of tall. He had the uh, golf cap on mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, a pair of like sunglasses. The whole time I think I'm thinking this is Mark, my cousin Gina's husband, and I'm telling them both the story and the guy turns around and he's like, I know the story, but I'd love to hear it again. And I'm like, <laughs> that's not Mark. <laughs> so cute. That's nice and of me, him. Me and Gina just like looked at each other and we were cracking up. We're like, oh my God, we thought you were her husband. That's so Where funny. Where the Mark? <laughs> Yeah, and he's so on like the other side of the stone bench memorial and i'm like mark <laughs> i gotta tell the story again oh, so, and like once mark came over the two of them were standing next to each other i'm like you guys could be freaking twins that's so cute yeah that's like really i was funny. like y'all have a nice day now and i'm like oh my god i'm like yeah. good thing gina good thing you didn't like pinch his ass or something <laughs> right or like put your arm around him or whatever yeah, that was the time I were looking at the foundation of the house. And then we all went inside and looked around a little bit. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was so freaking funny. I'm like, oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. I was mortified. I was like, I am so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to to interrupt you. If I can later on at the very end tell you about my side quest, there are so many women in Stockbridge that look like my mom. I'll just, <laughs> just leave that there. <laughs> oh my um, god anyway yeah so then we went back to the charter street cemetery yeah we went into the welcome center and we were looking at all the stuff and like i i had every intention of going back to that welcome center because they had some stuff in the gift shop there that was really cool they had like like the stone markers like mm -hmm. the head pieces of a a, a gravestone um, and they had a whole book about those head markers which mm -hmm. i like i kind of wanted to get that book and then we ended up not going back at any point. And I totally forgot, but Aww. we'll get it next Sorry. time. Yeah, you can find we'll me back. online too. We'll be back. Um, they also had like a lot of like prints and postcards and stuff. And I was like, oh, I want to get some of these and just like yeah, they were cool. in the house. I was trying to take shots of all the stuff. I was like, I want to buy that. I want to buy that. Mm, can't buy that. I will make that. Like all this yeah. stuff. I was like, mm, I could probably make that. Yeah, so, yeah. But beautiful art, like really cool block prints. Just really cool stuff. So then we had to rush out of there because we had actually tickets 
to go to the Count Orlok's Nightmare Gallery, which is a really cool monster museum. If you guys are into, I guess, like old Hollywood monsters and like movie monsters and you know, just scary movies in general, yeah. they had a lot of cool memorabilia there and wax figures. It was really neat. There was a big werewolf. It was the, the were American werewolf and London werewolf. And we found Griffin Dunn there. There was a little little plaque with his little face on it, all about the American werewolf in London. Yeah. But they were saying that a few little spaces in, in there, specifically like the second vault or something like that, there has been a woman seeing a little apparition, right? Yeah, that's what the guy was saying. The guy, we were waiting in line. The guy was funny because there were like nine of us right and he kept like counting and then he made us move and then we had a little chat with him at the front when we were when we were about to go in and me and Avi were asking him why don't they do the haunted house anymore because initially count orlocks used to be over by the pirate museum like on the main street and then they moved it over to derby and i think he said once they moved it they wanted to keep things more manageable and the the haunted house was just too much to have a haunted house running on top of I guess a museum so they opted to i guess get rid of that but their haunted house when we went a few years back so cool so cool he was like the owner basically right yeah that, i was like oh he's the so. bouncer or whatever that like, people <laughs> in at a certain rate the bouncer, but no yeah. like his picture he is pictured with a few of the movie monsters like yeah on set or something yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had a lot of like photographs of like, I guess just like, you know, actors in Hollywood that are in all these cool monster films. And he had a lot of their autographs and all these photos. It's kind of bummed that like, they don't let you take pictures of anything. But I completely get like, they want to, they want the element of mystique. They want people to visit and not see pictures floating around online. But they um, also had like newer monsters, like the Stranger Things monster. Yeah, the Gorgon, yeah. Yeah. And like Alien and, you know, some of those newer ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think my dad and Mark really enjoyed that museum because they're both movie buffs. And mm. my dad really loves um, like those old black and white films. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. And they did a little shopping there. I saw them carrying around t-shirts or something they wanted. Yeah, they all, they all got the Ouija board t-shirts to piss off my Aunt Fifi because if you guys have- Your Thanksgiving listened, ensemble. They want to wear that that to Thanksgiving to piss my aunt off. If you guys listened to our, uh, I don't remember what episode it was, we were talking about how my aunt threw my Ouija board over the fence. Over the fence. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a laughing, it's a joke to this day. And um, then- Everybody needed to go to the bathroom. Yeah, so like right in that little like courtyard right next to the Count Orlocks, that's where the town hall is where they shot Hocus Pocus, um, mm -hmm. the party scene where the parents go to that costume party. Um, so we actually had tickets to go see Bridget Bishop's Cry of Innocence or something. Yeah, Cry Innocent, the the a trial of Bridget Bishop. It's like kind of like a reenactment and it's like audience participation. The audience and the crowd gets to decide whether Bridget Bishop is guilty or innocent of witchcraft um so that was a lot of fun before we went in there me and christina kind of were waiting for people to go to the they, people were going in porter potties right mm -hmm. and me and you like saw this little tattoo shop out of the side of our eye and we're like hmm, what's up there yeah but it was like the second time we saw it and i kind of like looked i was like mm, it looked private like very private because you walk in and there's immediately a set of stairs yes and upstairs you could kind of see beautiful big windows and we didn't go in that time, but this time you were like, we saw people come out. I was like, let's go check that out. Yeah. Private bathroom up there. 
Yeah. Amazing. But we wanted to stop in because like the whole weekend we were kind of toying with getting tattoos and your mom, every time she saw a shop, she's like, are we getting tattoos? (laughs) We did not, but we went into, it's called Acorn Tattoo Mm -hmm. and really beautiful space up there. So we used the bathroom, took some pictures on the stairwell and then went to our uh, Bridget Bishop. Yep. And then we headed out to Bridget Bishop. Really weird how that whole thing went down. So we were like the first ones in line. But then we got bum rushed by a tour that came out of freaking nowhere and everybody mm-hmm. cut us in line. So apparently we thought we were on time. We were at the back of the building, I guess. Uh-huh. Well, we thought where it was going to start. And then apparently it had started on the other side. The whole group was on the other side. Uh-huh. And they came around the back of the building and we were like, oh shit, this is, yeah. we missed like five minutes of whatever happened. And then we were ushered inside and up the yeah. stairs. Because Avi was checking in. He was like making sure that the lady because there was a lady with like in a little cart right outside i guess doing mm-hmm. check-ins so we were checking and she's like oh you, you guys here to check in we're like yeah so we're checking in and then we get bum rushed by this tour so now like we're all split up and she's giving us i guess like this little like sachet bag of something which was like our quote admission to the trial or yeah whatever. that was weird so, like, like we- no sooner was i handed one that they were like okay put it in this basket okay right. So they gave us these little sachets, then we were to put it in a basket as we're walking into the building, up these stairs, and ushered into this, like, group, I guess, like, courtroom drama or whatever. So we get seats out all the way at the back. I think my parents were, like, sitting off to the side. Me and you were, like, sitting next to each other with uh, Gina and the girls in the back. And then Mark and uh, Avi were right in front of us. The whole time, like, you know, we're trying to figure out if this lady, Bridget Bishop, if she's guilty or innocent based there were on three the three actors oh yeah, yeah all yeah. doing different parts they would all just change a little piece of their outfit to portray right. somebody else you know it took me half of that whole performance to figure out that that's what was happening <laughs> i was like wait a minute is that guy just playing three different people and you're like you gina was like you just noticed that <laughs> but I was it was out. we were all sit- we sat there for a while what do you think like an hour the whole thing you think it was a whole five minutes maybe like 30 40 minutes yeah so. but it was nice and warm inside yeah. and everybody was sitting down and i know i was not the only one getting sleepy up there oh, it was, was nice and comfy so sleepy yeah so sleepy yeah my eyes were definitely drifting off this show relies heavily on audience participation so the i guess the judge or whoever is you know doing this whole court procession asks the people in the audience like what they think of certain things and like you know people in the audience can stand up and question the validation i guess of the evidence brought forth and Mm -hmm. is it you know can they validate it or is there something else going on i guess Mm -hmm. that makes it not as uh viable or some people stood up and asked questions and like i I kind of had a question on the tip of my tongue the whole time, but then I was like, Ugh. like back to the whole Alice Hoffman thing. I don't want to get up in front of people and, right. you, know, you know, tell, ask a question. Yeah. So I kind of held it in, but the whole time I was thinking like one of the excuses that they used, cause they were talking about a little boy that was, I guess, possessed or he was how he had to give consent to get, to let the devil inside him. Yes. Yeah. So all about consent, I, I guess. All about consent and how the little boy had to give the devil consent to, I guess, let him take over his body. But then I was thinking, like, remember the night before we went on that other tour and the dude was telling us how there were animals put to death mm-hmm. as a result of being bewitched or something during right. the witch trials. So I'm thinking, like, if a little boy had to give consent, why doesn't an animal have to give consent to be taken over by the devil? I feel like they would have been like, Satan can speak every language. 
Uh-huh. And he can interact with every species. So they would have had some. They would have had some backup answer, I guess, mm-hmm. on on reserve for anybody maybe who asked that. But that was the question that I had in mind. And then ultimately, they take a vote of hands at the end to see if Bridget Bishop is guilty or not. And they uh, said, if you believe this woman to be guilty, raise your hand. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And yeah. Mark's hand in Mark's front of us what? shoots up. And Mark's Avi looks over so at him. Fast. And then he looks back at us like, I see you, motherfucker. Yeah. I'm like, you do know you're outnumbered right now, right? You're in which Mark city? Mark is like, the evidence is there. What can I right. say? And it's funny because Mark is a detective in real life. <laughs> he's a detective. So he's like, the evidence pro- proved to be... I guess uh, so funny. It was sufficient enough for him to vote Bridget Bishop guilty. I don't remember if our our uh, story ended with her being guilty in that courtroom. No, was she was innocent. She was innocent. Okay. Majority. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of disappointed this time. I don't remember them saying the outcome of Bridget Bishop in real life. Did they say the outcome of her? I think they trial? did. Did mm-hmm. they? Okay. Maybe I was just again. I was drifting. I was. Mm-hmm. Going- I had the sleepies in that in that whole courtroom. Oh yeah, everybody was hungry, so we headed back to Washington Street for some food. That's when we hit up the uh, Salem Burger Company, which was like a two and a half hour wait. Yeah, fuck that. We were like, no, 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 no. So, um, we went back across the street, went to O'Neill's, got right in there. Like it was like what 20, 30 minute wait to get into O'Neill's. Yeah, we sat separately. They yeah. couldn't do a nine top. Yeah. So we, me and Christina, split a burger, which was plenty right? I'm glad we split Plenty. that. That was mm-hmm. so much food. Um, Got some more drinks. Did you get another chowder there? I don't remember. I did get another did chowder. You get another chowder. Yeah. I think I had mentioned it because I don't think I ordered. I think you ordered, right? Yeah. But anyway, I kind of went, I was like, mm, maybe I don't need a chowder in my mind. Yeah. But I think, I think you ordered and you were like, and she'll have a chowder. I was like, okay. I? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. I think you put down more, uh, you put out more flyers in that bathroom too. I think, right? I did. Yes, I did. Your mom had some kind of tropical drink that was warm, kind of, but so she kept request, she requested ice. Yeah. It was like the drink that never ended. Uh huh. Cause she would keep adding the ice and she oh, was that's right. She's like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling really good right now. Yeah. I think really it was cute. like, was it tropical or was it like that milky, it like was yeah. like a liqueur kind of deal? And I think my dad had the, that punch with like everything in it right it had like oh, rum in it yeah oh it was a sangria of some kind Taylor really... cherries yeah yeah i was like well bye <laughs> good night <laughs> good night yeah um but i think he was, was this friday like, this was yeah this was friday i mean that was a this, long day this was a long day this was only lunchtime yeah yeah we were not we, done we did a lot before lunchtime yep. so we finished eating at o'neill's and then we walked back to the corner of Washington and Essex Street so my cousins could get the pictures with the Bewitch statue. And then we saw this like weird inflatable like red. It looked like it was supposed to be a balloon animal. I couldn't tell what the hell it was. It was weird. In and out like classic balloon animal dogs. Yeah. This person had a huge inflatable costume. It was red and shiny. I don't know how those work. Is there like a fan inside that keeps it puffed up? I guess it would have to. Otherwise, they'd probably suffocate in there. I don't know. I don't know how those costumes work. But I couldn't even imagine just like walking around in that thing as awkward and big and bulky as it is across a very crowded intersection and all through Derby Street. Like, Mm -hmm. imagine just like trying to maneuver. And they were... They had to hold somebody's hand. I I wonder if they could even see in there. Did you see that other person? They were dressed like sriracha. <laughs> no. It was just like it was like I can't even watch your video. It was a sriracha bottle and a balloon animal, and it was the most <laughs> random pairing I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> it was amazing. Um, and when your cousins got the picture in front of the statue, they there was one other person, but there was not really a line. There was like a tour group, right, waiting. Yeah. But they they were able to get photos together pretty easily. Yeah. We, Do you remember if there was a We line? found a little opening, I guess. Like, there was a lull in the crowd, so they were able to hop in there real quick and get their picture. Yeah. Few and far between, though. It was busy. Yeah, the night before, I think they already got a picture with that statue the night before when we were at the Alice signing because Avi had taken them around uh, to tour downtown Salem mm -hmm. while we were out. Mark was like, I saw this whole fucking city. <laughs> I saw this whole city in one evening. Yeah. Yeah. So much walking. Um, It's actually smaller than people might think right mm -hmm. yeah i was trying to tell my neighbors that too like they were like well how far did you go and they were trying to compare it to other towns i was like no it's small you can walk from one end to the other yeah. of like the main stuff in no time yeah yeah like 20 times over in one day we're walking from end to end right from from derby zigzags back and zigzags. forth two weeks exactly two weeks straight so from, from the derby at the end of washington street all the way back to the pickering wharf it looks big though yeah. on a map it does look big we walked to lynn street which was where the gallows hill museum and theater was because we had tickets to do the main show as well as the basement museum avi and i do this show every single year We've done it. We did it the first year that we went and I'm like, I know it's super cheesy and it's a short, you know, it's a little 20 minute stage presentation kind of show, but it's really, really creepy. And the first year we went, I don't know if I told you this, the first year we went, Salem wasn't as busy as it is now. Like when we went the first year, I don't remember if it was like on a Friday night. I don't remember when we rolled into town, but that night that we rolled into town, we went to this show. It was a late night show. It was like a 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night showing. And it was like a beer and show combo. So we were able to Ooh. like have a little beer or like a wine sample beforehand. And that came with our ticket. Um, So it was really creepy just to like be there that late at night and like nobody else was around. And like, we didn't really know Salem that much then. So I was like, is this like a safe area? Like it was just like, there was like nobody around. It was just like, a really creepy vibe. I was like, Ugh. I freaking love this show. It was awesome. And that year, do you, do you remember in the show when that thing with the red eyes, the thing that you said looks like the thing from um, what movie? The Village. The Village, yeah. The M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Movie. That thing was actually creeping around in the audience before the show even started, just like just hovering oh, over people. My God. I, I was like, I cannot. It was freaking me out. I was like, Avi, you get the outside. That thing was the coolest uh, costume by far. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So this was my first time there. You said it, it is a pretty short show, but yeah. this one for you was a little different. I'm sure it felt like a decade long show for you, but we'll get there in a uh -huh. second. And the stage is kind of laid out like the outside of a hut mm -hmm. or the inside of a hut looking, you know, out into the wilderness. Yeah. And they have different special effects that happen, but also people in costume, also like a narrator. But the <laughs> everybody kept trying to get me to sit in the middle. <laughs> and I was like, nah, I know better. <laughs> Because I'm like, I don't know why if it was the haunted houses or what. I was like, always look up. Like, there's always going to be something above uh -huh. you. But your dad sat in the middle. Yeah. And part of the stage, uh, like, permeated the audience. So it was like a runway almost into the audience that it split the audience in half. So the actors could basically run at you. <laughs> and your dad was right in the bullseye yeah. of all the action. Yeah, no fear. No fear. No fear. Even in the haunted, the haunted houses. houses. He's like, I'll go first. Give a shit. <laughs> Like where he was the honey badger? Like where did he grow these balls all of a sudden? <laughs> he was the silent warrior of our group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And um, it was like a retelling of like folklore in the area, plus the Salem witch trial yeah. um, information. Yeah, it was a mixture of the two, and a, you know, like a couple jump scares here and there. Oh yeah, no. When we first went in, we're sitting down, we're getting ready, and I, Justina's on my right, and Avi's on my left, and I lean over to her. I'm like, as long as it doesn't just go pitch black. All of a sudden, I'll be fine. And what the fuck happens in the next second? Boom! All the lights are out. And it's like the blackness that you can't see your hand in front of your face. Yeah. Kind of black. And I grabbed Justina's arm. I was like, oh, damn it! I was like, why? At least they got that out of the way at the beginning. I was like, the rest of the time, your eyes kind of adjust right. to the dimness. But it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You, you grabbed on onto my arm. I was like, calm down, calm down. Because like, I mean, I've been there like tons of times. So I, I knew like, you know... I was aware of what was coming up next, so I knew nothing like you know bad was gonna happen. So I'm just yeah. like, it's all right, it's gonna be good, it's fine. But then yeah. after that pitch black, like after they just like take away all your senses completely, then like a spotlight goes on and these bubbles start coming down from the ceiling, and everybody's like, oh, ah. it's like a false sense of security. Yeah. They're getting you. Yeah. It was very pretty. However, your instinct is to look up. You want to look up into the bubbles. Yeah. Which a lot of us did. Well, that's what I did. And one of them got me right in the fucking eye. It popped before and like splattered into your eye, right? It popped in my eye. Oh my God. Yeah. So Bubble to the eye. Painful. And you know what's really funny? Like right before that whole performance, they're like, attention audience, uh, none of the special effects in this show are harmful. They're completely non-toxic and none of them will harm you. And literally that the rest of that entire weekend, my eye was fucked because of that one soap sud from that show yeah. that got in my eye. So yeah. if you go to that show, just don't look up we're so we're glasses we're some glasses during that scene i don't know but i was like the rest of that whole weekend was just i just was looking out of it from one eye <laughs> yeah that's awful yeah but, it's better now. yeah and they weren't gonna let they weren't gonna let you use the bathroom to wash your eye out you sat through the rest of the thing yeah. which is amazing well after the show i had asked to use the bathroom I didn't say it was to wash out my eye initially. I was to, I just said, can I use your bathroom? And they're like, oh, we don't, our bathrooms aren't open to the public, but there's a, there's a QR code on the door right there. You can scan that and it'll show you all the bathrooms available to use in Salem. I was like, actually, uh, one of your soap suds busted me in the eye and I really need to wash that out. Busted me? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't think I said that, but like, you know, I kind of made her feel bad. It's like, yeah. it was your show that fucked up my eye. So I need to go wash this shit out ASAP. Yes. So yes. I went in there, I washed it out, but of course I used the opportunity to actually use the bathroom too because I had to be at a girl. So, yeah, yeah. Get two birds with one stone and wash They should have comped you a ticket. Like they should have like, next one's on us. Right. I was so yeah. fucking pissed. But, and everyone's like, it's fine. It's just soap. It'll go away. But it didn't for the rest of the weekend. My eye was fucked for the rest of the weekend. Yeah. We wanted to get you an eye patch, like a pirate, <laughs> but we didn't find, I did see a guy walking around with a patch yeah. on. Luckily, my mom had, well, Mark had eye drops. My mom had eye drops. Mm -hmm. Luckily, everybody in my family needs eye drops because they all hooked me up because I needed the eye drops. So my mom actually gave me the rest of that bottle to to just yeah. use for the rest of the weekend thank god because if i didn't like kept keep like i guess lubricating my eyeball it like it probably ha like the astringent just dries your out. eye out on top of yeah. that it just felt like something was like in my eye like permanently like sand or glass it just felt like razor blades in my eye it was horrible yeah so guys if you're gonna go to that show just be careful of the soap suds don't look at them <laughs> they will attack you <laughs> don't look at them <laughs> They'll turn you to stone. The most dangerous thing of that show. Like Medusa. Yeah. Oh, love that show. It's one. Of, it's still one of my favorite shows there. 
Um, next time I'll be a little more careful when the soap suds come out. We had to go back outside and get back in line because we also had tickets to the museum show or the museum walkthrough tour. So it's like one building, mm. two events. Yeah. Kind of. They let you in one side and you go see this show and then they let you out the back. So you have to go back around the front. You go in through a separate door for this basement thing. Yeah. What was our tour guy saying? Fucking Ethan. Ethan. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let's talk about this basement thing. Yeah. So we go, they, they kind of like huddle you into this hallway. That's like an offshoot of the main Gallows Hill theater building. And he's like, all right, everybody uh, go stand in this hallway. Don't go past the plant. Like don't go past yeah, the plant. Yeah, the second plant. Don't go past the second plant. And of course my dad, what does he do? He goes past the second He's plant. like moonwalking his way over he's there. He's like, what'll happen if I just, you know, go past? He's such, <laughs> he's such a rebel. Like he just like rules to him made to be broken. I love his mischievous nature. That comes back around later at the Hawthorne house. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. So Ethan comes out. He's like, hey, guys, I'll be right with you. He's like, I'm your guy. Like, we're going to go in the basement. And like, I don't even remember the storyline yeah. of this basement extravaganza. But we go in and he leads us into this one room with like an all seeing eye. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if the old man in the picture was supposed to be a real person or not. He was moving. It was like an animated picture, right? Like he was moving yeah. around and like, I think the whole storyline was like this uh, archaeologist or curator of like all these like ancient artifacts. Like he he collected them all and he put them all in this basement, but some of them are haunted and now we have to get out of the yeah. basement and like now we have to find the secret passage to get out of this little it's room. It's almost like an escape room. Kind yeah, of, almost. Kind of, yeah. Except we have the tour guide Ethan through the whole thing kind of like trying, he's like, fake panicking like he doesn't know what's going on yeah. like he does guys come on let's go don't touch that oh try this let's pull this yeah, yeah. and it was so it was very very uh legends of the hidden temple remember that uh show mm -hmm. yeah so like every time we like would touch something like a door would open or like like weird special effects would happen or like spiders would come down from the ceiling yeah and like remember the one room that we were sitting in where like it was like a huge ouija board on the wall okay wait wait we're not there oh, okay. yet though so we so we had we all funnel into one room at the beginning and he's telling us all this stuff the pictures move in and like he's like you have to pull something to get out of here so we pull and there's like a, another door that opens and then there was this like a little hallway that we had to go through and then there was a plant room yes all the like there was a huge venus fly trap huge audrey too yeah audrey too and like noises are going off birds are squeaking cats are mewing and he's looking through this fake book oh yeah justina leans over later so ethan's looking through this book and he's like it says we have to do this this and this and justina's like that's not what it says i don't think he can read my dad, my dad said my dad pointed that out he's like that's not what that book says <laughs> <laughs> but at the very end the Audrey 2 bursts into life and like lunges at you yeah. and like tries to wrap its little tentacles. And I think it got Mia. Did it yeah, get Mia? Mia. She was in the middle of a room. And then I, yeah. And then we got funneled into the Ouija board room Yeah, and we're, we're uh, invited to sit along the wall on this bench. Yeah. And there's a big Ouija board in front and there's little candles. And then the lights again, out, right? The lights go out. Yeah. But I, there was something about this room you could still kind of see. And you see this white shape come through the opposite doorway. And I'm like, what's that? I'm grabbing on you. I was like, no. Yeah, that was creepy. It was so and then scary. when the that lights go back on, it like lunges at you and then it runs out the door. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? 
it was very scary yeah. oh man it was really funny so then we're supposed to follow it basically and nobody is like no we're not going <laughs> and we all wanted mark to go first but mark is at the back the whole time he's like i just knew that crazy white lady was gonna come <laughs> running back at us <laughs> you know? so funny yeah yeah so then we went into some kind of like big turbine room with the steam and mia's cranking on the, oh, the spinny right. wheel to try to get something to open back up yeah. Wouldn't you know it? Crazy, creepy white lady came running out from behind everybody, right. and like we're all pushing each other, trying to get out of the way. But Mark was Mark was back there. He was protecting yeah, us. Yeah, he's yeah, Mister Detective, bringing up the rear. He said, "Yep, yeah." And my dad was just he was full steam ahead. He was like, "We need to get through this thing." He was. He was. There was like this big um like a stone face yeah. and we had it was very indiana jones yeah, where you have stones. to put the you gotta put the stone the stone the eyes and the the glowing eyes and the nose i yeah. think we're putting the stones in and then ethan was like oh it must it must need one more thing maybe you should check in its mouth and your dad puts his full-on <laughs> whole arm in his mouth and he does the fake indiana jones like oh yeah you know let's get my arm but door opens yeah and your dad saved us yeah he loves Indiana Jones. Like, I grew up on Indiana Jones. That's my dad's jam. So for him to be in that, like, Indiana Jones type of situation, I'm sure he was, like, living his kitty dreams. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. He loves that movie. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think he would love, was it, like, Universal Studios or Disney World? Like, all that kind of, like, cheesy kind of stuff. I think he would love all that. It's just, like, getting him out of the house. You know how, you know, you saw how <laughs> it went this past weekend. Like, it was a pain to get him out, but, like, he had, I'm sure, he had so much fun. I know he did. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It felt so short, though. I wish that activity was longer because that was really fun. Yeah. That's the thing with, like, a lot of those haunted houses. Like, a lot of them are so short. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I understand it's a very busy time of the year. They got to funnel a lot of people through. We were actually really lucky because we got that, like, private basement tour to ourselves. Usually you get funneled in with, like, at least, like, 20 people. Oh, my gosh. So we, we really okay. lucked out. Wow. We were able to go in just our private small little group. So I'm glad we got to, like, experience that just us. Yeah, that that, cool. that's great. Yeah. Yeah, the first time we went, me and Avi went to the museum tour because that was that's a relatively newer attraction. The very first year we did Gallows Hill, that didn't exist yet. That was more like oh. year three that we went, I want to say. Oh. Um, okay. But I love it. But the first year we did that, it was like we were like squished in with a group of like 20, 30 people. One poor girl was like hyperventilating because like there was like so no room in there and it was dark and like, you know, she's got, having an anxiety attack because like I know – I don't like haunted houses as it is, so I'm sure that kind of played into her fears a little bit. But I was Aww. like, this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, that's. Well, I'm glad it was like us I mean, and there was like enough room in there. We could breathe and enough space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was another haunted house we went into where it was, it might have been, it wasn't this one, where we, we were pushed into one room and it was all dark and we were told to stand in the middle and we we're all hugging each other. Yeah, that was the one over on Pickering Wharf, the, I think. Was it? Yeah. But the one we did with the uh, Joyce and Kylie. <gasps> that is right. Yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, we're getting We're not there, there yet. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So after this, we had a little emergency. We needed to go back to the regatta. We had to go to the bathroom. So we go back to the regatta. Just you and me. We were like hoofing it. Yeah. I don't know where everybody else went, to be honest. Yeah, I, I honestly didn't give a shit because I was having a, a feminine emergency. I was like, I need to get to a bathroom now. <laughs> yeah. And I can't remember if anybody was coming out when we were going in, but you were in the stall. I was washing my hands, doing something, and I had left one of our event cards on each of the three faucets. Yeah. Like, I'm like, this is a ladies' bathroom. The event is here. It's tonight. Some lady's going to see this and be like, this margarita sounds good. <laughs> but 
who knew that about 30 seconds later, this woman comes in, I think just looking for her jacket or something. I see her washing her hands. I'm at the one end. She's at the other end. And I'm kind of shy. I'm like, "Mm, maybe I'll just pretend that it's not mine just in case she's like, you know, like just snots at it. But she, um, her daughter came in and she leaned. So she like picked up the card. She was like, what is this? I can't really see it. And I was like, oh, that's, um, that's a practical magic event. Uh, we're holding tonight. It's like a, we're, cause we're a practical magic fandom podcast and both of their faces lit up. They were like, oh, that's our favorite movie. And the um, mom's name is Joyce and the daughter's name is Kylie. Yeah. And Joyce was like pointing at Kylie like this. She could name every line in this movie. She loves, she lives, enjoys this movie to, to the max. Yeah. And I was like, really? So we got to talking. Justina's still in the bathroom. I was like, my partner and I, Justina, are just having this meet and greet. If you want to come have a drink with us. Um, this is our first year doing the podcast. So we wanted to have a little something. Yeah. They were like, absolutely. We were looking for something to do tonight. Um, I gave them our business card. We were so excited to meet them. I was like, oh my God. I was in the <laughs> bathroom. I, I hear you like talking up a storm and I'm like, hey, witch, hey, from inside the stall. And like, I, the whole time I like, I didn't even know what they look like. I didn't even meet them because they had left before I even got out of the stall. So I was like, all right, cool. I hope they come later. I don't even know what they look like. I didn't meet them in there. <laughs> so I just let you do your thing. And I was like, cool. Awesome. I hope, I hope they, I hope they come through. So then we left the bathroom, right? I think we made our way to the Gedney house. It was getting kind of yes. dark. It was like twilight. It was twilight out. Yeah. The house was probably one of the oldest buildings I've been in. Yeah. It's it circa really 1665, cool. which predates the Salem witch trials by quite a few years. Before we went to the Gedney house, we stopped at the car because I wanted to change my sweatshirt because I actually bought a sweatshirt at that event last year because Avi and I did the uh, Gedney house Poe because they do like an Edgar Allan Poe reading there. Um, So we did that last year and I bought that sweatshirt there last year. So I wanted to wear it for this. So I was like, I have to change my sweatshirt. Oh yeah. And we were on our way there and you were like, I'm going to grab my sweatshirt. Avi's like, there's no time. We have to go. We have to go. And you're, we were literally passing the car and you were like, I know exactly where it is. And we grabbed it and we kept going. It was like, boom, we didn't even have, we still had to wait for the crosswalk. Yeah. Like, it's not like we could have rushed across the street. Anymore. I know. He just likes to rush me sometimes. But I was like, I'm getting my fucking sweatshirt. I, know, I did not bring it all the way here to not wear it because that was my plan. So I wore my sweatshirt. And the guy that plays Edgar Allan Poe, I guess he runs the theater company. Same guy from last year. He saw my sweatshirt and he was like, welcome back. <laughs> I was like, you know it. Okay, firstly. Okay, wait. The house really quick is so cool. It's very beautiful. It's yellow, right? Yeah. Kind of like a yellow color. Yeah. There's nothing inside. But this man's, I don't even know his name, but he stood out to me a mile away. <laughs> I was like, you have like an old Hollywood like vibe to you. Yeah. But he was in like the quintessential actors, black turtleneck, mm-hmm. long sleeve, black slacks, yeah. black shoes. Yeah. But he had this like way of speaking i was like i am captivated with you right now and he wasn't even doing his poe thing you keep talking honey (laughs) yeah he's great last year they actually had um these creepy people in the bird mask like the raven masks come out with candlelight mm -hmm. with like those like Mm -hmm. fake candles and they would just they were just standing like stationary on the on the stoop to like go into the house so like you would have to pass them to get into the house they didn't Mm -hmm. have that this year which i was super disappointed about um because that i thought that was super creepy and they were actually going up to people like like in their faces so i was like where's the creepy ravens this year i was a little disappointed that they weren't there but it's a small theater company so this year was actually pay what you want 
last year i'm pretty sure it was like a solid ticket price i think it was like 35 dollars a ticket last year wow. between me and avi we paid like 70 something dollars to go see this thing but this year it was like a pay what you want donation i don't know if maybe they didn't get a lot of ticket sales last year because it was kind of pricey yeah. um so maybe they just started doing the whole donate what you want kind of kind of deal i wish i had had cash i didn't even get to leave anything yeah we didn't have to pay anything to see it they did have like a zero dollar admission mm -hmm. but i was like you know they're a small theater company you want to throw them something so sure. I, I paid for the t I ended up paying for the tickets. Yeah, I really wish those creepy raven people were there this year. But on the inside, they have you come in and they kind of dim the lights. And there was like an interpretive dancer. Um, I don't remember what the first poem was that they did. I know they did Annabelle Lee mm -hmm. and he did the raven at the end. But the first room he did a poem and then we went through into the adjoining room and he started reading another poem. And I didn't notice this right away, but like the interpretive dancers were just in all black facing the wall like straight up american horror story yeah. and i was like whoa and i look over at your dad and i was like look, look. he's like what the fuck <laughs> like it was so creepy because they weren't part of his act until moments later um and they did like a dance along with it but it was just startling because she was like standing right next to me yeah. i didn't even notice her yeah they actually did that dance last year there were mm -hmm. a couple things that they didn't do this year that they did last year. Like, you know, that little hallway you have to walk through to get to the other side where the dancers were like the little brick passage through last year. There was a girl there. She did like a thing in that little and hallway and like, like fall leaves like, like falling on her. Ooh. It was really cool. Ooh. They didn't do that this year, but this year, what they didn't do last year was during the, or was it that? rise of the fall of usher what's that what's the name of that fall of the house the fall of, usher. of the house of usher during that they didn't do that poem last year i'm pretty sure that they did that this year because of the netflix thing and its popularity probably at this point yeah so that's probably why yeah. they did that whole thing which was really long by the way it was very very long, long. Yeah. if they had had the dancers like more in it i think i would have had my it would have had my attention longer but they had set up a almost like a continuous slideshow of like artistic representation of the story. Yeah. And I do want to really watch that show, but it was kind of like, I was like, I'm a little tired yeah. and this, the story is really long. I think it was lulling all of us to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And you and your uncle, not uncle, you and Mark and Mia were texting. Yeah. What happened? Cause all I, like in a very serious moment, all I hear is Mia laughing over there. Oh, because I was, uh, Mark was Mark was like, I'm going to fall asleep. And Mia, he was like, how much longer is this? And Mia actually looked up the PDF to see how long it was. She was like, oh, they're only like right here. They had like two like whole more pages or something to read. And Mark was like, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> so I was like, "That this guy looks like Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. And I guess that made me a laugh. So and then she she laughed and then she was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and then at that point, there were like those two girls, those two dancers with the candlelight were like creeping like really slow behind Mark and Mia. And I was like looking at them. I was like, look behind you. Look behind you. Yeah. And Mark looked behind him. He was like, he was just like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. fun to see them get creeped out a little bit. Yeah. And then at the very end, Enrique did Enrique. The Raven yeah. in full. And I'd never heard it. Um, I don't think I've ever heard it read that well outside a middle school classroom, yeah. you know? Yeah, you know, he was, it was, he great. was great at like how like emotive he is. Yes. Like, how he kind of like has that like manic pacing back and forth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The descent into madness. <laughs> yeah. 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 
awesome. It was really awesome. He did a great job. Great job. You're so handsome. Keep it up. Very talented. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So real quick. So Genny House is actually, that used to be uh, a shipmaster's house. It had nothing to do with the witch trials. Mm -hmm. But it's so cool. It's very beautiful. There's nothing inside, but they've, nothing, you yeah. know, made it safe, I think, for these shows. Safe enough. Yeah, they, they put the plastic around, like, that, like, big drop to the next floor um the first year me and avi went like the very first year we did Genny house but it wasn't the poe exhibit it was just a tour through the house and i think um our tour guide it was just by flashlight there was no electricity in the house at wow. all wow. like you know how like the the dancers were kind of like twisting the light bulbs to get them to turn on and off like those lights weren't even there when the first yeah. year we like it was very bare bones, no electricity. We had to walk through by flashlight and we had to be very, very careful because I don't even think those plastic barriers were put in at that point yet. It was very, very dangerous. So I'm surprised they even did it because of all the liability. It's very bare bones. Like you got to yeah. definitely watch your step. Definitely don't lean against any walls because there were nails and stuff. The set of stairs we went down too was the coolest texture of like the old turquoise paint peeling mm. off. And all you want to do is touch it. But you know, there's probably like lead in that paint somewhere. Yeah. If you even look at that paint paint the wrong way, it's just going to dust to the ground. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And dress warm if you're going to go to this because there's no heating in this house. So dress very warm. We were trying to figure out if we wanted to try and fit in one more thing before our midnight margarita event at nine. It wasn't quite time yet but everybody had to go to the bathroom anyway we we're like all right we're going back to the regatta we'll just hang out we'll sit down because we saw rob earlier that day we stopped in said hey and he was like i have your table already reserved it had a little taggy on it after the Gedney house used the bathroom we were like we'll just get started <laughs> we started yeah. started up nice and easy but i know that he had said they had been kind of slammed all day our event wasn't supposed to start till nine i think we were there about eight fifteen. Yeah, every, um, by the time we were done with Gedney, everybody was cold, everybody was hungry, everybody had to pee, everybody was just ready to drink. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we just wanted to get somewhere stationary and just stay there for the rest of the night. And I think it was just like the perfect opportunity to go set up camp. I think it was fine. It gave us some time to get a little food, get a little something before all those drinks because we had quite a few margaritas that night. yeah and we were like filling out some some uh, name tags and putting little flyers on tables and. Mm -hmm. There was the guitar. There was a man playing music there. That's he right. was playing, and I think as soon as we got settled in, he started playing Fleetwood Mac. I'm he like, did. "Are you kidding me right now?" Yeah, he did. Amazing. I don't remember which song. Do you remember what song he was playing? No, I don't remember. I don't okay. Remember. All right. Yeah, and then I'm pretty sure we were like, "Do you know Lime in the Coconut?" He's like, "I actually don't, but I should learn that." <laughs> yeah. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Everybody got the rules. Were your parents? played along everybody else was like we're so like your your cousins were like we just really want to eat i don't yeah. think they wanted to do the name tag thing but we did it anyway yeah we went there with a plan and we yeah needed to follow that plan so basically i stole this game from renaissance fair because they do the, they do a pub crawl there every year and the pub crawl everybody who goes on the pub crawl they all get a name tag and it says something kind of random or maybe borderline offensive <laughs> um and you before you go on the pub crawl everybody kind of introduces themselves kind of like an aa meeting yeah so you have to stand up and you say hello my name is whatever it says on the name tag it's kind of a nice way to break the ice and everybody <laughs> replies hi yeah. whatever your so name and so. is 
Right. And it's a nice way to break the ice and get a little silly before the actual event starts. So that was the aim here. And everything, all the names on our name tags were references to the podcast and the show. So a lot of them were very random. And if, you know, my cousins don't listen to our show, which I'm going to expect them to, but like they had no idea what the hell these name tags even meant. Like my cousin, she was like, Henry Vills, stinky ass leg. Henry Vills. <laughs> And we're like, hello, Henry VIII, stinky ass like She's like, oh, it's the eighth? Because it's, I guess my Roman numeral writing is not uh, very clear. So I, I don't think she knew what we were even talking yeah. about. It's so funny. Your dad got Jimmy's stupid ass face. Jimmy's stupid ass face. I forget what my mom's was. I don't remember. I'm going to look at some pictures to see if I can see any name tags. All right. So then that was my whole spiel. But then Christina added the whole rule where... For every margarita that you have that night, you add a name tag to your shirt. Yeah. So you can kind of keep count of like how many you're drinking and like, you know, we're kind of making a competition. Who can drink each other under the table, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Your mom had <laughs> apple throat punch. Apple throat punch. And she got let's clean house. Let's clean house. Okay. So I think she didn't want apple throat punch. She was like, every she thinks everything is bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, it's fine. She's like, I don't want this one. <laughs> it's fine it's fine i don't remember which ones i got did i have commoner oh i think you did have commoner mugwort spice of course i did mugwort spice did we both end the night with three tags each i had five you had five <laughs> yeah and wait you got an extra one because you did that shot right because we put two tags in the bag with stars on them one was Harry Nielsen, and the other one was Diablo de los Flores. Ah, see. And whoever got either one of those tags had to do a shot of tequila, and Christina got the Harry Nielsen. On my, like, second drink. On your second drink. So you had to do a shot of tequila, so you got an extra tag for that. I had Zestobium Royfavoliosum. Okay, yeah, that's right. Freaking Louis Lamore. Then I had Harry Nielsen, Daddy Satan, and Stevie McFudgeon next. Oh my damn, you have oh, damn. You win, you win that evening. <laughs> but we were also keeping tally on our shirts. Yes, yeah. and we had everybody sign our shirt. Are you gonna yeah, frame Avi your- called me um, Tina Tequila Tina at some tequila. point, so I wrote it on my shirt. Oh my god. We were doing this game, and we were about to start a round of Practical Magic, like, trivia Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. with everybody at our table but then all lo and behold guess who freaking walks into the party like fucking joyce and kylie joyce and kylie and of all kylie yeah like what the hell right amazing so they came and sat with us they had some drinks with us we got to get to know them and it was so nice i was really excited that they showed up we closed out the bar with them (laughs) at one point we were like do you want to go somewhere else and keep drinking and i don't know what happened we just stayed and kept drinking we stayed there yeah we just well those margaritas were so easy to throw back because rob did an amazing job they were delicious so easy even remember like what what did how did he make these do you remember what he put in them it was like a butterfly weed liqueur Uh that was purple uh-huh. Oh, kind right, of like right. a standard margarita, I think, the, the rest of the way. But listen, not everybody liked them because that's right. I was like, I should go around because other people at the bar who were not part of our group were ordering these drinks. Yeah. And the one woman I walked up to, because I was like, I want to go see, just start a conversation, maybe see how they like it. Walked up to her. I was like, hey, just wanted to ask, like, 
do you do you like that drink it's part of our like little event and she was like I don't really like it I'm like <laughs> that's fine um you, you know I don't know if you've seen practical magic we're hosting an event and she's like ah, me. Yeah. I was like bye like have what, a nice whatever day, yeah. but she was sitting at a table with like six other women so yeah. I was like maybe this is one like a them. girls weekend and I don't know maybe one of them would have liked practical magic but nobody else really spoke up maybe she's the spokesperson for the group I maybe maybe <laughs> she's like it's a, it's really florally I'm like it's a margarita and maybe she was like she's... it tastes like a margarita I'm like it I know <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's the Regina George of the group oh maybe god. nobody else is allowed to talk in her presence oh my god so not everybody enjoyed it but that's yeah. fine I like them we enjoy them we were throwing them back and Gina my cousin she was a little tipsy. She, I think she maybe had like one or two of them. Mm-hmm. And she was already like, woo woo. My cousins were laughing because she she was saying one tequila, two tequila, floor. <laughs> she was going right to floor. Like <laughs> no three, like just to the floor. And my cousin actually got like, she videotaped her saying this. Yeah, yeah. It was just lit like a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were very easy. And thank you again to Rob. If you're ever listening yes. to this, we appreciate you. Yeah, hopefully we could do this again next year. But it was late. It was pretty late. Your uh, Mark and Gina left, and then your parents left, and yeah. then we shut that motherfucker down. We shut the place down with Joyce and Kylie. Yeah, they were rock stars. They stayed the whole time. So well, they were staying at the regatta, so that helped. Yeah, and it was just fun to like throw around quotes from the movie. And, oh my god! Right? Yeah. The place also regatta was full and yeah. justina and kylie and joyce and i are just like the he's from north dakota you asshole like yeah, at the top of out. our lungs yeah there was something else we said but i can't remember what it was you were getting some stares from yeah. the back of the room specifically great. from the girl who didn't like our margaritas <laughs> <laughs> she could suck my dick they were great <laughs> she had it out for us but then there was something we were talking about we were talking about about a sauna <gasps> Right? Bob sauna. Bob sauna? I had it written on my hand for the rest <laughs> of the weekend. I was like, Bob sauna? I don't even remember what that meant. I was a little in the bag that night, so I don't remember what that was a reference to. But I remember talking to Kylie and be like, Yeah, we're gonna put that in we're gonna put that in the next podcast. She's like, do it, do it. I don't remember what that was a reference to. I just remember either Bob sauna or Kylie sauna. I don't know. I have no I idea. I think it's at Joyce's house like her beach house i think there's a sauna there but she doesn't yeah. use it bob uses it i think it's bob's now i have no okay. idea yeah i don't bob remember sauna. so joyce and kylie if you're listening thank you so much for making our event that much better it was awesome getting to meet you and welcome to magnolia street this one's for you guys magnolia street. yeah we hope to uh have more midnight margaritas with you guys in the future that was a lot of fun so then we made our way back to the hotel we snuggled up for the night it was late i don't know if it was three o'clock late but it, it was, was freaking late it was late i remember laying down my head was on the pillow and it was like 3 a.m because you know you get back from a full day in salem plus an event like that I was just buzzing mm-hmm. like I could not even fall asleep if I wanted to I don't know if I took another I don't think I took another night call that night I think I might have just fallen asleep but I just remember just like I couldn't fall asleep right away and by the time I was finally ready it was like 3 a.m and then we and woke then we, up at 8 yeah we had to get up and go again yeah this was only like day two of five so we got to get up and do it all over again but uh, I think we're gonna take a little break and when we come back we'll finish out the weekend Saturday and Sunday and all of our shenanigans we got into. So stick around. We'll be right back. 
Hey, we're the Stinas, and you're listening to the Magnolia Street Podcast. So we met up on Saturday, the 14th at Pickering Wharf. Uh, we picked your parents up. Yeah. And we met your cousins over there. And yes. we walked through a little doggy costume contest over on the wharf. It was so cute. Right. Yeah. And there was the one that's where we took our photos. So wasn't it interesting to see like that entire like grassy knoll just filled with people? There was nobody there when we went. There was nobody there when we went. And could you imagine trying to get those pictures that we took like during October? It would have been impossible. Yeah. So impossible. Got those when we did. So yeah, there was a dog costume contest going on. We're like, what the hell's going on? Why is everybody here with their dogs? And then like, then I start seeing dogs in costume. And there was one guy that was there with his cat in a crab costume. <laughs> I was like, that is my favorite costume here. The guy with the cat. <laughs> that little baby was being so good oh, for all those dogs being around. That little baby kitty was just on his little shoulder mm-hmm. trying to hold it together in its little crab helmet that it was wearing. I was like, can I take a picture? This yeah. is my favorite costume here. He's like, sure. Oh, so I got a little picture of the kitty cat in the crab costume. There was also a little chihuahua that was dressed like a Barbie. <laughs> there was uh, a little one that had like a lion's mane. That was my favorite one. So yeah, that one was cute. I was missing my dog that whole week. He would have not done well at all if he came with us, but I was just missing him. There were so many. Salem is such a dog friendly place. It's really nice. The dogs there were very, very cute very well behaved and we kind of just walked through we were on our way to nathaniel hawthorne's house yeah we, we were going to house of seven gables because since before salem my years ago me and avi got my mom a puzzle of the house of the seven gables as a souvenir and then i don't even think she read the book until recently and then we watched the movie like the night before you came to jersey in september me and my mom and dad watched the old black and white film with with vincent price just to like you know get through it quick quicker because the book yeah. is very long <laughs> and very a little boring if i must might say so myself that's what your mom was saying too <laughs> yeah so it was kind of putting us to sleep but we wanted to brush up on that because i knew that she wanted to visit the house of the seven gables when we went definitely had to make a point to get over there and see it and I think we, she want, initially she wanted to do a house tour, but the house tours were kind of expensive. And then by the time we actually got there, the house tours for the day were already sold out. Well, yeah. So- we walked by it, went to like the side of the house. Yeah. Which there's like um at the very end of the road, it's a dead end with water, the ocean, you know, you can look out. So y'all were, we were just sitting and taking in the sun, kind of taking pictures from that angle of the house. Christina friggin' breaks through the fucking side hatch, the side hatch to get pictures of the inside. She's like, here, Dee, if you want pictures, here's some pictures so you don't have to go on the tour. There was like a nice long picket fence. And I was like, there's hinges right there. I wonder if that gate opens. No lock on it. I was like, I'm just going to skirt inside here and take a peek. Yeah. I looked around, took some pictures of the gardens, the front of the house, because I I didn't know at that point you guys hadn't decided if you were going to do the grounds tour yet. Right. I was like, maybe you guys can come this way. Avi was like, I tried to follow you, but I couldn't fit through there. <laughs> I don't know how you fit through there. But come to find, so I did, I wasn't in there very long, less, less yeah. than five minutes. I yeah. went back out and then we all made our way out, out front and you guys decided you wanted to do the grounds tour and you get, they give you a different sticker with a different letter on it, depending on what you're doing. Got it. So, and they're pretty up on it. I'm glad I didn't stay in there by myself very long because I, I didn't have a sticker. Yeah, you know they they're keen. They're keen eyes looking out for those stickers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me and my mom actually opted to do the grounds tour, which was just like the I guess the gardens in the back of the house, and then also with 
the grounds tour, you can actually tour Nathaniel Hawthorne's birthplace house, Ooh. which is right off of the main house. It's a little red, I guess, like a red house. Cool. Um, and you can walk in there and there's, it's two floors. Um, there's like a whole kitchen area where you can see like the hearth, which is really cool. I took a picture. There's like a broomstick standing by the wall and like some cauldrons, which were really witchy. And then there was a wall, like fake herbs. There were like plastic, like rosemary and lavender, but I was that looks so cool. So I took a picture of like all the hearth and the kitchen it was just beautiful. And then upstairs there was a room. I don't think it was a bedroom or anything. It was just like, it had glass cases where you can kind of see like, some of like the old i guess artwork and poetry nathaniel and his sisters did wow they illustrated a poem about pandora like pandora's box and there were like illustrations of that his sisters i guess did and then on the wall there was i guess two framed prints of i don't remember if they were fairies or what one said hope one said faith and i was like oh that makes sense because that's what was found at the bottom of Pandora's box. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were a few room, different rooms upstairs and like a lot of old journals and glass cases, like some of Nathaniel's old journals. And it was just cool to kind of like see all that stuff. Um, I took pictures of all of it so I can go back and read like the descriptions later because like, you know, sometimes people are up your ass while you're on a tour and like, Absolutely. you know, you kind of just want to get through so you don't crowd, the, I guess, the the descriptive plaque and like read, stand and reading it for 20 freaking minutes. So I just took pictures of like all of them quickly and like, I'll, I'm like, I'll go back and read them when like, you know, I have the time. Yeah, I'd so. love to see those. Yeah. Those. yeah the gardens are beautiful the house the outside of the house is beautiful one of the yeah, first yeah. year i think it was like the second or third year me and avi went we went on a night tour and they were doing ghost stories inside oh i love that and it was really creepy because we walk in and we were the only two people on the tour it was like the last tour of the night and it was just us two. Oh my God. sometimes you get lucky like you just get like a private tour sometimes yeah, like that yeah. Um, so it was just us two. It was a very rainy night. It was thunderstorming. Oh so we walk into the tour and the very first room we walk into, we're like, okay, where's the actor? The door slams behind us and there's a guy in chains like a ghost, right? And his face is just like white. Like he looks like he's supposed to be the ghost of like Christmas past or whatever. I don't fucking know. But like the door slams behind us. And as soon as he slams the door and we see him, there was like a clap of thunder and the lightning in the, like the window and it looked like like it, he couldn't have planned it any more perfect like mother nature was just like on cue and it looked like he was trying not to break character like he was trying not to laugh because it like it couldn't have been more perfect you know we just look at each other and we're like what the hell we're like oh this is good <laughs> this is so creepy yeah and we were able to tour the entire house we went up in that creepy attic which is like the smallest little attic like brick attic space um, and then after we toured the grounds at night, which mm. was like in the rain during a thunderstorm, like there was just like this mist on the water and it was so quiet because nobody else was around. And it was the most eerie thing I had ever experienced. Just like that, like mist, that ghostly mist on the bay. I love like, oh that. My God. Chills, 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 chills. So, I mean, we had it on a beautiful, sunny, clear, crystal blue day. It was very pretty out. Perfect it was weather. Very beautiful. So yeah. I'm glad. Um. My mom got to see her house of Seven Gables. I was hanging out in the lobby with your dad and Avi. We were just sitting on the benches. And I overheard somebody walk up to the desk and say, I just would like to go see the gift shop. And they were like, okay. And they gave them a sticker. I was like, yeah. do you guys want to go to the gift shop and just walk around in the gardens? And they were like, yeah. yeah. So they gave us some stickers that said, I think like M MS or something like that. 
yeah. main shop or something. I don't know. It has specific color letter. Got it. Here we go. We walk around. Um, Avi bought some pins, I think, and I bought something too. Yeah. And then we kind of just meandered through the gardens and we ran into you guys. And you were like, what the oh, fuck are you doing here? You were like, how did you get in here? <laughs> yeah. I was like, how the hell did that even happen? Yeah. You guys disappeared when me and my mom went into the birthplace, the red house, because we went through that whole house. And then we I were guess sitting at a cute little bistro table by the water, just enjoying yeah. the sunshine. We were watching this like tiki hut boat peru- just cruise through the, the bay. And I'm like. I really, really hope that's not our booze cruise boat. Oh, shit. Because, like, like, everybody was sitting on one side. Yeah. So that one side, their asses were basically in the water. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Me and my mom kind of were perusing the bookshop, kind of taking our time in the gift shop, like, afterward. There were these really cool, like, the headstone, like, the the things that I wanted to buy at that cemetery the cemetery visitor center it kind of had the same kind of like head gravestones and on the back it kind of like tells you what real life historical figure the gravestone or the headstone is from that's cool they were cool but they were like 15 20 dollars a pop i would have bought them but i was like Ooh, these are kind of expensive and then i was just taking pictures of like nautical there were like a bunch of nautical history books and i was like i need to send these to christina <laughs> so i was just taking the pictures of the books for you just so thank you could you. like and the one you sent me i had actually picked up when i was in there i was like this looks really good so thank you <laughs> yeah. for sending you took about three yeah, so they're on my list. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after that, I think we we're getting a little hungry. So we wanted to go to this little bistro around the corner. I don't remember the name of it, but it was still on Pickering Wharf. Like Marie's like- Bistro or something yeah. like that. There was a long line to get in. It that. was a really long and, but we waited. But on the way there, real quick, I took a picture of this storefront because at the top it said Joe's Fresh Fish Prince and Tomo's Tackle. My grandpa, who just passed away his name was joe and his brother oh. who he dedicated his biography to was named tomo what? which is like joe and tomo you don't to, who's tomo these days that is I weird like, i had to take a picture of it it's like i see you not only joe but tomo that and those two names together uh-huh on very one strange. sign very strange that. they were saying hi they were, i know they cool. were there that was cool that is very cool i don't remember the little bistro's name cafe's yeah. name it was yeah. cute. It had like morning gr- glories growing all over it, little fence stuff. And, but man, we waited in line uh, long enough okay. for you, me, and your mom to go across the street, peruse a gift shop, come back. We waited a I little felt longer. Like we were in that gift shop for a good 20 minutes. And when we got back, the line had not even moved up like an inch. I was like, let's go somewhere else, guys. This is, this is crazy. And Mark and Gina and, and the girls were at like another, they were at the regatta at that point, waiting for us. They were going on a bathroom break. I think Mark was just like having a beer waiting for us to get our shit together. They were going to walk over and meet us at that bistro. But I was like, I called them. I was like, don't even bother. Line's really long. I think we're going to try somewhere else on the wharf. Mm -hmm. So we went to that sea oyster level bar. Yep. Sea level. We got in there like, what? Not even 20 minutes. We were in that door like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Almost immediately. And before... I don't know if it was the day before, but Avi had said like, every time we've come, this place has been closed. Either it's yeah. like we, that you guys have been wanting to go there. Either they're doing renovations. They're just not the right hours or they say they're open, but they're not open. And yeah. this time they were, and we got they to go were. in there. Yeah. I guess it was freshly renovated. It looked like a new spot. I mean, I'd never been in there before, so I don't know what it looked like before, but um, last year they were closed for renovations, so I guess they renovated the whole inside. But I'm telling you, we we make shit happen when we're together. What? And it I was like you. every time something like that would happen, you know, the how you be doing that thing, I would just look at Avi, and it was almost like the zoom in on his face, like, 
What? You'd be doing that. <laughs> You'd be doing that. <laughs> so we got in there like no problem. And then they were going to make us wait like a whole extra like half an hour. But we were like, is there room at the bar? Right. And they were like, actually, yeah, there's there's I think there were like nine of us. There's nine seats at the bar. Go for it. So we huddled over boom, to the boom, bar. Boom. And... and then we had the seafood platter. Mm-hmm. We also had tacos. Yeah. And we had calamari pizza. and popcorn shrimp. And pizza. And pizza. Oh, my God. We just ordered it all. What were we thinking? We ordered it all. Yeah. We were starving by that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then after we finished there, we went over to... Oh, we went to put the food back in the car. And then as we were walking back, we were like, oh, we should do this haunted house ne- since we're still on Pickering Wharf. We were going to do it the night before, right before our meetup, but it got late. Everybody just wanted to go to the regatta and just hunker down. So we ended up not doing that haunted house. So we ended up doing it this afternoon instead. Um, And then Kylie, our new friend that we met the night before, called. And because they said they were going to call the night before when we were talking to them at the meetup, right? But like the plans you make while you're drinking exactly never almost never work out but she called it was perfect timing because we were just sitting and waiting to go do this thing and she's like hey what are y'all doing we're like we're like right behind you over at this haunted house do you want to go with us she said yeah we're actually gonna try to do one more thing before we go we just they got their pictures taken at witch picks yeah and they look so cute they looked so beautiful and their pictures turned out great their pictures were their pictures came out awesome and that's such like a cute mother-daughter thing to have like that little um like as a a memento they're just so photogenic and like joyce is just like beaming radiance you know and on all of these and and to have it be like both of them together they did separate ones and then they did some together one thing that i do want to mention that i completely forgot to mention because like you know you have a conversation like you said when you're drunk and you forget a lot of the things that you talk about but like i do have certain fragments that like are still like oh yeah that's what we talked about joyce kind of talked about her whole spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. to us Mm -hmm. that whole night so it was really cool to kind of see her witchy pictures yeah and like her full full-on witch get up yeah yeah that was her i'm a witch like exactly. jumping off the roof moment exactly so it was so cool to see her owning owning her inner witch in those photos and you know also I, the, her, her and kylie's relationship i think is really beautiful and really special one and kylie loves practical magic as we've learned but Joyce was just saying how, like, you know, she doesn't know she's a witch yet, but she knows she is. And, like, Kylie hasn't realized those parts of herself yet. It was really special to see them doing those photos together. I agree. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys coming out and doing the haunted house with us because that haunted house was so fun. Was actually kind of scary. It was. Yeah. Because they they huddled us in there. First of all, it was like, what, 12 of us? 12, 9? 10 or 11 of us at that point? Yeah, 11, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, we usually don't let 11 people in, but we'll squish you guys in. And I could see why, because there's no room in there. <laughs> small, small it's rooms. Small. Was that one called the Chamber of Terror or something, something like that? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first room, they're like, be in the middle under that lamp. And like, we were hugging each other, group hugging each other to be close. I was like in, I was in you, like not in you. Yeah. I was like huddled against you or Kylie. I can't remember, but- I was grabbing Kylie that whole time. The rest of the zigzag maze we went through. Yeah. It was so scary because I think they were touching us. Like I think so. Place They weren't popping out all the time and scaring us around corners, but yeah. every now and then like something would graze by you. Uh-huh. And it was just I like, think ah! 
I think there was stuff hanging from the ceiling because it was like brushing my head, like little yeah. streaks or something like that. Like, I'm like, ugh. But that very first room we went in, we were kind of like all huddled into the center of the room and I was in the middle of like the entire circle. Mm -hmm. So I was like, ha nobody can get me. Yeah. Impenetrable. <laughs> impenetrable. Impenetrable? Impenetrable. Impenetrable. Yeah. yeah. I must have been with you then because I was like, this is the safest place I'm going to be. Yeah. But then the creepy guy came walking in with the lantern and he's like, are you guys ready to go through like the chamber of terror or whatever? And I'm like, oh my God, okay. And then he like led us through this like really like thin passageway or whatever. And then I just remember getting to this like wall and then in front of us there was like a casket or like a coffin or something remember that and like the thing opened and the guy like like popped up oh yeah yeah, yeah. they were like does anybody want to see him a little closer and we were like, like no, no thank you Fuck no that was creepy we kind of ran through that one and then our groups kind of got broken up a little bit i think your mom or what was it there was one haunted house they their group was behind us oh we didn't do that one i get so confused remember yeah. there was two separate groups but yes. your parents caught up to us eventually at that the was end? the next that was okay. the next haunted house all right this this haunted house we were together the entire time and it was so pitch black i remember at one point during this haunted house the the person with the lantern was like all right you guys got to go on your own now from here in the dark i'm like oh no 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 like i don't do d pitch black very well like i don't like haunted houses as it is but pitch black don't sit well with me i need yeah. to at least see something like yes. i need to see what's coming at me so i can assess the situation yeah. fight or flight don't, don't put me in complete darkness please and thank you <laughs> yeah. the whole time i'm just like i'm huddled my face is buried in avi's back as he's yes. This dark tunnel, and I think yeah. you're attached to my back, and I'm like, oh. I was, dude. And most of the time, I went through with my eyes closed. I was Me too. Like, if it's dark, I might as well just close my eyes and give myself yeah. some semblance of safety. And I think my mom was having an anxiety attack too oh, because no. she doesn't like. She also gets very claustrophobic. And there's this thing called the touch tunnel at this. uh there's a museum by our house called the Liberty Science Center. And there's this thing called a touch tunnel. And you have to just like go in and feel oh, your way yeah. complete darkness. I don't like that. It's so fucked. I, I, I will never do it. Um, but I think she did that once with my brother when like we were kids. And she was like, nope. And I think this kind of like gave her PTSD for yeah. that. <laughs> oh, no. D yeah, so I, I don't tell like she that. She was getting a little like anxiety ridden. And uh, I'm glad it didn't last too long. Because like once it spit us out into like the, the light again, it just, like, spit us, it just spit us back out into like the, the parking lot or something. <laughs> right. Like it was weird how that one ended. But I'm like, oh, glad that didn't last that long. But that was really fun. I'm glad Joyce. And Kylie came along and yeah. then they uh they had to go they peaced out after that they were going home yeah so we hugged them goodbye it was like we knew them forever right yeah it's like weird. yep so like comfy instant, with them instant friends yeah so that was really awesome I'm glad we met them I'm glad I'm glad I had my little accident so then we had to go to the regatta bathroom so then we had to meet them it's just really weird how like the universe conspired to get us to meet how we be doing that how we be doing that <laughs> no we're magic yeah magic yeah. yeah and after that, we went to die with your boots on. Yes. Uh, but the small there's two. Yeah, there's a smaller store on Pickering Wharf. I think it's called the Ossuary or something like that. The Ossuary of Salem. Yeah. So it it is um affiliated with Die with Your Boots on. I think it's a sister store, but it's a lot smaller. And in this store, I think my cousin Mia got some things. I think she might have gotten a t-shirt and some earrings, or I don't I don't remember what she bought. But I saw this book that I was like, ooh, that looks really cool. I started I only read one chapter so far. One night in Salem. 
a fun dead publications anthology so it's not i think it's like many different authors i don't know if it's like one uh, author or not it's like a compilation of stories but i actually saw this there and i was like oh that's really cool um but i didn't buy it there so i was like if i come back around it if i still want it maybe i'll get it then nice so yeah so you got it so I got it later on when we went to the actual Die With Your Roots on. Yeah. And then after the ossuary, I think we headed back. We did a big old loop-de-loop because finding the wharf entrance for this booze cruise was like a dog's age. Remember how we just kept passing? Like we we went one direction and every it was so hard because it was starting to get pretty busy in Salem. There's a lot of people and like once half of our group started walking, the other group didn't know where they were going and we're like, let's just go that way. So like coordinating our little walk over to the booze cruise was like, yeah, Ugh. but we didn't do the booze cruise right away. Didn't we do two haunted houses before the booze cruise? And then after the cruise, we did the last wax museum. Oh yeah. I don't, I didn't take pictures of any of the stuff between Nathaniel Hawthorne house and booze cruise. So that whole thing is a blur to yeah. me. We went back after um, we did the ossuary for, with the, the, the die with your boots on. We went back to Derby to, in that haunted house alleyway, and we bought combo tickets for the two haunted houses, which I think was Frankenstein's oh, yeah. Castle and the other witch uh, haunted house. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. So we did those two haunted houses first, and the first one, the Frankenstein's Castle, was hysterical. That was the one they split us up. They were like, "Oh, you can you can't go because there were like nine of us." They're like, "You can you can only go like four. You can split four and five. Yeah. So I think it was like us two and Avi and my two cousins, and then the adults went in their separate yeah. thing. Us two and my cousins and Avi went in first. We're kind of like trying to like take our time and like be slow and like because you know, nobody was in there. Right. Yeah, we were waiting. Avi for the was creepy. like, "Hello." Yeah, we were waiting Nothing for was the, happening. The creepies to come to us, but nope, nobody was jumping out. And I was like, really confused. I was like, "Is this a haunted house? What's going on?" But then my parents and my cousins, Mark and Gina, came, like they caught up to us. Yeah, I was like, right? "Oh, thank God." You know why? Because my dad was like rushing to get through those things. They caught up to us, and then now, now we're all together in one group. Now, like the people start coming out, and like the creepy mm -hmm. people start jumping out at us. And Samantha. She, my goddaughter, she's filming the entire thing, the entire walk through this thing, and every every scream, every scare. At one point, this person in a white mask just steps out of the darkness, fucking scares the shit out of us, and she's filming this whole thing. She has this whole thing on 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 tape. I think right after that was like the end of the the haunted house, but this clown comes out with a friggin' meat carver, like a turkey carver, like <laughs> a chainsaw. <laughs> It wasn't even a chainsaw. It was like a turkey carver or something. And Avi's standing there and he's looking at the turkey carver and he's looking at the clown. And then he looks at the camera that he Samantha's- He turns around. He turns around. Samantha's filming the whole thing and he looks at the camera and Samantha just like zooms in on his face and he's just like- Aah! He's just not the biggest scream queen scream. He, you can imagine. Best scream ever. It was so perfectly timed. Yeah. And the clown is just like looking at him and he looks at the camera, he's looking at us and he's like, did that just come from this man? <laughs> we scared him. We scared him. Avi scared him. That is so funny. Oh, I watched it over and over. I watched that video that about clip. a dozen times. Right. That clip is just amazing. And 
we're trying to like walk past this guy and he's got the turkey carver at like our legs like trying to get you as you're walking past Ugh, that was just so fucking funny that one and then the second one we went in right after that was i think the witch haunted house the witch dungeon haunted house yes. or something like that. there were strobes as soon as you walk in there was just like strobes going off and i'm like, like oh that. my god my eyes are going crazy i was my walking dad, through like this because i was like i hate i hate strobes i hate the strobes like, as soon as the guy opened the door, he was letting the two people in in front of us. And my dad just, like, walks through. I'm like, you, hello, Rosario, you need to, you need to give him your tickets. <laughs> Come back. He was ready to beeline through the freaking thing. But we finally and then, he, when it was our turn, he was out of there. He was like, boom. And you were like, slow down. We have to use our money yeah. wisely. Like, we paid money to be in here. We paid $30 for these combo tickets. Slow yeah. your roll, Rosario. So, so so we're just like trying to slow him down. Mm-hmm. Like, down. We'll get through the haunted house. And then I don't remember much about that one. It was like brighter. It was like yeah. a lot of strobes. Yeah, a lot of strobes. What was the third haunted house on our ticket? There, there wasn't. It was it was the wax museum that we went back oh. to after. The- oh, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 combo ticket came with two haunted houses and the wax museum. Okay. And they're all in that little alleyway, that haunted house alleyway on Derby. Yeah. So we finished the two haunted houses and then we had to get back to the marina to go on the booze cruise. Mm-hmm. So we walked back to Pickering Wharf and headed toward the marina. But remember, like, didn't we stop at the regatta one more time to go to the bathroom or something like that? It was right behind the regatta. So we we're like, everybody go now. Because, yeah. I mean, we figured there would be a bathroom on a booze cruise but who knows who knows and we were kind of like hoping nobody got seasick just go to the bathroom now so we did that and then your mom really wanted to get a seat adamant about getting a seat so she got in line um and then we were ushered on it was like a two-story kind of boat with lights it was very pretty it was cute it It was was very cute cute. Uh, avi walked us around the entire perimeter of that block to get to the front we could have just cut through the little alleyway like we were there we didn't have to go around the entire no, that we didn't. Funny. That was funny. We all, when we all realized where we were before and where oh we God ended up, like, damn it, we just walked around that entire block for nothing. But I guess on the um the phone, uh GPS, the walking GPS, I guess it walked them around the entire thing. Yeah, it probably doesn't show that little alley. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was funny that we walked more than we had to to get there. So um, we walk onto the boat. And there's uh, complimentary tarot readings and face painting for the kiddos. And there's a bar upstairs. So all of us kind of went upstairs, found our seats, and we got some hot cider, spice cider. Wrong. That was, I was was like, this is wrong. Ciders. Yeah. And I don't remember the woman's name. I don't remember her name either, but she was so funny. Storyteller was killing it. Yeah. Yeah. So we had some spooky stories and she was flirting with Avi with all in good fun. And he was yeah. playing into it. And we you went downstairs at some point. We got seats upstairs because we were drinking. We were sipping on the cider. Yeah. And then and I was like, I want to go see if there's a line or a waiting list for this tarot thing. So right. I went downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So you disappear for a while. I was just chilling, sipping my cider. I was so comfy in that chair. I had all on all my layers. I was nice and toasty. And then I texted and, you. And then you texted me. You're like, come downstairs, get a tower reading. Oh no. You were at the front of the boat. I with said, get down here now. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was like, hold on. This, this old lady's telling a spicy story. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I need to hear this spicy story. Dude. She was like, she was a spitfire. She was telling some like kinky ass shit. And there's like, there's families and kids on this boat and i'm like these stories are getting me a little hot and bothered like she needs to slow your roll here slow down carol carol 
I wanted you to come downstairs because at the front of the boat, there was nobody, but there were these two like pirate zombie statues. I was like, we have to do the Titanic thing up here. Yeah. Yeah. So you did come down eventually with Avi. We took some pictures and then we kind of sat uh, next to, there were two tarot tables, readers. And we were like, there's no line. There's no like sign your name to join the wait list. Yeah, and the person next to me was like, yeah. She was like, I'm just sitting here until something opens up and I just jump in. We were like, all right. All right. So then you were going to ask the gentleman because there was a guy and a girl. The guy opened up and you wanted to ask him if he would do a, du- a dual reading for us. Yeah. What did he yeah. say? He He sounded a little annoyed at me, honestly. He was like, well, first of all, this guy had on antlers. And I was like, if I'm going to get my tarot read on a boat in Salem, it's got to be from the dude with the antlers. Right. So I don't know. I, I just felt drawn to him as a reader. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, I'll go to him, see if he'll do. Because I wanted us to have like a business partnership reading, mm-hmm. especially, you know, for the podcast and stuff. And he was like, oh, I, I, I can't do that. I, I have to protect my energy and I have two more cruises after this. And I just like, I really have to protect my energy. And he was just like going on about his energy. And I'm like, D- I completely understand. Like, it's, it's fine. I completely get it. You don't have to, you know, he's being a little annoyed. He sounded annoyed about it. So I was like, it's fine, whatever. So I, I just did it on my own. I was like, all right, well then can I just do one on my own then? He's like, yeah, sure. So he's like, what question do you have today? So I, I basically asked him the same thing that, I would have asked him or we would have asked him if we did the reading together. I would like a reading about, you know, success, career, uh, business partnership. Mm-hmm. I would like a reading about that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay. So he starts like, you know, shuffling the cards. He throws some cards down on the, I don't even remember what cards he pulled, honestly. I don't either because he talked so fast and so low. Yeah. And I don't know if it was a lazy eye or I don't know if it was his glasses. Yeah. Did you see me multiple times like, he wasn't looking at me. He was looking where my like sunglasses were hanging. Interesting. He kept like looking down at this. So I went like this a few times. Like, what is, yeah. is there something on me? Like, I can't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was very strange. Cause like he like spit fired this reading so fast. But the one thing that I remember him telling me was like, first he was like, I think he asked me when my birthday was. And I told him when my birthday was, I don't know what that had to do with anything because he didn't even talk to me about like my zodiac sign or right like maybe he is anything like that knowledgeable about zodiac signs so he can kind of twist maybe. and tailor it to yeah. match up with what your sagittarius personality is but i think it's bullshit because of what you told me after the fact so let me just tell you what he told me first so he was like yeah yeah i could see you you need to get out of your own way you're i'm, I'm sensing some father issues Mm-hmm. And I'm like, not really. He was like, well, I'm sensing some father issues. Maybe some some of the reason why you have some like relationship kind of issues with your father is why you're not, you know, you're not succeeding in like what you want to do with your life. And then he brought it back around to like, oh, and this card. I don't remember even remember what card he pulled, but he was like, see this card right here. These are the mother issues. Like you have some issues with your mother too. And your stubbornness, that's from your mother. And I was well, like- Which is it? Yeah, I'm like, do I have- daddy issues or mommy issues make up your goddamn mind he's like he's like no parental issues in general and i'm like okay um wasn't hitting the mark for me yeah i'm like all right thanks for the reading i tipped him a dollar and i was like all right thanks thanks for the reading and then you were up after me right yeah. and, and then I, what did he tell you i asked basically the same thing he's like what do you he asked my birthday what do i want to know about and i said passion project career you know business and he was like basically like oh 
like that's kind of a lot to work with. I only asked for like one thing. I asked him the same thing. Yeah. So he, again, was like laying cards down really fast and then kind of like folded his hands, like I'm all done. And then I was like, can I ask something else? (laughs) Like, and then I was asking like about boundaries and like, I can't even remember, but long story short, I too have daddy issues apparently. And I was like, well, that, that is accurate. Like that's why I'm in therapy, but he didn't know that. Right. And so he spewed out some more cards and was like, basically telling me to heal my inner, inner little girl. And like everybody had daddy issues on that boat. Well, and also after you were finished with your reading, my goddaughter, Samantha was right behind you. And I did not stay down there for her reading. I went back upstairs. And when you guys came back upstairs and you know, my goddaughter came back up with my cousin Gina, who's Samantha's mother. I was like, what did, what did he tell you, Samantha? He was like, well, he basically told me that I need to like be my own person and do what I want and not listen to my mother so much. And that all, all the stuff that I'm running into is because of my mother. And like, so basically he told Samantha that she had mommy issues. (laughs) I'm like, what is going on? Why does everybody have parental issues? Is that like your go-to thing? Like, Like a canned response to tell everybody like yeah i'm like all in all my reading was only like five minutes long if that it was barely that my reading was so quick and like i was hearing that the lady on the other side that was doing readings apparently the girl that was in her seat she was in her seat before the girl before i even went yeah she was getting a nice long reading a nice in-depth reading and this guy's just giving canned fucking responses and just telling everybody they had to have mommy daddy issues and i'm just like what the fuck it was kind of a bummer it was, it was definitely a bummer, but I mean, what do you want for, you know, a free reading? <laughs> for a free boat reading. Free boat Aaron reading. Exactly. But we finished out with some more drinks. Oh, and upstairs. Oh, yeah. What did you get after the cider? You got another, like, a tonic. You got a gin and tonic. I right? got a gin and tonic, but yeah. I didn't know this was kind of toward the end of the boat tour. And you yes. can't take those drinks off that boat. You gotta chug that shit so i had to chug that shit really hard yeah. oh real quick before we talk about the rest of the, this boat ride i do want to mention when we were down in the cabin waiting for our tarot readings the lady that was doing the storytelling up on on deck she was in another costume she had changed costume three times over the course of this whole boat ride and the second time was when you disappeared you went downstairs i was still upstairs sipping on my apple cider she came out in like a second costume and she came over to me and she's very interactive she's like touching the legs of of all the patrons and like all the people she's telling the stories to she had like a, a toy pirate sword and she like touched my leg with the sword and i look at her i was like "Ooh, costume change she was like you know it you gotta be you gotta do the real deal and she, <laughs> I was laughing at her costume change. So when I saw her third costume change, when we were waiting for the tower readings down in the cabin, I was like, oh my God, another costume change. She was like, this is the last one. I can't do any more costume changes. She's like, my, my, uh, my costume changing uh, closet is over there behind a curtain. And some people look over there in the window and I'm like, don't look, this is my, this is my uh, changing room. And she's like going on about her costumes and her changing room. She was so cute. She was very, very cute adorable and her storytelling was just like amazing yeah she was she was sweet yeah she's so a school she, teacher yeah that's right she was a school teacher her last costume was hysterical because she had on this like bloodied white robe right yeah, and like this crazy cruella Deville wig it was like going in all different directions and i was like i like that last costume and so she told the last story which was about the first settler of salem which there's a, a statue of him his name is roger conant 
And there's a statue of him in Washington Square, right outside of the Witch Museum, right before you go into Salem Commons. I never noticed this before. I don't know if she made this story up. And even after we went back to go look to see if it was there, I didn't notice this. Did you? No. And I I think it's just the placement of his statued hand, hand under oh, his robes, right? Got it. Yeah. So she kind of like twisted this whole story about Sir Roger Conant's, I guess, his boner. Or something? His some um, shrinkage, shrinkage, yeah. yeah. And she's yeah. trying to reword to reword all of the inappropriate wording to kind of get around telling this in front of all of these family, uh, families of kids, and like there's kids running around while she's telling these stories. And the whole time we're sitting on that like little bench thing, right? And Avi's right next to me, and she keeps like going. She keeps telling the story to Avi, right? She's, she's basically like, like eye contact with Avi, just talking yeah. to him. He's the they only one having, in the world right now. They were having a good conversation before she even started that story. That's so funny. So it was like funny. So Avi, I'm pretty sure they were married by the end of that. Oh, Avi played along. He did, you know, because she had him like stand up and pose and do certain yeah. things. Yes, he was demonstrating some of her storyline for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, she was referring to him as Roger. Yes. And that's why we kept calling him Raj. We kept calling him Raj. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so that was a lot of fun. That was so that was the last story of the boat. You had to chug your gin and tonic and then we left the boat. And then we hit we up the uh wax figure witch museum. Yeah, we went back to the wax witch museum on Derby. We were all uh, a little tipsy, which we were... made it kind of funny because that's <laughs> when the whole wax figure face picture close up started happening. That's so right. by the end it was like who can take the craziest photo of you know one of the wax faces that just they just look like they've melted or something but we are all in tears after these pictures it's so fucking funny i don't know who who molds those wax figures but i don't know man those they need help they need to touch up so christina's like taking pictures of the wax figures and then like every time she would go a little closer and a little closer and then by the last photo it would just be like this really close up of their face and it just like looked like this horror film face and i'm like oh my god it's so freaking scary <laughs> they were the best they were really cool they were, they were really, really cool we gotta make an album you did we make the album of all those i gotta throw mine in the google yeah just throw them in faces of salem coming to you next year <laughs> faces of salem <laughs> horrifying oh it was great yep. yeah and we were trying to kill, like one, trying to kill time, but two, trying to stay awake. Yes. This was the night of Rocky Horror. So we were just like, midnight okay, show. What else can we do here? Yeah. So we had a we midnight to... showing of Rocky Horror to go to, mm -hmm. but we hadn't even eaten dinner at this point. Mm -mm. So we did the Wax Figure Museum and then we walked all the way to Church Street to go back to, to go to the actual Die With Your Boots on store. Um, so I finally bought my book, One Night in Salem, because I was still like, ooh, that looks like a really good book. I kind of want to buy it. I bought a, uh, a, what do they call it? A beanie? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with a little poof on the top and mm -hmm. skeletons on it. And then I got my goddaughter a little birthday gift over there with, she got, hers had skulls on it. Um, and then Avi got a cute little like bowling shirt, like with pumpkins on it and stuff. Really cute. Love this store. This is the store where I got my Victorian red boots last year. Yes. So yep. if you're in on Church Street in Salem, check out Diary Boots on. I love them. And then after that, we headed to back to Washington Street for dinner. And we decided to get sushi and um, just some Japanese food. Oh, so good. Because oh, we had, had like a lot of burgers and a lot of fried food. And I was like, oh, my God. Somebody said sushi, Asian food. I was like, yes. Yes. yes, 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 yes. We were burgered out by that yes. point. <laughs> and they sat us right away. A table yeah. of nine? They yeah. got us in immediately. 
Yeah, there's never usually a huge line to get in that place, which is what I love about that place. Yeah. But after and, that, yeah. it was filling up. It was filling up. Yeah, well, they were doing goth night. Goth night, yeah. Yeah, they were they were switching over from a restaurant into, I guess, a club at that point. And there was a cover charge to get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you weren't there for dinner and, then, and you showed up a little later, yeah, you had to pay a cover charge to get in. And they, I guess they converted over into, like, more of a club scene. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you walk into the back of the restaurant, like, the front half of the restaurant, it's like a bar and counter service and tables and stuff where you could eat. But then if you go to the back, there's, like, an empty dance floor with, like, a DJ booth set it's up. It's a Did wild you card back there. Yeah, it's so, it's so freaking random. Yeah. Um, so they were switching over to goth night after um we ate, but that's the night that Mark got married to our waitress. <laughs> our waitress was on fire. It was amazing with her comments that night. Yeah, she was amazing. She, she had a comeback for everything. Uh-huh. But she, uh, Mark was like, like his back was to most of the the restaurant, so he was right in her line of activity yeah so anytime she came to the table she's you know she was saying that he what what do you need husband you know what do you want he kept calling him husband and meanwhile my cousin gina is like sitting right next to him and i'm like gina gina she's trying to steal your man gina she gina's like she could have him i don't care (laughs) i'm calling gina sister sister yeah 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 but before like when we first sat down before she even came over to take our order she was doing sake bombs with the table next to us right yeah yeah (laughs) just ready to party i bet she didn't even work there i think she didn't even work there (laughs) she was just there to party yeah Yeah. the food was really good it was so funny so they got they got married and then divorced yeah. yeah that's right she was like she he signed the check i was like pretty sure you just uh signed uh the marriage license there mark she she wants to be your wife wasn't she trying to like get him to like tip her more money or something like that i'm sure it was funny and then as i was walking back to the bathroom my mom was like tell him it's your cousin's birthdays because gina and me and samantha share a birthday the prior week they both had a birthday so so we brought out i had her bring out like the i guess the fried dough ice cream or whatever that's it was. what it was okay that's awesome we should have did yeah. that everywhere yeah <laughs> free ice cream everywhere yeah missed opportunity missed opportunity yeah but the food there was so good yeah and it was and just sushi very- is always like enough but not make you sleepy you right know? um so after mark got married and we had dinner he got married and divorced in about an hour. Yeah. 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 That's so freaking funny. Then we walked Salem Common, uh, which is really cool because they got all the orange lights and the food trucks. And it's just like a it's like a free-for-all. It's kind of like a carnival kind of setting. A lot of vendors. During the day, they usually have all the vendors there. But it was kind of late at this point. So I think a lot of the vendors were packing up for the day. But my cousins wanted to see the Hocus Pocus, the Max Denison School. So I kind of walked them back to see the school real quick. They took some pictures. And then we headed over across the street to Goodnight Fatty, where we got some awesome freaking doughy cookies. Nice little nightcap. I just needed coffee because I was fading fast because you know my bedtime's like 8 30 9 o'clock and this was probably about 10 10 30 yeah we had time to kill and i was like just like an hour two hours coffee please so got coffee we rolled up to goodnight fatty i think around 10 o'clock and we had like a good two hours to kill before rocky horror even started so i think we killed one hour we sat out there ate our cookies drank our coffee Avi and my cousin Mia had a good little competitive game game of they had the oversized Jenga. The giant Jenga. Giant yeah. Jenga. I so filmed that whole thing. Yeah, me it too. It was a nail biter. Yes. Avi, I think, used his height 
to his advantage. Definitely. Because she couldn't reach by the end of that game. Like, she no. was, like, stepping on her tippy toes. No. And um, then you guys crashed a wedding? <laughs> well, I was peeking over the wall. Because over the, you know, Goodnight Fatty has a little barrier wall. On the other yeah. side is the road. Then the commons. But across on the corner is the Hawthorne Hotel. And yeah. you could see that there was in the back like the big windows there was a wedding popping off over there i was like i want to kind of go check this out i want to see if i can go in there so i went in um but the lobby was like kind of full and there was like a bouncer at the door not a bouncer it was like a concierge girl at the door so i walked back outside walked along hawthorne to see if there was like a back door because it was on the back corner and i was like shit there wasn't anything i turned around and obby's walking toward me he was like couldn't you get in? I was like, no. He's like, let's, let's try again. So we tried to go back and he was like, if anything, we can get a drink at the bar and say we had a drink at the Hawthorne hotel. So we go into the bar and she was like, sorry guys, we just did last call. And we're like, God damn it. So then we back out. Yeah. 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 That can you imagine how much a wedding at that hotel would cost? It's an, it's expensive just to stay there. I was just peeking in the windows because I was like, what are they doing in there? Yeah. Me and Avi actually did do the Hawthorne Hotel. Um, They often do like these haunted theater shows and kind of like murder mystery dinner theaters. That's cool. So we did like a Clue one and then we did a Ghostbusters one. I actually won tickets to a free show. So when we, when we ma- went back another year, we used our free tickets to go to the Clue show. Nice. The first one we went to was Ghostbusters. Nice. But th- that was in like the basement. And I, I don't know if it's like a library or something down there. But oh, yeah, we wanted to go down there. Super creepy down there. I wish I'd gone down there. Yeah. Because it wasn't roped off or anything. Yeah, I think anybody can just go down there just to check it out. I don't know if they... They had, you know, tables and, like, set up, like, a banquet hall when we went down there for the dinner theater. But other than that, I don't know if they use that space for anything else. Um, I'm so nosy. I'm like, I'm just going to go yeah. peek. I'm like a cat. Yeah. I'm like, mm, I'm kind of curious. Yeah. <laughs> Until you say you don't belong here or we're calling the cops, I'm going to go check it out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So while you guys were doing that, we were finishing up our coffee and cookies and then you guys came back uh watson over back and then we went to we had another hour to kill because goodnight fatty closes at 11 so when they were closing up shop we're like trying to figure out what to do because we still had another whole hour to kill before oh rocky horror yeah and so, Avi wanted to move the car have the right. car a little closer to the theater at the end of the night yeah so he went to back to the regatta because i think gina walked back there to go pee again and the girls went with her so they went over to get the car and to go to the bathroom and stuff. And then me, you, Mark, and I think my parents, right? My yeah. parents were with us. We walked to the Gula Gula Cafe, which is open until like 2 a.m. Because they have a liquor license. They, they sell beer and stuff. So they're open like bar hours. Um, They also sell coffee and stuff too. It's like a cafe, but it's also set up like a, a brewery kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, We pounded like one more drink. We hung out there until we had to walk. We had like, what, te- a 10 minute walk to get back to the rocky mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the uh cinema salem so uh, they didn't even check my tickets there no they did not they just they did ask your name didn't they no oh what the fuck that was the alice uh weird finding. okay yeah. all right well yeah. goddamn you just waltzed right in and they were like everybody for rocky horror just come down this way wow and I was like, okay and like i saw the merch table i was like do we have to sign in or anything he's like nope just go right in and i'm like well i what? didn't think it's <laughs> yeah i was so excited oh my gosh i yeah. was so excited yeah and uh they gave us like a little paper bag with all the the stuff in it you're supposed to throw and do and interact with yeah and you go and get all cozy and we had a whole row to our like we took up a whole row right in the middle yes yeah. perfect seating well almost 
of course I picked the row where at the very end is meatloaf sitting there dressed up as Eddie. There was a young woman who I didn't know. I thought she came in costume. I thought she was like a fan, but dressed yeah. up as Eddie from Rocky Horror. I didn't know and she was, was part like, of the show. I was like, do you mind if we all sit together? She was like, no, it's fine. I'll just scoot back one, one aisle, one row. So she did come to find she was part of the show. I was she like, was part of the show. Damn it. I wish I had taken a picture with her and I was looking for her afterward. Yeah. But didn't get a chance. Didn't get, yeah. didn't get a chance. The beginning of that show was very interesting. Well, first of all, I had never been to a shadow casted show, which is I like the actors in front of the movie screen and having the movie screen play in the background. Every time I've seen Rocky Horror, which is about like two or three times at this point, it's all just been straight up theater performance, yeah. live theater performance. Wow. I've never been to a screen shadow casted show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I think this is probably more fun because it's so campy and so cheesy. It was, they did such a good job of like using simple things to represent like the headlights or the coloring and like, it was just done really cool. But but before that even started, I can't remember in what order this went down in. There was a comedian. There was something else besides the surprise. The striptease? Oh, okay. So that was one of the first things. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. I don't know how to begin. Okay. So- mind you my cousin my little cousins well they're not little they're like what 18 and 20 at this point they're young adults but they are still at that age where it's like embarrassing to see that kind of stuff in front of your parents Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. embarrassing for the parents to see that embarrassing exactly exactly there was a burlesque style striptease striptease exactly so this this chick is just like stripping off the stuff and I look to my right freak because, like me. Yeah, I look at I look at my dad and he looks at the girl and he looks at me and the look on his face is priceless. Oh so funny. And you did the whole zoom thing right on his face. Yeah. We didn't know what to expect. I guess we're just gonna live this live through this together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I don't think Mark ever saw a, a shadow cast show before, and I probably the girls haven't either. Mia, the 18-year-old one, the younger one, she's very into theater. Mm-hmm. She loves theater. We, Me and Avi actually just took her to see Tick, Tick, Boom in hmm. at the Bucks County Playhouse in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Um, she wants. She also wants to see Beetlejuice. Nice. I th- no, I think she already saw Beetlejuice, but she wants to see some other plays with us. So she's super into theater, super into the whole thing. She, I think she had the most fun out of everybody the entire trip, honestly. But you could tell, like, I know my dad was like, what the fuck is going on? And right. Mark was probably like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I didn't know how Mark was going to interpret the whole thing. But yeah. after, Avi actually told me that Mark said to um, Avi... He looked over at one point and Mark was like dancing. He was like doing the time warp and stuff. And Mark said to Avi, he's like, I don't know what happened there, but I feel like I just got baptized into your guy's religion. (laughs) Baptized. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Their reactions were priceless. I kept recording. And like at one point, like Mark looks over because he was at the far end and I was at one far end. I'm still recording their reaction to the striptease. And Mark looks around the corner at everybody and just is cracking up and he's clapping and having a great time at this. That's hysterical. But then like the movies, like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a movie, like two hour long or something like mm-hmm. that. Maybe mm-hmm. This is past mid. This started at midnight, right? There's probably and like I'll- a half hour of pre-show. Pre-show. Show. Yeah. Right. So this shit didn't even start till like 1230, maybe one o'clock. Right. So by the time the show started, 
it was pretty late and by the time the show ended it was like what two three in the morning yeah it was, it was late. late it was late. Yeah. but at one point i look over and everybody obviously sleeping your dad's everybody, sleeping everybody. your mom's leaning on your dad's sleeping yeah and meanwhile there's toilet paper flying through the air there's bubbles this, this guy spraying everybody down with water like the rain and like me and oh, you are just having a blast singing all the songs yes. and everybody in the rows just fucking pass the fuck out <laughs> yeah it was so cool because they were like they would the cast would like run through the aisles and they were like climbing over the audience at one point at the very end yeah. and the uh the woman who did the striptease at the beginning played frankenverter through the show yeah. and at the very the last not the last song they did but um what's the line the cards line cards for sorrow cards uh -huh. for pain yeah. yeah she was sitting right she walked up to my aisle she's sitting on my bag of stuff like my little trinkets that I'm supposed to be throwing. Oh, yeah, she's like, throw and your she's cards, shaking, throw your cards. She's like shaking the back, shake, throw your cards. I was not taking the time to look through a dark bag in a dark theater, so I threw everything at her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I threw the bag in the aisle. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It was so funny, but I was like, yeah. I was just, I was like in awe of her. I was like, yeah. just looking up at her. I was like, wow, your ass is right here. Her ass was out. Everybody's ass was out. And yeah, you and I were singing oh, yeah. the whole time. It was great. It was, it was so much fun. And then yeah. at the end, there's by the end, there's like the, the they have to clean the shit up probably before they even like lock up the theater, probably. Right. There's toilet paper everywhere. There's yep. like cards everywhere. Yep. Newspaper. All the props from these bags are just everywhere. Yeah. I feel so sorry for anybody who has to clean that up. Yeah. My dad's like chucking uh the toilet paper rolls at me from yeah. the other side of the theater. He like hit me. On in the, the walk head. out, not even during the show. We were just pelting the toilet paper at each other on the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing I could have done without was the he not heckler guy, but there was somebody anytime that there was a silence, he would like fill in two couple people would fill in, I guess, different lines, monologues. And I was just like, I could do nothing done without that. But I think that's typical of the shadow casting. Yeah. There's like heckles designed or like specific heckles that you're supposed to say during those points right. in the film. So yeah. I don't know if he was just, if he was filling space on his own or if those like what usually is supposed to go there. It's, I don't know. Yeah, probably what's supposed to go there. I was just like, yeah. eh, eh. Just I liked everything else. <laughs> yeah. I wish yeah. I knew more of those heckles. I would have shouted more of them out. The only ones that I was jumping on was like every time they said the name Janet, everybody would be like, slut! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or every time uh, Brad would talk, it's like, asshole! Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, those man. were the ones that I kept shouting. Like I said, the last couple times me and Avi went, we were looking for stuff to do past midnight that wasn't just sitting in a bar, closing a bar out. So it was cool to find something, a midnight showing of something to do other than just sitting in a bar, mm -hmm. you know, seeing a yes. show. Yes. is awesome. Ah, uh, so but I'm was... so tired. We were so tired. Yeah. So home by 3, 3.30, again up at 8 the next day. Oh, my God. I don't – I was dead by the time we got home on – yeah. Sunday evening. Yeah. I don't know how you did a whole other leg of this trip because we're not even done yet. We still have Sunday to talk about. Nope. nope, nope, nope. The only other thing about Rocky Horror that night was I had to pee so much. Yeah. I could have excused myself, myself, myself three times. I went twice. It must have been all that coffee and beer we pounded right before yeah. the <laughs> all the liquor, all the liquor and Ooh. coffee just to keep make us stay awake. I was pounding the water too. I was like, if I'm gonna be up this late and drinking, I might I need to hydrate. Yeah, the next day, so that night we said bye to your parents. We said bye to Mark That's and right. Gina and the girls. Yeah, uh, that was Because they they're going back home. 
it's sad. It's always saying it's always sad to say bye at the end of a trip when you like, you gotta go your separate ways. We uh, met up. Um, no, we we got a hotel, checked out, mm-hmm. made sure everybody had a bowel movement, and then <laughs> you guys uh, drove me to Peabody to pick up my car. Firstly. This budget Avis car rental place is not marked anywhere on this. And when I was researching this, I was like, oh, okay. It's attached to some kind of holiday inn. At least uh, I can hang out there. If we go early, you can drop me off. I can be safe at a hotel. I'm not sitting on the street and you guys can go into town. We stop in front of the hotel. I go in. I'm like, can you tell me where the rental car place is? She's like, it's basically around the back of the building. So we go, Avi drops me off. He was like, do you want me to hang out? I was like, I don't know how long this is going to take. Yeah. So just, I'll meet you there, right? Yeah. So I wait. There's like three other people in line. This dude at the counter keeps trying to give all of us the minivan. Nobody wants a goddamn <laughs> minivan because there's only a single person driving. Right. So I um got uh some kind of Highlander. I was like, is the same price? Because I wanted like the little Corolla. It's just me. He's like, same price. I was like, I'll take it. So then I drove over there, got a parking space. Easy peasy at Pickering Wharf. And you guys were right there. Yeah, we well, we coffee. went to yeah, we had gone to Starbucks before uh, we met up with you, and yeah, we we decided to go to Pickering Wharf. We were gonna park at the Starbucks again, but there was like only half hour parking mm-hmm. left on the mm-hmm. other side, mm-hmm. so we're like, we should probably move. We're gonna get another ticket. Yeah. So we could have gotten a ticket at Pickering Wharf too. Luckily, like, cause that was only two three hour parking over there. We were there for a while. We were there. We were there all day. Yeah, yeah, at least six <laughs> hours. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so you met up with us. You parked like two spots away. We got out the car. We headed to Coven, the sh- uh, boutique shop right behind us. And I got a little handbag. I got a really room cute. spray that smells like Dude, the forest. And I'm I wanted to go back to there and get that, and I forgot. It's and they so don't sell good. it on their website. I no. looked. Oh no. Yeah. It reminded me, like I was telling you, it reminded me of the witch's hut in uh, Sleep No More. That it's show very we go to. Balsam, like yes christmas cedar it smells so fresh woods witch yeah for sure yeah yeah so we bought some stuff at coven and then we walked down uh the strip past the hawthorne hotel and went into some of those smaller little shops so right along this the hawthorne hotel there's some like tinier little shops and boutiques there i don't think i got anything we popped in and out of those shops and then we headed to salem commons which was Cool, because we actually ran into Matthew Murray from the Black Veil Tattoo Shop. He was running his tent there, right? I was like, would you look at that? Yeah. Let me get my Gemini on real quick. Christina got out a, did you get out a business card or something? Absolutely. Absolutely. I was like, and it was surprising that it's like, they're, I think in my mind, they're like bigger, small town celebrities than maybe they are. But like to see him running his own booth was really cool. And they're twins, Matthew and Ryan. And I was like, all right, it's a 50-50 shot. And I was like, Matthew? And he was like, yeah. I was like, yes. Yeah. I was like, hey, I wanted to thank you. I'm Christina. This is Justina. We're Magnolia Street Podcast. And we took some promotional photos at your shop last He's like, month. oh, yeah, that's right. I saw those, right? Right. And he he was like, they turned out great. Like, awesome. I was like, we just wanted to say hi. I gave him our card. Like, just yeah. gushed about his beautiful shop. Yeah. Um, and then Avi bought a t-shirt. Yeah. And yeah, just chatted with him for a hot minute and then kind of scooted, scooted on her way, kept shopping. It was souvenir day. Yeah. And at some point you were like, we should have got a picture with him. And I was yeah, like, I just wanted a picture with him. I was like, let's go. Let's go do yeah. that. You were like, it's your turn to be a Gemini. So uh, yeah. And I you did. 
And he yeah. was all about it. He was so nice. You know, you know what my thing is? Like, I don't like establishing that first line of contact, but once it's already open, I don't mind being like, hey, by the way. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. I could do the follow-up. I'm not oh, so good. good at the initial, you know. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had no problem asking him for a picture and he was really awesome about it. He took a picture with us. And Avi. And Avi. Avi too. Right. Super sweet. Yeah. You know what? One thing I forgot to even mention on here. We had gone back to Housewitch at yes. some point because me and Avi did our aura reading. But we never talked about our aura reading. We, we didn't? No, but this is a good time to talk about ours because we okay. can remember what day we did it. So at Housewitch, H-A-U-S, which they have a camera that senses your aura and you can do individual pictures or you can do like a couple. So yes. Justine and I each sat in there and she put her left hand on one of the sensors and I sat on her other side. So I put my right hand on the other sensor and she and I held hands and you could put, like do a pose, do a face, whatever. But I was like, let's just close our eyes and, you know, sit with this moment and they, with this moment. Yeah, sit with the moment and they clicked, they clicked the picture. And then I think it needs time to develop. So she was talking about like that. It goes back to the seventies and like the technology and how different, how the range of different aura pictures that come up yeah. even e between couples, you know, over a year, you know, or day to day. She and was showing us some of the ones that she did with her partner and also some of the other ones, I guess, just that, that they do in the store in general. Like there was like, a, they had a whole bunch of them like out on the counter yeah. and all of them were just like different, like rainbow colors. Some of them just blue, some of them just the warmer mm -hmm. colors. And it's just really, really cool to see how different every single person's aura is. Even the same person from like different points in time, sure. like can come out differently. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the couples ones, like sometimes there was like reds with big splotches of green or like yeah. the blues and they were all so different. So she was sitting there explaining and part of me was like kind of nervous. I was like, I feel like I'm not going to have any, anything. I'm like, cause your personality is really strong. I was like, I feel like Justina is going to take over my personality a little <laughs> bit, but that was not the case at all. No, ours was like, well, first of all, there were no warm colors in our photo at all it was all very cool very blue and purple indigo kind of tones and she meant she said that we sit mostly in our crown chakra we work from mostly from our crown chakra mm -hmm. which is really cool but it was like a perfect arched a rainbow halo. of light into yeah. purple into blue into dark blue and yes. the whole thing was so cohesive so uniform and yeah. like identical it was weird yeah. yeah so i guess we're connected through the cosmos in we're, some yeah. kind of like psychic kind of creative way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's just like we are on connected on that level yeah which is really it was cool. really cool really and i cool. guess that's important to have a creative relationship to be connected in that way yeah. you know and but we, we talked about before i think on like the year recap or last episode or something just being able to sense how we are feeling if we're having a bad day or even if like knowing when we should apologize <laughs> you know where we've worked with each other long enough that I think we're very in sync yeah for sure and she said when me and Avi did ours she mm -hmm. said ours was very different from mine and yours so when she flipped it I was expecting for to see more warm colors yeah but like it was it, they were kind of like the same or same colors that me and you had only there was more of an aura on Avi's like a white 
aura kind of on Avi's side, and then there were like four auras or like four little uh, orbs above our heads. So I'm guessing she said the one down the side could be somebody that's passed on recently that's like kind of guiding him. And like, I'm like, that's really weird because his father recently passed away. Listening to it from behind you guys, and I was like tearing up. I was like, I'm not crying. Yeah. And then the <laughs> four above, yeah. I'm like, that's got to be my grandparents because there's four up there. And yeah. like, I have my grandfather on my mom's side, my grandfather on my dad's side, my grandma Joan mm-hmm. on my mom's side, and then my great grandma, uh, Dorothy, my mom's grandmother. I knew her since till until she passed away when I was like 22. So she was, you know, around for a really long time as well even though she was like a great grandparent i guess like people back then had kids so young yeah you kind of like are able to live at the same time as your great grand great grandkids that's great right, right, right so yeah. like i i knew my great grandmother so she was a presence in my life for a long time too so like all four of them to have over us and then obvious father on the side was mm-hmm. just really kind of creepy like kind of not it was beautiful but like in a weird way like oh my god they're all right there they're surrounding us yeah to have like some kind of pr- quote-unquote proof that yes they're there yeah yes yeah oh so man melissa, melissa shout out to melissa who did does the whole aura photography she was awesome her readings were awesome um definitely give some kind of like chill kind of feeling to have that validation yeah come in the proof of a photo yeah very very cool and her camera she i think it's called a chromatica okay she said it was designed by an electric engineer. I, I don't remember if it was like in the 50s or 60s, but really cool apparatus, really cool piece of equipment and definitely had Avi's attention because my husband is an electrical engineer right, right, and a photographer. So it was right up his alley and he was just, I think he was just kind of blown away by the whole technology of it. It was really cool. If we go yeah. back next year, do it again. See how yes. see how we line, align. Exactly. And then the whole rest yeah. of the time, it was like, it's because of our energies. It's because yeah. of our auras. And that's why all the magic stuff happens when we go to yep. Salem together. Because yep. there you go. It's proof. The energies. Proof. proof is in the picture. Um. Yeah. Then we scooted on to Hyven Forge, which probably one of, one of my favorite. There was another place we went into. When we went with your parents to Pickering Wharf, I can't remember the name of it. And it comes up as like Cauldron Black, but that wasn't the name of the it place, when we went. We were there for a, we were there for a while when you were buying your mom's socks and like all the other stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, because there was a new person behind the counter. But yeah. Cauldron Black is not what it was called. It wasn't? It was. I thought she was saying something else when we were, she was like, welcome in to blip, 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 Oh. Kurt yeah, I don't, remember the, I don't remember the name of that store, but it was also kind of like a, um, not a temple, but did you read the sign outside of that store? It said something like, um, this store is also a working temple. We would really appreciate that. appreciate a donation or something like that. Hmm. And then they had like a glass case with like some kind of like goddess statue or something hmm. in there with like glasses of wine and like money and like offerings. I didn't see that. You didn't see all that? No, no, no. I think that's the story you're talking about though, right? Probably, Yeah. And there was like somebody at the door greeting us, like when yes. we walked in. Yeah. That store and Hive and Forge were my favorite. So, awesome. so cool. So cool. Yeah. What did you buy in that one? In Hive and Forge? No, the other one, the Cauldron Black or whatever. I bought my mom some socks. No, yeah, yeah socks. Um, I got Caitlin like a pin. And they. this was the only place I saw that they had like devotional saint, mm. like little things. So I bought her wow. a little saint for nurses. Okay. Yeah. And something else. There's something else in there, but uh, stickers, a patch. But you didn't just buy your mom any old pair of socks. Like they were 
belladonna socks belladonna socks she loves them she was like they're so pretty that is so cool i got this pen or this patch i got a little satan patch cute yeah i also i love the mandrake they had little mandrake root patches there i was gonna get one i never got it i never got it yeah um i ordered do you know what a boiler suit is no it's like um it's like a one piece like workman's outfit kind of thing i want to put all my patches on there walk That's around awesome. and do a little devil patch but I love uh, that. oh and i think i got i'm not sure where this one came from but i got the entering salem patch love it so um, that's what i got there but it was taking a while yeah um, yeah oh yeah because didn't you say like she was like ringing up everything like she was punching all, all the like serial numbers in for every item scan, just scan it maybe that's not how it works but i can't remember oh you uh, what, going back to hive and forge found a daguerreotype picture yeah and uh so i did take a picture of that i can share that it was uh, like this small right yeah they were like, they were small but remember like 65 dollars yeah that's a lot so expensive. um um i bought molly's crystal mermaid bag and uh-huh. i bought eric a t-shirt okay. i didn't buy anything for myself there but that's where i got your black soap last year oh i love it yeah i love it yeah did you see the whole soap wall of all yeah the soaps? i need so to make amazing. more money <laughs> i know me too um and, oh this is when we went back to the wine store we also went back to the tea place yes yes we picked up our tea our candle and, and yep. our wax melts and our teas yep avi got that bohemian candle that he mm-hmm. wanted we also went to pamplemousse i got two bottles of wine that's right got two bottles of wine the kitty cat it's like a riesling wine and a kitty cat bottle really cute um, so i got a couple bottles of those as souvenirs for um sabrina the one who watched my cats and mm-hmm. then my boss Oh, yeah, that's where I picked up the hot sauce. I wanted to get one of those cat things, but I was like, I don't know anybody who drinks Riesling. But it's yeah. so cool just for the bottle. Yeah, the bottles are awesome. Yeah, We actually have two more bottles of that because every year we go, we get one. And oh so we gosh. just have bottles of those. All the different same. colors. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, we went to Hive and Forge. And I love Hive and Forge because they have all, like, that cool taxidermy stuff. Yes. And, like, they have old, like, hornet nests and, yeah. like, stuffed animals and weird things in the way back corner did you see the old desk back there it was just like a corner with a desk and a no. mirror no a i took a that. picture of it yeah very cool stuff yeah um so like the hive and forge is kind of like the whole like direction i want to go with the decor in our living room yeah that's awesome like, that's why i'm like I, that's why i collect hornet's nests and like dead moths i want to frame mm-hmm. them and like put them up and like just mm-hmm. be all creepy about it <laughs> so that's my yeah. goal that 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 store is goals for me. Um. So then after that, after we finished up our the rest of our souvenir shopping, we hit up the Witch Dungeon Museum over on I think that's on Lynn Street. That's right across the street from the Gallows Hill Museum and Theater that we went to the previous night. Um. This one is a little more of a sullen kind of museum. Yeah, tour, I was not right anticipating ending yeah. on this note but right it was it really kind of pulls it back like it's probably good that we ended with that because if yeah. to do that at the beginning might put a little bit of damper on like your yeah. festivities i think yeah. a little bit yeah so this one it's an actual like a mini stage performance so you go in and it's kind of like a cathedral it looks like an old like tudor style I guess, I don't know, church or theater or something. Mm-hmm. There's wax figures on the stage, but then there's actual actors that come out and do like a little, like Bridget a short reenactment of like, you know, was it Bridget, Bridget Bishop? No, it was Proctor. I think it was Goody Proctor. Ooh, she was and pregnant. I forget. Yeah. And then I forget who the girl was who was accusing her. Yeah. I don't it was know. between those two. 
So then after that whole scene ends, then they usher everybody into the basement, into the quote dungeon where that whole dungeon was like two scale. Like all of those cells were two scale of- I don't like that. Being, there were so many people that, okay, so the jail is no longer there, but before it was destroyed, dismantled, whatever, somebody had taken exact measurements. So they recreated the space in this basement and they took- all the people, including us, that were on the tour and put us in this very narrow. I did not like that. I did not like that. There was too many people in that enclosed space. But she told us that there were probably two times more uh, individuals who were imprisoned. And it was just so um, overpopulated that people were standing or laying or dying exactly, you know, in the space that we were. There were way more people. Except... Back in those times, there was flooding and mm-hmm. fecal matter mm-hmm. and rats, mm-hmm. infestation, and like everything that's these people just like trying to coexist in like these really disgusting conditions and inhumane living spaces. How you how do you not just lose your mind? I would just off myself. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. And there were horrible, horrible. The other, yeah, the small. She was saying like the hierarchy of cells and their size and depending on like how much money you could give to the right person yeah. you know maybe that got you a blanket maybe that got you a bedpan yeah. or uh what are they called like a bucket yeah to poop in. maybe that got you larger a larger cell or like a private mm-hmm. cell so that mm-hmm. you didn't have to like i guess be in the same room as all the other people and then also she showed us the single person cells which the shackles were like up on the wall and the person would be held up by their shackles they're not able to sit down at any point so they're just yeah. in there, like a shower stall size it's cell. Like a two foot by two foot. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Sp- space. Just you could not probably even sit down in it. If you were unshackled, you would, there's only standing room. It's, it's unreal. So it was very sad. Um, they, they did manage to save the actual mantelpiece, the, the beam yeah. from the mantle. So that was down there. It was, I did not, no, I didn't enjoy no, that part. it did end on kind of not a sad all. note. And like I've done, we've yeah. done that tour before me and Avi, like I think probably the first year that we ever went back in 2012. So I didn't remember like the weight of it. I just remember mm-hmm. there being a stage show mm-hmm. and then going in the basement and like, you know, seeing wax figures, but I don't remember like the information part of all of it. So I'm glad we went again just to brush up on like, you know, the history kind of stuff. The woman who is, yeah. she was very good. She she knew her line. She was very informed. And she was saying that this was not about witches. This was not about young girls pointing fingers of blame. This was about grown men, property lines, and greed and manipulating all about everybody the around them. And wanting to own land. Yep. And like some of these women who became widows because their husbands passed away they had you know now the land belongs to them but you know a woman with land had power and the men didn't like that yep bye-bye um and then we kind of shuffled our way out but in the very last cell it looks like a mannequin i walked by the first time she got me there's a woman like yeah against the wall and i thought it was a mannequin but she whipped her head around so fast. Like, but you oh you just walked past her. Avi up. was like, did you see that woman? You were like, no. And you went back to go and see I her. And I didn't. You scared the fuck out yeah. of me. Yeah. But yeah. she was like, oh my gosh, you're so yeah, yeah. perfect. It's so oh. creepy and dark down there. So, yeah. Oh. And then I think we had planned to go to the satanic temple. We wanted to. But 
didn't get there, which was, that was fine. And Proctor's Ledge. Did you end up going um, on which your way I out? Driven by a couple times. No, nah, I didn't go on my way. I drove okay. by it a couple times. I didn't stop in. I feel like you and I should yeah, do it together. Do it next time. Um, and I needed to get going because I still had a two hour right. drive and you guys had to get home, but we ended it with some hot dogs, which I could have eaten three more of those so hot dogs. They're so good. good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also got yeah. a side of the mac and cheese. That was really good yeah. on the road lunch that we had. Good. Um, yeah. Good. Yeah. We walked back to our cars and we said our goodbyes and you guys got in your car. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was the hot dog. I don't know if it was maybe something in the air or what, but as soon as I got in my car, I broke out in hives really bad. Like the oh whole my time, God. my face, my neck. I had an antihistamine oh on me. Thank God. God. But usually it takes an antihistamine and a shower oh, to get rid of these. Shit. But it was like, Ooh, I don't know oh what happened. God. So yikes. But then I drove my butt to Western Mass to see my family. Right. <laughs> yeah. Stuck in traffic, Mass Pike traffic through Auburn. It's just a shit show. But I was in not my car, not my piece of shit car. So it was fine. I was having fun looking at the yeah. GPS and telling Google to do things. And I was checking in. I was like, what you doing? And checked yeah. in on you. I think I had and... definitely dozed off at some point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think I just woke up from a nap. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, I was in a yeah, hot dog yeah. mac and cheese coma after that, so <laughs> I fell asleep for a little bit. Poor Avi. We're both we're all running on like three <sighs> hours of sleep. He's like got toothpicks in his eyes. We had to stop at a gas station so he could get an energy drink just to like pep him up a little bit. I looked over at him at one point and his eyes were like doing the whole doze thing. And I'm like, oh, you better wake the fuck oh, up no. right now. <laughs> You're driving us. You not like driving? You guys don't switch off? He he likes to drive, and I'm 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 fine okay. with that. I'd rather. Okay. I'm fine when I like know where I am, but if I don't know where I am, it gets a little anxiety inducing. Yeah. So I'm fine with him no. not wanting me to try. <laughs> if he ever like really honestly really needed me to, I would drive. But he's like, I'm fine. But he was probably not gonna ask you to. But he once he had yeah. that energy drink, he was like good to go. So and he could power through <laughs> the rest awesome. of the, the drive. Ended up That's getting awesome. at, like, I don't know, nine, ten o'clock at night dang yeah it's a long day day. and then i luckily i took off on monday he didn't even take off he went to work the next day i was like what are you nuts because i was like i was toast i couldn't even get off the couch (laughs) i was feeling it hard like more so than your like your typical hangover like my body felt beat to shit and i was like i needed that one day to just like not move we walked a lot a lot we did a lot I think I got into my uncle's around 6.30 because I was trying to get there for 5.30. That did not happen. Um, but as I was driving through their um, like town, it was like twilight out and the leaves were falling. Yeah. And I was just like in my happy place. Like I would be a New Englander if I could, Same. but I'm not that strong. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This was my first trip back to see them yeah. since my grandma's passing a couple oh. years ago. I haven't been back to see them in about five years. Yeah. So went to their place and my aunt was making um, some kind of like pot roast with German noodles. And I was like, mm. you do not know how amazing this tastes right now. Like we had such, so much good food, yeah. such filling food, such heavy food all week. I was like, I needed this home cooked meal. Like you would not believe. That sounds so cozy. It was delicious. I had some wine. Ooh. Um, and wait, talk to me more. Tell me more. <laughs> what other food did you eat there? I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> it, was, it was so good. Yeah, I'm hungry too. Yeah. Um, now I want to make a pot pie. Let me, let me, let me I want to make a pot pie. I want to make some stew. Ooh. I made bread today. Oh my Actually, god. Actually, I have to go do that. It's still rising. Okay. 
um, some- yeah, just wow. to sum up my little side quest though, we, I went to bed probably at nine, nine 30 next day. My mom and I planned to go to Stockbridge, which is where Norman Rockwell worked out of for most of his life. Mm-hmm. There's a Norman Rockwell museum. Right. One of his famous paintings is main street. And that's like the five or six houses. Yeah. So my mom and I drive out there. I was like, I want to drive. I paid to rent this car. I will drive us out there. Right. Drove us out there. Beautiful fall day. Walked along Main Street, had breakfast in uh, one of the main houses. And we wanted to see this place because growing up, my grandmother had, I think I told you this already, but just for the show, my grandmother had a print of the Norman Rockwell Main Street um, hanging in her house my whole life. And underneath that, she had a little shelf with miniatures, maybe like six to eight inches tall of all the main buildings. Oh, wow. And when she passed away, she gave it to me. So Aww. it goes up at Christmas time. So it's very special to me Aww. because of her. And That's cute. Yeah, it was really nice. So we had brunch there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we walked around the Red Lion Inn, which is where I sent you the video of the super elevator? beautiful wrought iron old school elevator. Did that work? Does that thing work? I think it does work. There was a little sign there that was like, it is illegal to operate if you are not an authorized personnel or something. Okay. I was like, I want to touch the buttons. (laughs) So nobody was like working that thing, moving it up and down at all? No, but you could see like straight up to the other floors, which was really cool. That's so cool. It was really beautiful, beautiful in. And then we drove out to the museum, Rockwell Art Museum. I saw all his stuff and I was just blown away, like seeing stuff somebody you admire artistically for so long I was like I want to paint I want to draw I want to he did so much in his lifetime yeah incredible I didn't realize he did an Ichabod crane painting which you sent me yesterday because I went to Sleepy Hollow right right. and I was like no I didn't see that one that's so cool I didn't know he did an Ichabod painting yeah yeah and that thing is like five feet tall but life size not life size no 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 I don't think he's only five feet tall okay he's taller than that he was a fictional character was he I thought he was like a school teacher. I thought he was based on like an actual school teacher. Wasn't Ichabod a school teacher? I know the Van Tassels are all real because they all have headstones in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. So I don't know if Ichabod was based on a real character. I bought a book yesterday about all the Sleepy Hollow, like stories from Sleepy Hollow by a real Sleepy Hollow historian. So I'm so excited to freaking curl up and read that today. Can I borrow that when you're done? (laughs) After my mom. She's claimed. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And we walked to one of his studios that was that was there and then drove back home. Um, What did we do after that? I think one of our family friends, Mr. Greg Farmer, who has contributed to this show before our Victorian architecture episode. Oh, right, right. Also, the gentleman we talked about plays the hammer dulcimer. He plays a concertina, which is a button box instrument. Mm-hmm. He came over. We all had dinner. Um, my cousin brought over Turkish food. So good. And then we we jammed. My mom played her mandolin. I played the guitar. He played the concertina. Aww. And we were just playing like country jigs and reels and That's stuff, which awesome. was really cool. And then the next day, she wanted to go to the Emily Dickinson house. And I was like, Ma, I just need a day to yeah. not do anything. Um, we did some errands in the morning. I shipped home my souvenirs because I couldn't bring them on the plane. And then my uncle came home and he and I went out for a joyride in his Lotus, Elise. And he let me drive it for a little bit. And now I want a manual car. It's so fucking fun. Um, But it started raining. So we came back home and had a little dinner, had a little dessert. What'd you eat? Call it a night. What'd you eat that night? What did we eat that night? Oh, my mom and I made stir fry and pot stickers. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) And then the next day I had to drive my ass back to Boston. So I got up around five, left at 540. Oh my goodness. Didn't get into Boston until about 
eight o'clock. Yeah. Dropped the car off, got on the plane, got home. I think I was, and my mom beat me. She left at the same time. She drove back to Pennsylvania and beat me home six hours oh my God. on the road. So I finally got home. I was so tired. Um, I can't remember what else I did. I just passed out. I had off the next day, which is great. Good. Um, then worked on Friday. I'm glad you had a day to re because calibrate. <laughs> I was I was toast just from the Salem trip, and then you had a whole other leg of your trip. I'm like, I don't know how you kept going for as long as you did. I well, at least you know your girl can hang. I'm right? like, I'm watching all your like your stories and your stuff on like popping up on Instagram and your Marcos and stuff, and I'm. I'm like, how is she still going? I'm, meanwhile, I'm like watching all your videos from my bed. Just like I hadn't moved in like two, three days. I told You're you. You're like, she's still going. All week I was on the couch. I was toast. <laughs> I don't know how I you was did really it, tired. but you can hang. Yeah. When you travel, I guess like, I guess your body, just like the adrenaline of like all the new sights and the sounds and like all the new experiences, like your body just is like, all right go 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 but then once yeah. you have that time and you're like safe space back in your house yeah it like all just catches up with you and you're like oh my god yeah really did a lot this week yes <laughs> yeah. i just had to keep going with the momentum because right. i did take a nap on like monday and one on tuesday and it felt great yeah i was like i don't nap ever yeah but it was fantastic but i knew if i fully stopped i was not getting back up and that's what kind of happened on uh tuesday yeah. afternoon yeah done so well we're back at home base now i'm i'm sad that it's all over but i'm glad that the stress of like you know whole planning a trip and like getting ready for a trip and all the anticipation yeah, i'm glad all that's kind of just like but know, along with our campaign yeah now we got to finish out our campaign which we're very close we're very yeah close. and this when this comes out we'll have finished mm -hmm. so um Actually, this will be the day after it finishes. All right. So I guess oh we'll, my God. we'll tell you guys the outcome when we find out because we are recording this on October 22nd. So our campaign yes. is still actually active at the time of recording this. But hopefully we oh. made it. <laughs> oh, my God. I think we're going to – we'll be we'll, – we'll make it. We'll be back in Boston. All right. But I think hopefully this settles down a little bit. But you still have a Halloween party to get through. I still have a Halloween um, party to get through. You did a Sleepy Hollow extravaganza yeah. yesterday. And yep. We're just, we just gotta keep going. This is our time to shine, and Samhain is right around the corner. Dude, October is always fucking nuts for me. Always. I love it. It's always a nut, nut case. Um, every time October is over, I'm like, I love it, but I'm glad it's over. It's it's yeah. crazier for me than Christmas time and like the holiday season mm -hmm. because yeah. I get to just go to my family's house and show up and eat and whatever and yes. fuck off. But Halloween, it's like balls to the wall. September, October, it's like two months of just like like just constant go 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 i'm yep. glad when it's finally just like all right it's november now i can chill i have a whole year to the next time around so yep and now i get to go cozy up and i'm gonna read my books go read your books oh, also i wanted to show you this book i got there was a a, a book sale in front of a sleepy hollow library yesterday they had mm -hmm. like a little tent set up my mom got a couple books and then i just got this one book these hardcover like old books are like were like four bucks a pop oh i love that is shakespeare of london look at the little can you see the the etching of shakespeare in the book oh it's an, yeah like a little embossed yeah thing. yeah cool. he's embossed this book wasn't written by him it's actually kind of like i guess a fictional book about his life or whatever okay but i thought this map in the front was so freaking cool Ooh, is that of where is oh is that london um 
Shakespeare's London. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought the map was really cool. And the pages, like the edges, they're like that soft kind of ripped paper. And I, oh, I love it. So that's fun to touch. Yes. Yeah, so me and Avi got to get our shit together, get our bookcases going in our living room. So I have all my old dark academia books to put on my shelves. They're going to be so awesome. We're, we're supposed to paint this week. We'll see if that happens. Yay. Oh, can't wait to see it. That is all we have for you guys today. Just a reminder, you can check out all of the sources pertaining to today's episode via our hero page. The link is in our show notes. And thanks again to our patron and Palmiers for creating this app and keeping creators like us organized. If you guys do want to support the podcast on Patreon, you can support us for as little as $1 a month. That's our seedling tier, and that gets you access to our patron-only polls where you get to weigh in on what topics you would like us to talk about next. It also gets you our monthly calendar so you can see what topics we have coming up for the month, and it also gets you a welcome shout-out on the show. Our $3 Lavender Bud tier get to our show notes for each episode in an aesthetically pleasing pdf our after hours posts if there's any extra tidbits or behind the scenes info pertaining to any of our episodes we'll post those along with the blog post or extra photos and access to our specially curated spotify playlists we have created playlists for our wmsr episodes as well as well as production dream playlists for each song episode and more our $5 Lilac tier gets you access to our private Facebook community where we host a monthly live stream. Plus, you'll get access to our Discord server where we host our monthly watch parties. And also on the Discord, you can join in on the discussion with other Magnolia Street neighbors via the various interesting channels and threads. And then here's the uh, $8 Rose tier. This gets you access to extra audio-visual content such as a once-a-month full-length video episode, unlimited bonus videos, uncut footage, cutting room floor footage, bloopers, outtakes, meditations, exclusive interviews, and old home videos from the vault, or spell or ritual videos, and more. Uh, it also gets you bonus content to coincide with our song episodes, such as full-length demo streams of our original Practical Magic-inspired music, plus lyric sheets, guitar chords, and original scratch demos, or bonus video performances of our songs and more. Lastly, we have our $15 Wisteria Vine tier. Just like a twisting Wisteria Vine, there's a way for you to stay connected with us, the Stinas. In this tier, we invite you to join our private Marco Polo video messaging app. The app is totally free for both Android and iOS. Sign up with your phone number or email and we will help you do the rest. This is a great way to chat with each other in a more intimate group setting face-to-face -face via video recording. We love to show each other our pets, our gardens, or anything else you'd like to share. And just a reminder that the higher the tier you sign up under, the more rewards you get because you get all of the rewards of the tiers below it. You can upgrade or downgrade or even cancel at any time. So to support the podcast, head to Patreon patreon.com slash magnolia street podcast yeah and there are additional ways to support us and our podcast that don't cost you any money if you do listen on spotify please give us a star rating if you listen to us on apple Podcasts, please give us a written review we love sharing those on our instagram and if you're on instagram we would really appreciate any reposts or blurbs about our podcast and make sure to tag us at magnolia street podcast in your feed post stories and share us with your practical magic love and friends is there anything else? I, I Again, thank you for inviting me to Salem. I would love to do it again. I just need to make more money. I want all the things. Same. And maybe next year our event will be even bigger and yeah. better. And we'll see Joyce and Kylie and all the other Magnolia Street neighbors over there. Yes. But this was amazing. It was amazing. I'm so glad you came. And I'm so glad you had a great first experience. And yeah, it was just both times, September and October. Great That's experience. Right. That's right. And yeah, we got to go back because we got to see rob again and then have him make us more midnight margaritas make me next year we'll do something different 
Yeah. yeah. Let's do something different. Yeah. Go to our Teespring, check out our merch. We have a uh, limited series stuff over there for season one, as well as all our other designs on whatever you can think of. And we are still going to be hosting a giveaway just as like a hello season two. We're going to be giving away a poster and a t-shirt. So we will um, figure out those details, but we'll let you know. Yep. All right. I think that's all we have for today. I'm Justina. I'm Christina. And, and we'll, we'll see you next time. time. At the house on Magnolia Street, would you?